Hey everyone, just a quick disclaimer before the show begins today. This epic length episode uh, was meant to be a show all about podcasting and how to do that. And what you'll notice within about five minutes of the episode is that that does not happen. Um, the agenda was there, our hearts were in the right place, but it just ended up being a very conversational show, which I actually think is is better. Uh, it is very enjoyable and entertaining, but we do not um, attack the brief at all. So with that in mind, it's now time to also let you know that this show is not brought to you by terrors at midnight or horrors that we love. It is, however, brought to you by the magic of friendship. So enjoy the episode. Welcome to I Was a Teenage Film Snob. I'm James Chalmers, your friendly neighborhood film snob. And guys, this is a, a very different episode. Uh, we're not going to talk about apocalypse films this week. We might not even talk about movies this week. We probably will a little bit. <laughs> uh, instead, we're going to talk about my second favorite medium. Obviously, I love films. Um, but I also love podcasting. So not only is it going to be the most meta episode, it's probably going to be the most unbearable because we're going to get very pretentious and snobby in here. <laughs> uh, but because it's such a an unusual topic to, to talk about on the show, you have to bring the sex, right? So I have brought along today uh, two young and sexy virile men to help me talk about podcasting, two of my favorite people in the world. Uh, they've been on the show before. I've been on their show. It's going to be an all-around love fest. Someone used the phrase sausage fest before, and hey, who knows how it's going to go. So uh, all the way from Utah and the We Love Horror podcast, it's Michael Siri. And Hi guys! There he is, and uh, from South Carolina, got corrected on that one before. Uh, <laughs> and the Midnight Terrors podcast. It's Kevin. Welcome, Kevin and Michael. I am not worthy. I am not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> it is going yeah. to be a sausage fest. A sausage fest, <laughs> <Yeah. interesting. laughs> and I don't edit my shows, so that's staying. <laughs> Yay! No, thank you for having me, James. This is uh, and Michael. It's good to see you again, brother. This is yes. uh, something looking forward to for a while this has been something we planned i mean we started planning this like what almost a year ago and then we finally set a date a month ago and now it's happening so yes i'm so um, excited it's i I referred to i kind of put a post up last night i was like this is gonna be the most ambitious show ever and people are like did you have six people on episode 50 it's like yeah but this is multiple time zones (laughs) like this is (laughs) this is international and um, (laughs) it makes sense that we should finally do a crossover all three of us because we've all been I'm doing it now. We've all been on each other's shows. For people wondering why I'm slurring, haven't been drinking. Uh, it is the earliest I've ever recorded an episode. Um, like Michael and I got on just a little bit before Kevin, and we'd both just woken up. So, yeah. <laughs> his six o'clock. Please. His six o'clock in the morning is three p.m. for me. So. Mm. <laughs> don't let Don't let James uh, lie to you. He's been just putting him back to deal with me and Michael. You know. Yeah, he started tossing shots back in the middle of our conversation a little while ago. He's like, like, geez, these Americans. Okay, let me. He's like, he's like sneaking them off, off shot. He's like, (laughs) Uh, like, it's so exciting to have you guys on the show. Like (laughs) a little behind this, we've been talking for over an hour before we started recording. Um, Which is about the usual. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. But um, one of the reasons this episode exists is, I mentioned to you guys, I'm like, you know, like I get a lot of people asking me about 
you know, why do you do the podcast? How did you start it? How do I start a podcast? And then Kevin had mentioned he'd done some panels, which is very cool. Kevin, by the way, is just going to brag the entire time because <laughs> before the show, he was listing all of his accomplishments and Michael and I were feeling very inferior. Um, <laughs> no, dude, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> um, and Michael, we haven't really talked about it uh, one-on-one or privately but i imagine you probably get quite a bit of that as well like you i think you work with more podcasters than than kevin and i combined like i feel like you've got Mm -hmm. a a regular rotation of 20 plus guests yeah it's a lot (laughs) i mean because you have to you have to do you know not to quote uh i can't remember her name from fucking uh uh oh my gosh what is that movie that a24 movie that came out bodies 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 which she's like it's very hard to do a podcast you have to come up with a set a, a guest list an itinerary a google calendar yeah uh, it's very that's much i felt very seen in that moment <laughs> so did that's I. our that's our uh that's our whole discussion right there is how hard it is to do a podcast <laughs> oh like before you yeah. came online kev like michael and i were just like because <laughs> michael uh is is taking a break at the moment on his show like um which as he he was very positive. It's like, hey, it's a great time to catch up. Like if you're behind on the show, it's a good time to catch up. But we were kind of yeah. talking about the ins and outs of it, mm-hmm. and we both we're the we're the, the only hosts on our show. Kevin, you hosted with with um, Jason, obviously. And I was talking to you about it last week, and you're like, well, I do most of the work. <laughs> <laughs> Just to throw Jason under the bus, where he can't defend himself. Shade. You know? <laughs> yeah. Worded worded differently, but you know, it's uh, <laughs> I was I was talking, yeah. I was talking earlier this morning with, um, I'm assuming this one will come out after this episode, but I, I just did a crossover with um, Paul or Rated PG from uh, from Mutant City Horror, and we were talking about that whole dynamic that even when you have a co-host, so like, yes, on my show, like the planning and the booking, the recording, the editing, all that stuff, yes, is me, but... Midnight Terrors still isn't Midnight Terrors if Jason isn't there. Don't get me wrong. All of our guests are fantastic. Mm-hmm. And right. it is still Midnight Terrors as a whole. But a lot of what people like about the show is that dynamic between Jason and I. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, like, it is... Uh, see, this is how I talk. I backtrack a lot. It, okay. is, it is Midnight Terrors when it's me and any guest that comes on the show. But Jason yeah. really brings a lot of stuff to the show in that he's the the really like the really fun one and very lighthearted. He's the jokester, absolutely. Um, and it's that dynamic between each other. But yeah, you know, there's there's a lot that goes into when you have a <clears throat> a co-host. But I, I've been on the the other side of that where I've had to do it by myself um, because I'm I'm a bit of a we were talking off air before we started recording and James was like, you are just, uh, <laughs> you are just insane right now with what you're working yeah. on. And I'm like, yeah, I just go, go, go. It never stops, but it's what I love to do. So I'm going to, you know, keep on going. Yeah. I think yeah, that's, that's how all... I, sorry, go on. Sorry. No, 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 you go. Oh. I was just, I think that's why we all do it is it's just that it's the, the love of it. And it's not even like, it's like I don't know. Like, I feel I still feel silly using the word podcast in like regular conversation. It feels like it would be like me trying to have a, like a really serious conversation about the Power Rangers. It feels like it's out of place in general conversation. But <laughs> it's like we all clearly are fans. And Michael, you were touching on this before we start. It's not Michael, sorry, Michael, Kevin. You talked about this before, but actually, Michael, you did as well. Is that like we do this because we love movies and we just 
always want to remain fans, like no matter how integrated we get. And believe me, I'm not integrated at all. Like my <laughs> big celebrity guest was my mum, um, as I mentioned on a few shows now. Um, but it's just, you know, we do it because we love talking to other people about movies. Like it's interesting that you say that Jason is kind of like the heart or the the passion of your show because I'm the least, to, to, in, my, in my opinion, and this is not me kind of um, self-deprecating, I'm the least important part of my of my show. Like I am there to facilitate the interesting guests. Like my philosophy has always been like, I want to talk to fun and interesting people about the things they love. So I, I, you know, I will guide you, I'll give you prompts, but really it's everyone's show about mine. That's the way I've always approached it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I agree with that um, in that, you know, whether it's just me or whether it's me and Jason, it's a good way to put it. We are the catalyst for talking with other people, <clears throat> excuse me, talking with other people about what they love, which in our sense is, uh, is, is horror. And, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a, I've always said, it sounds so corny, but it's, it's the truth that around our show and in this community of podcasting between us three and many, many other shows, it is a family Mm. yes you know yeah i was just telling my friend the other day i said i think i have more online friends like from my podcasting community than i do real friends (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i don't know if that's a sad thing to admit but like (laughs) i'm like i feel like i talk more with people online than i do with like people in my everyday life but yeah but i almost i also like wanted to say that i kind of (laughs) feel i must kind of feel guilty in a sense because I'm like, I'm on an episode with you guys talking about how much we love podcasting and I'm the one that's taking like a huge hiatus right now. And I was also telling James, like before Kevin hopped on, I was like, I kind of like in this, I'm not saying that I don't, I'm not going to come back or ever come back or anything like that. I'm just saying like right now, I don't really miss it. Like I can't, I miss talking to everybody. Like I miss interacting with everybody, but I'm like, I don't miss the stress of having to like put together like episodes and get guests and stuff like that. And I just feel like that was getting to be too much for me. So that's why I'm taking a break right now. It's just because I was just like, I need to focus on other shit in my life. Cause I got to get my shit together. Mm. <laughs> COVID, <laughs> COVID really like fucked everything up for me like yeah. the past three years. And I know it did it for yeah. a lot of people. So I can't say that it's just me, but like, yeah, I've, I've gone downhill <laughs> in the last three years. So I'm like, I really need to work on my like physical and mental health right now. And this podcast is not, helping with that so i'm like that's why i'm taking a break but i almost like i feel kind of guilty for being on this show with you guys talking to you guys how much we love podcasting when i'm not even doing it right now but i still love it and i still love being with you guys and i love talking to you guys because if it wasn't for my podcast i wouldn't be here with you guys so well yeah i think that's important to point out though is that this this part's a little hard to explain to if you're someone that has never done a podcast there's a lot more to doing a podcast than just being on the microphone so like michael with your case even though you're not really recording right now we love horror is still very much alive you know you're on socials you talk with us and you're interacting with with fans of the show and there's so much more that goes into it other than here's an episode here's an episode here's a special guest yeah the episode is almost the least important part (laughs) it's really um, although i will say presence on there I will yeah. say, like, both of your shows are two of my fa- like favorite podcasts, and like, I'm not just saying that because you're guests here. Like, before 
before October when we all met Tyler and Harley. Like, if we're going to reference at some point, we might as well say it again. Thanks, guys, again. Yeah. Thank you, Harley and Tyler. We love I, you. Um, Tyler and Harla, as I said on Midnight <laughs> yeah. Terrors recently. Uh, I only listen to podcasts. Like, not so much celebrity podcasts, but there were people that I kind of followed on social. I kind of found, like, you know, so I listened to podcasts that, you know, were kind of in the mainstream. And you guys were the first independent shows I listened to. And now, like, I've actually found I've cut most of my mainstream podcasts out of my listen, like my listen queue. I just don't have time for it. But if there's a Midnight Terrace, if there's a Wheel of Horror, I'm like, yes, I need to because your shows are both so fantastic. You're both such great hosts. Uh, and Jason, obviously, as well. I don't want to not throw him his props because he's not here. Um, so I'm always looking forward to that. And the beauty of the independent podcast is – I don't know any of your guests anyway. Do you know what I mean? So like <laughs> with a popular podcast, if they're, you know, like the Nerdist, for example, like going back a few years, they used to always like interview celebrities. It was a celebrity I didn't care about. I was going to skip that episode. But like I know that my favorite celebrities, you know, Michael is always going to be on We Love Horror and Kevin's always going to be on mm-hmm. Midnight Terror. So I know it's going to be a great show. Um, and the track record proves. Like there hasn't been a show of yours, of either of yours. I'm like, well, that was, you know, not their greatest one. Like it's always like consistently good. So thank well, you. Thank you. That means a lot. What? That's so nice. And your show is fucking incredible too. So Agreed. it's pretty great. Um, <laughs> I know you like. I know you like to do the self-deprecation thing, James. But your show is really, really good. Like, yeah. Can we can we all put a a disclaimer out there that you know we know James's personality. We know he loves to downplay <laughs> stuff, but like his show is so much fun. And so yeah. much about the love of film, but not even just the love of film. It's like the love for pop culture. And yeah. I think, you know, James, like the title holds true that I was a teenage film snob. It's about love of film, but like the amount of stuff that you touch on, on your show again, this is, these are, and Michael, same to you. These are what my favorite podcasts consist of. If I'm listening to a show and I feel like I'm there in the room with the conversation that's going yes. on. Yeah, those hosts have and done you, their job, and both of you are so good at that. And you feel like you want to be there to insert your two cents. You're like, yes, exactly. That's how I feel too. Or like, yeah, I but, love. I guess, shows I like that. First of all, thank you. That's very lovely. And yeah. I do self-deprecate, especially when, when I'm on other people's shows. But I do work really <laughs> hard on the show. Like, I, like, I, just, I have no measure or gauge of what's good because my whole philosophy is like, there's no such thing as good or bad. It just is what it is, mm-hmm. and people like what they don't. But I do yeah. really appreciate that. But. The same goes for your shows. I was literally listening to an episode of um, We Love Horror the other day, and you mentioned you're, you're doing um, underrated Final Girls, and you mentioned Tree yeah. from Happy Death Day, and I went yes. And I was driving yes. in my car. There was no one else there. I was like, yes, I'm so glad they mentioned Tree. And then yeah. you, I was listening to an, an episode of Midnight Terrors, and I think it was um, the House of a Thousand Corpses episode, which is great, by the way. Like your yeah, House that of is a such Years. a good episode. So yeah, good. Well, you guys you. mentioned something. I'm like, I'm so glad you mentioned that. <laughs> like again, to no one. I was like cleaning the dishes at like 11 o'clock <laughs> at night. I was like, good. <laughs> so yeah. And I'll be honest with you, Kevin. Like that is not my favorite movie. Like I'm not a big fan of the House of a Thousand Corpses. It's actually one of my. And I know I'm probably gonna get like a lot of people being like, Are you Buddha? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, like there, it's a good thing you're taking a hiatus because maybe you should take a permanent <laughs> one now. I don't know. <laughs> but like, that's probably one of my least favorite Rob Zombie films like and it's probably just because it's like for me it just hasn't aged well like there's certain things i like about it but i'm like it was his first film so it's pretty Mm. rough for me personally and i just i don't know i don't get too much enjoyment from it but listening to your podcast and like that episode like made me kind of want to watch it again and like see it in like a different like kind of lens so oh thank you i appreciate that that was um yeah 
That was a fun one. We what ended up not making the episode when we did that was that part at the beginning where Jason and I did the fuck your grandma. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when we did that, there was a solid five minutes of take after take after take of us trying to get that right that I almost put as a blooper and ended up not making it. But oh, we you should have put way, that. That would have been great. I should have. But we had way <laughs> too much fun with the quotes and trying to i mean jason just wants to be captain spaulding i think so you <laughs> yeah. know like it was but that episode it was was a lot of fun and we had a lot of people um rally around that one so i appreciate yeah. that yeah, and i great. you know going back to uh kind of how we all met which was when we all interviewed harley and tyler um and i don't know how you guys got in touch with them but i i'm assuming we all had a similar story where we got because I got an Instagram message from, uh, yep. I believe Harley was the one running so, the social media. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't know what to expect going in. I was like actually really nervous about that because that was my yep. first like blind guess that I did not know for the show. Yeah. And well, I thought up, Harley was a guy because Harley is a unisex, a unisex <laughs> thing. I was like, there's no way like a girl is messaging me privately on Instagram yeah. to talk about horror movies. Like, it's <laughs> definitely a dude. I said to my wife, I'm like, I'm going to do it, but it's probably a scam. Like, <laughs> you're being catfished like she tells me that the loveliest human being and tyler too like both of them like so like, absolute sweethearts like for a couple mm. of people who've been in hollywood for over a decade like it would have been so easy for them to be like jaded and hate everything but they're just like beautiful people like they yeah are. they haven't and they haven't let like the success that they've been having like get to their head or like like because freaking tyler and harley like tyler's been killing it he was in a he like tv episodes and yeah fucking harley's doing like movies and shit she's on a different red carpet every weekend (laughs) yeah yeah. i'm like i'm blessed to even know you guys (laughs) i was gonna say going back to that comment i made earlier about so i never thought the scream the fan favorite thing was like a scam or anything i just was like oh i don't know these people this will be a different dynamic and i brought our our regular um guest host mr j on because that was while jason was on a break and I remember calling him. I'm like, dude, I'm super nervous, but I'm excited. I would, I would love to do this. And it's still to this day, one of my favorite episodes that the show has mm. done, but it became yeah. something so much bigger in that. Like we're all friends with Harley and Tyler, but then it opened yeah. this world up to where I met you guys and we all became friends. And yeah. going back to that comment earlier where I said, being a fan first more yeah. than anything, it's always kind of surreal with Harley and Tyler in that they are friends of ours, but like I still yeah. feel like a bit of a fanboy when when like talking to them. I'm like, guys, you're Harley and Tyler. Like, yeah. <laughs> <you know? laughs> who, who am I? Who yeah. am I to you? And anytime they so we had Tyler revisit the show, uh, Michael, when when us three talked about Scream Six on my show, Jealous. Um, um. <laughs> I, I did wish James was there, but we, yeah, you know me we're, too. Gonna get, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. And I'll like, finally say Scream to... Six, guys. Like it only took like five months to come out on physical media, <laughs> but it's and everyone knows how I feel about streaming. So <laughs> this is the I episode where I get bitter. <laughs> yeah. Well, I honestly don't know why it took so long for it to come out on yeah. like physical media. Yeah. Like I was like, why is it taking them so long to release this fucking movie? It came out in March. Like <laughs> yeah. what is taking or not March? Wait, when did Scream? It was March. It was March. March. March okay. Yeah. March I was thinking I was mixing up Evil Dead Rise cuz I was like, did it come out in March or April? And I was like, no, Evil Dead Rise came out in April. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Evil Dead Rise will be out either like the same time as Scream or like like just after. Like they come at the same time like come on guys. Get <laughs> yeah. it together. 
right? <laughs> I know but, how you feel about having them. I know how you feel about digital media, but I already have both of those on digital. So yeah, I know. Seen... Like, I just if I'm going to pay money for something, I want to be able to hold it in my hand. Um, yeah. yeah, don't. That's I... not the clip this week. Out of context. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I now have Scream Six and Evil Dead Rise both memorized. So nice. that tells you how many times yeah, I've watched those movies. It's See, um... I'm behind. No, I don't own Scream Six or Evil Dead Rise yet. I just bought Megan probably a month ago on on uh on physical media so i need to, I fucking, I need to play some catch up i fucking love that movie Me too. I it love was it. fun megan, i yeah. love that movie dude yeah. megan that... might be my favorite thing to come out of the yes <laughs> evil dead rise was great scream six was great megan was so new and like fresh to me and i'm yeah. so glad that megan is becoming like a horror icon in herself already yeah that movie's so much fun and so clever and uh, Allison Williams, right, is her name that plays yeah. the, the from main, Get Out and from Girls. Yeah, from Get Out, and then Violet McGraw from Hill House and Doctor Sleep. Yeah. Like the movie's just great. Yeah, it's oh, a lot so of fun. Good. I always forget that. I always forget that, guys. We don't need to talk about podcasting, <laughs> 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 or we could get on our Doctor Sleep tangent again because yeah, you know exactly. how much you know how much I love that movie. James, have you've seen Doctor Sleep, right? I've only seen it once, so I haven't watched the director's cut yet. But it is on my pile, <sighs> so I've got a pile of Blu-rays next to my TV, and it's my watch list. So this year, every year I watch two hundred movies. Um, so I, I think I'm at 160 movies for the year so far mm. um so i'm ahead of schedule which is nice and i always go between something i haven't seen and something i have seen before so dr sleep is due for a rewatch i was doing the king film films earlier yeah. this year so i've done what have i done like i did stand by me um i did misery i just rewatched the carry remake which really holds up like people were really unfair to that film it's a lot of fun are you talking about the one with chloe moritz in it yeah i like that i like yeah. that one i had yeah. no like, issues with it she may be slightly miscast um i you know she obviously doesn't have the kind of like Carrie's meant to be a real outsider, and Sissy Spacek really brings that in the original. And Chloe Grace is adorable, like yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Like, <laughs> like so. But aside from that, I think the flick's really, really strong. Um, but next up is Shining and Doctor Sleep, so I'm going to do them back to back. And it'll be my first time watching the Doctor Sleep um, director's cut. So it's kind of in, it's kind of insane because I have Doctor Sleep memorized to the point where like <laughs> I know all of Rose the Hat's inflections, mm. like. I, I love just it. like I know that I fucking know that movie like the back of my hand and I that's I'm talking about the director's cut that's over three hours long I know that movie like inside <laughs> that's why and I haven't got like, to it yet because it's over three hours long I'm like I'll get there <laughs> yeah I actually yeah. Still haven't seen the director's cut yet either but I'll get there it's funny um Kevin that your kind of in your kind of experience was so positive and we're talking about before the online community like the Instagram podcasting community like kind of debunks the idea that the internet's a hateful place to me because I've never had a negative experience since starting the show but i was talking to michael about this when we first all started interviewing tyler and harley i really only listened to your shows out of spite i was like well no no my podcast has got to be the best one (laughs) and then i listened to you i was talking about this on the first time i was on on we love horror and like after listening to both your shows i'm like man they're good shows all right i'm gonna do like the right (laughs) thing and like shout out like i'm supporting tyler and harley but i'll shout out these shows as well and then like very quickly um, although Michael knows, I was very suspicious for a long time. He was so nice. I was like, mm, is this like an internet predator trying to get me? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, just like we... how I thought Harley was a, like a dude. Like, I was just like, I don't trust yeah. anything on the internet. <laughs> yeah, can we, can we talk about that for like just a quick second? For everyone listening, if you've never interacted with Michael on social media, he is like the biggest sweetheart you will really, ever meet. Really, absolutely. 
and Thank you, you might like shed a tear for how like kind <laughs> and like friendly he is. Like, we're gonna yeah. create a We Love Horror I... spinoff called We Love Michael. Because <laughs> <Yeah, right? laughs> I started messaging with Mike. So like James, I talked to you last last fall, right after um, your interview, or maybe it was after my interview came out with Harley and Tyler because you left a comment on their post about it. And yeah, so I came – my show came first. Um, look, I just happened to interview yes. them first, so I put mine out there. And then um, every time they appeared on a different show, I was like, well, I want to listen to it because I'm, I'm invested in these guys now. I'm invested in their story mm-hmm. and their, their movie and stuff like that. But also, yeah. like, I'd been doing the show for maybe six months, maybe a little bit longer. So I was really interested to see how other podcasts handled the interview. Um, because mm-hmm. for me, it was a learning experience. So like, yeah, like, like I'm not going to lie. Yes, there was a bit of jealousy, of course, because like <laughs> I wanted to be special. But I was also like, I really yeah. want to listen to these shows and see what they're bringing. And what was interesting about both of you it was, is that whilst I think our shows are all very similar, Michael does the same thing I do where he hosts it on his own, whereas you had a co-host. I was interested to see how the co-host dynamic worked. But also both of yeah. your shows are horror-focused, where I'm a lot broader. Um, so I was really interested to see how you guys handled it. And I was really impressed by both of them because mine i didn't abandon my shtick at all i'm like oh we'll talk about your movie but we're going to talk about your top five favorite horror films as well michael was like well let's rank all the scream films and i remember i saw that i'm like this could go either really well or really poorly because they're going to talk about the same five films for two hours but it worked yeah. really well and then yours yeah. was just a straight up interview pretty much Kevin. so i was like so i kind of came out of it really learning a lot because after i listened to both your shows i'm like ah i think mine's the weakest interview like i'm clearly like you know showing my no. my inexperience. and not, no. a, not a criticism like i've been doing it for six months and if you listen to that episode my intro for harley and tyler is written down on my phone and i am reading like you can hear me i'm not doing a natural <laughs> oh. interview. like if you if you listen to most of my shows i come up with the in, the introduction on the spot i won't write anything down i just kind of make it up and that's why sometimes they're great and sometimes they're not but I wanted to talk about fandom. I wanted to make it very specific. So I was reading and you can hear me getting out of breath. You can hear me speaking faster. <laughs> you can hear my nerves coming through. Um, but I learned a lot from your shows, but I was like, man, like these, I was like, I definitely want to shout it out for Tyler and Harley, but I like these podcasts as well. So, you know, this might be a good well, chance to build a bit of a relationship and, you know, do some, some crossovers as well. Like I never thought it would happen, but, I, but maybe. And that's what I was going to say is like, I connected with you pretty quickly Michael, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think you and I really got to, like, we connected and followed each other, but I don't think we really got to, like, talking until probably early 2023, right? I know, and I feel so bad about that, because, like, you and I have been friends for a while, and I'm like, I just, I don't know, I've just had a lot of shit going on. I guess that's my excuse for everything right now. I'm just like, I just had a lot of stuff going on. (laughs) I was Uh, just thinking about it. I'm like, when did we start messaging, like, and actually getting to connect that way? And I don't think we started messaging until probably January, like, after the holidays were over. Yeah. Well, and I'll be completely honest with you. Um, like my podcasting experience hasn't always been great for me. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to call anybody out by name here, but like there were a few like people that I was friends with in the podcasting community. And it was just kind of a toxic relationship between me and a couple of other people. And it, I mean, we're both at fault. I'm at fault for, because when I, <laughs> when I get into a really bad mental health state, like I tend to like, go back into my toxic traits like we all have toxic traits right so there's times when like i will go back into those toxic traits and that kind of turns people off and that kind of makes people kind of turn against me and then in turn i feel like i've been turned against and like it's just like a toxic thing but like my points being is i think the reason why i hadn't 
opened myself up to like talking to other podcasts because I was so involved in like certain friendships that I had with other people that I'm no longer friends with because of stuff that went down. So after that, I was just kind of like, you know what, I'm going to focus on the people that actually care about me and actually will, you know, treat me with the same amount of like, I guess, energy and respect, because I felt like I wasn't getting that from some people. And I was just giving all my energy to some people that weren't giving it back, you know, so I felt so I'm sorry, that was like a long excuse for, yeah, that's probably why we hadn't <laughs> talked very much before. Well, no, I like, know that like, I think in January, I was like, I'm going to start playing matchmaker with these boys because like I've been on both. <laughs> I think I'd been on both your shows at that point. I was like, they need to get in a room as well. Like they need to record. And I think mm-hmm. I was like, suddenly was like, oh, well, I just, I just went on Midnight Terrace, Michael. Like you should definitely reach out to Kevin. And oh, Kevin, I just yeah. went on, you know, We Love Hurry. You definitely talk to Michael. So I don't know how instrumental, if at all, that was, but I was like hyping both of you guys up to each other because I'm like, this has got to happen. Like he, that's okay, a, James. We are we are happy to give you the credit, my friend. Yes, I'll take the credit for everything. Um, <laughs> this is... I also wanted to point out. You said something a little bit ago how you like you had your intro like written down with everything you wanted to say. Like I've been doing this podcast for three years now, and I still every time I have like a different guest on, I still like my intro is pretty much the same every episode. But like I still write my intro down because I don't want to screw up the names. I don't want to screw up the podcast. So like it's still nerve wracking for me even three years into this, like Mm. every time I have like a new guest on, like when I had you and Kevin on for the first time, I was so fucking nervous. Like I was like, Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I was nervous nervous too. And I think that's why I have this persona now. I've kind of built this persona when I guest on other people's shows where I just get very obnoxious. (laughs) And I don't think it's like an abrasive obnoxious, but I just get very loud. I'm like, yeah, let's talk about this. Like on Michael's show, he does, uh, I'm sure you know this as well, Kevin, but people who haven't listened to his show, by the way, like we'll definitely plug it before the show ends. Listen to both Midnight Terrors and We Love Horror. They're fantastic podcasts. Um, And if you're not sure where to start, start with my episodes, because at least you you know who I am. So like it's a good bridge. (laughs) But at the start of We Love Horror, for a first time guest, Michael does... um, Desert Island. He's like, you know, pick five movies, um, you know, you take to Desert Island. And it's meant to be like a five, ten minute segment. Forty minutes, I think, I spent on my <laughs> Desert Island. <laughs> Perfectly fine. I think um, when I had, I can't remember exactly what episode it was. It was a pretty recent episode, but I had somebody on that kind of did the exact same thing you did. I know like you shouted in, me out and I felt yeah. very, I, I, I like, I had a big smile. I felt, I was like, oh, shucks. <laughs> yeah, they went into like kind of similar detail like you. And I was like, oh, I love this. Cause like, I love how like the question is kind of a basic question, but you can get so broad with the question mm-hmm. to where the, like, you're like actually answering it in like more of a broad spectrum. And I love that. Um, but yeah, Kevin, I still need to get you on my show. Yes. I'm so sorry. I haven't had you on my show. I'm like, it's oh okay. my gosh. And it just happens to be like right before I like go on my hiatus too. This, <laughs> that's that's going to be the first episode back. The triumphant return. You have to bring yeah, Kevin on. Yeah, and Jason too. Jason's great entertainment. Like it's funny. Yeah, you I said- haven't actually even met Jason yet. Yeah, he was. Um, no, he wasn't on the break at the time, but he hadn't seen Scream 6 yet when we did that episode. So that was why. Yeah why he yeah. wasn't on there and I wanted to I wanted to get that released while Scream 6 was still in theaters. Mm, yeah. You know, strike while the iron's hot as they say. Yeah. <laughs> what I um what I like about Jason is cuz you say he's the he's the I kind of think of, I would, like he's I kind would of the, word it as he's the he's the fun element. Yeah, like he's kind of the comic relief and stuff in a way, but like it's funny because he He's a little bit older. Like, so I, I think when I came on your show, I was saying, like, I kind of sit between you. Like, Kev, you're a bit younger than me, and Jason's a bit older than me. But I also have, like, 
I'm a bit of an older man, so I still have like those hang-ups on like certain things. So I get like annoyed when things get remade, remade, or if people don't appreciate <laughs> older films. And he has that as well. So he also brings like I can only describe it as like a fun negativity to the show. Yeah. <laughs> and I really <laughs> like that. He is our film critic on the show. Like me and James <laughs> vibe a lot because I'm like, and I've had several guests that are like this. I'm like an eternal optimist on the show, mm-hmm. where. I always find something that I gravitate towards, uh, even if I'm not creative. And we haven't really touched on a movie that I just outright hated. Uh, I understand one of my more controversial uh, reviews was when me and Jason talked about Halloween Ends, and I know a lot of people hate it. I haven't listened to that episode yet, but I'm team Halloween Ends. I love that movie. I liked it. I liked it. I I I love Halloween Ends. I liked it. I had some criticisms with it, as I do with all three of those movies, because I feel like they could have all been done much better than they were. But I did like Halloween Ends. I I didn't walk out like being like that was a fucking disaster of a movie. (laughs) Like, I actually kind of like the route they took. I just wish the only thing that I wish they would have done differently is that they would have introduced Corey in the other two movies. Like, my thing was, was why didn't they Mm. switch Cameron out with Corey and Corey could have been dating Allison this whole time. Mm. And then what happens, what happens at the beginning of Halloween ends, it would make more of an impact for us as audience members because we've been following Corey the last two movies. And then also, it would make more sense that Allison would want to go against Lori like when mm. she's like doing her teenage like teenage bullshit where she's like you want to take everyone away from me wham 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 like i just felt like it was so like unrealistic <laughs> that she, they've they've known each other for what 3 days and she's already like running away with this guy <laughs> yeah. granted yeah. i get that it's probably like more of so of a trauma bonding thing so it's like i understand that people can probably bond quicker through trauma but three days, you're already like fucking yep. wanting to run away with this guy. Also, I can't really talk too much about that because Titanic kind of has a similar thing. Where <laughs> they're yeah, like, Halloween ends is the Titanic of the Halloween franchise. Um, <laughs> yeah. That boat's going to sink at the end. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, I'm a I'm a Disney fan. How many how many of those couples get together after minutes of meeting each other? That's so, fair. Yeah, I mean, know. though, if I was Ariel and I had met someone who looked like Prince Eric, instant. <laughs> I've been like, yeah, marry talking, me right now. <laughs> are we talking live action or remake? I haven't seen um, live I'm ta- action yet. I'm talking about the animated one. Oh, I'm. I <laughs> I've always both. thought anime animated <laughs> Prince Eric was so hot. James, cut that. I said live action or remake. They're the same oh. thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, um, we, I was saying he's not going to cut anime? it. <laughs> yeah, like you're asking me to do no, work, fine. and we'll talk about making podcasts soon. I'm sure, but that sounds yeah, like yeah. an effort. Just no, leave it I in was, there. I was. I was saying animation or the live action one, yeah. Eric. <laughs> oh, definitely the animation one for sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They um yeah, I'm look, you know, I here, okay, here's a breaking character. I'm always very positive. I do not really care for the Disney remakes at all. Like That's I, um I think the only one I've enjoyed and this is controversial. This is divisive because I know people hated it. I loved the Mulan live action remake because it wasn't a shot-for-shot shot remake of the animated one. Like, people were like, there's no Mushu, yeah. there's no songs. I was like, good, good. I, think my, I, I saw I think, that 20 years ago. Like, give me something different. Yeah. I think my issue with the Mulan one was that it felt, like, too whitewashed. Like, it felt like too many... Like, it didn't feel, there any wh- like, close to... I don't know. It just felt like a bunch of, like, white people directed this movie instead of, like... That's true. You know what I mean? Like, it just felt very, like, Americanized, which I'm like, this is should not be Americanized. It should be, like, close to, like, the traditions of, like, Asian culture. It just kind of felt whitewashed to me. They should have waited. <laughs> if they hadn't just waited till everything everywhere all at once came out, then they would have, oh, like, yeah. you know, 
Yeah. That movie's was so that, good. Was that, af- that was after Crazy Rich Asians, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Crazy Rich Asians was pre-pandemic. Um, Crazy Rich Asians is one of the best movies I've ever seen. So See, makes to, me cry. Like that ending is so. I've, that that's been on my watch list for a while. So I saw the trailer for Crazy Rich Asians, and I was so like captivated by it. And for some mm-hmm. reason, I don't think it was in theaters for very long, and yeah. so I missed it. And then everybody, when they saw it, like either in home viewing or in the theater, they were like, "This movie's fantastic!" And I'm like, that's "I great. need to see this." And I keep forgetting to to watch it. And I wanna I wanna check that out for sure. My problem with the Mulan remake was that. Okay, I, I see like what's happening. Needed... I see what's happening. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I felt like I felt like it needed more of a budget. Yeah, uh, it yeah. Very... It did feel like they didn't have faith in that. They're like, um, this yeah. is one of the like the indie princesses because like yeah. she's not that's not a top tier in the crown. Um, yeah, I felt like they kind of like Disney kind of damned it with just the look of the film and mm, yeah. uh, it just felt very cheap to me. Yeah um cheap and whitewashed but, for sure i wonder whether that <laughs> yeah. was i wonder where the decisions were made because that was released on Dis- that was one of the first disney plus releases where they're kind of like ah what's gonna yeah that was that plus. was like early september 2020 when film was just dead at the time and i yeah. wonder whether they were just like look we're not putting in theaters let's just stop spending money now <laughs> let's just kind of <laughs> cut our losses um yeah yeah, they didn't play the Black Widow game. We're like, Black Widow, we're going to get in theaters. We're going to get, and like, got like 400 release dates until they finally like, go, all right, I guess we're doing Disney Plus. Like, oh, Mulan, they, like Mulan like, headed to Disney Plus pretty quickly. Like, you know what? That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Or Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> they pushed back like 30 times. That was a flick I did not expect to enjoy at all. I've talked about it a lot on me this neither, podcast. Man. I was like, I couldn't believe how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think I've either. told, I, I think I've told both of you guys this. I've never seen any of the Top Gun movies because I, I hadn't either until. I can't stand Tom Cruise, so I don't think I've really seen any of his movies. I've, I don't think I've ever seen a Mission Impossible movie. I don't think I've ever seen <laughs> Top Gun. I just don't like him. He gives me the ick, and I just, I don't, I, I've never, I've never liked him, so I've never watched his movies. I, don't I was know. very much the same, Michael. I've seen a handful of Tom Cruise films. The Collateral from like 2005 is really good. Um, mm-hmm. Or 2000, yeah, 2005, I think it was. And um, Edge of Tomorrow is really good. Um, that's yeah. a really fun one as well. But like, I kind of avoided Tom Cruise movies as well. I just never really got yeah. the appeal. Um, and then I, every, like everyone I knew was talking about Top Gun Mavericks. The point was like, look, if everyone is saying it's good, like <laughs> someone's got to be right. Like, you know what I mean? Like they can't all be wrong. Yeah. I guess I'll check it out. And I picked up yeah. the double pack and the first Top Gun is fine. Top Gun mm-hmm. fans need to relax. Like it's fine for an <laughs> 80s film, but it's not like it didn't redefine cinema. But yeah. that sequel, I was shocked how much I enjoyed. Like Miles Teller is great. Like I know that yep. off camera people have issues with Miles Teller, but I think as a performer, I love like Miles he, Teller. Um, mm-hmm. I think yeah, Whiplash. Let's oh, just, Whiplash is such a great film. The, the Whiplash, I, the only horror film ever made to not be advertised as a horror film. <laughs> like yeah. it's so yeah. very much a horror film. Well, <laughs> I mean, you've got J.K. Simmons there, man, and that yes. man is a legend. And I was earlier on, well, not earlier on, but in 2022, when Top Gun Maverick came out, I was like happy to see that there was a film that like everybody was like at the theater for. Mm, um, yeah. 
But then I got frustrated later on in the year because it was the highest grossing movie. I'm like, well, they're kind of cheating because it's the highest grossing movie because it's been in theaters for like five months. That's <laughs> and, how I uh, felt about Avatar yeah. in 2009. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, if you're in cinemas for 14 months straight, of course, you're going to make yeah. more money. So like, I was, I was if you're going to re-release it every two years, of course, you're going to make how, more money. Yeah. That's, how ti- was that's kinda... how Titanic was, too, wasn't it? In yeah. theaters for like almost a full, full fucking year. Yeah, yeah but Titanic out. is a brilliant flick. Like, it's really good. <laughs> Yes, it is. Yeah, I was kind of happy though when Avatar 2 came out and dethroned Top Gun in like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yes. I was like, all right. <laughs> oh, man. What is uh, it? What is it innately in us that we just like to see things top other things because it's just like a, <laughs> it's oh, like a thing I, in our mind. Yeah, fuck that movie. No, do you I'm know what it is? Her. It's because, and you know, I'm, I'm saying this without actually not even asking you guys. For me, it's because I don't like sports. <laughs> I don't yeah, like sports, I so I need either. something to root for, so I'll root for the box office. I'm like, that's yeah. my team this week. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? like, Yeah, so we're, now we're just waiting for something to dethrone uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie, which is a great movie. So I don't, I want to put it yeah. out there. Really Top, fun. Top Gun and Avatar are good movies, too. They're, you know, again, Eternal Optimist. They're good movies. But I was like, really? The Super Mario Brothers movie is the highest grossing movie of 2023 so far? <laughs> I'm happy for that because that that yeah. franchise, like obviously from a video game point of view, it's always thrived. But like they made a movie in 1993, which I personally love. I saw it as a kid, so I've got a, a huge nostalgia bug for it. And I even mm-hmm. watched, watched it recently. I'm like, you know what? This is a fun movie. Like they had no idea what they were doing, but it's fun. But like that, they were like, no, we'll never make another Nintendo film. It took 30 years to come back to a Nintendo film, so it had to be good. And yeah. like I um yeah, I adore that 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 new one i think it's really good yeah it was really fun jack black is bowser it's great <laughs> uh anya taylor joy is peach uh yeah i mean <laughs> like we can just talk about anya taylor joy for an hour if you like guys She's seriously I love, I, love her so joy, much. I love her so much like i have like a top five of horror actresses right now and like anya taylor joy mia goth um florence Pugh. Yes. yep obviously sarah michelle geller will always be in my you know, top five. And then, hmm, let's see, that's a tough one. Probably Mary Elizabeth Winstead. She'll always be in my top two. Yes, Those dude. are my two irreplaceables. I'm never replacing them. I love but... that you brought up Mary Elizabeth Winstead in your Final Girls movie, but you didn't talk about Final Destination 3. I was like, she's so good. She's not it. technically a Final Girl. She dies at the end of that movie, which that's true. fucking sucks. I hate well, it. Well, unless you go by Cabin <laughs> in the Woods rules, which is they have to make it to, they have to be the last one standing, but they can still die. So you have the exception there. But, yeah. Um, uh, my most, most recently, if anyone is, has everyone seen Terrifier 2 yet? Yes. Yeah. We, Michael and I talked about it a lot on his show because he didn't like it. And I was like, <laughs> we should talk about this movie. Yeah. I just, oh, you didn't like I, it? It's not that I didn't like it. I just didn't. I'm putting words in your mouth under- today, guys. I'm I just, chain. Well, no, I mean, I, I, I didn't like care for it that much. Like, so I guess you could say I didn't really like it. I just didn't understand okay. the hype. I didn't understand the hype around it. I, I'm, I'm happy for the success of it, though. Like, I am happy for like that it is has made as much money as it has, and that it was like such oh, yeah. a success. Mm. Um, because like I want that for any director. Like, I want that for any up and coming director that's like you know, making stuff on low budgets and stuff. That's like a dream. That would be like my dream to like make a yeah. film and like have everybody, you know, rally around it and it makes a shit ton of money. That would be great. So I'm happy for the success. It just wasn't for me. And mm. I also thought it was like talking about movies that are too fucking long. That movie was too fucking long. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that movie was about an hour and a half too fucking long. My opinion like, has changed. I, I still, I really do like Terrifier too. I rewatched it recently and I, I do like it. But the first yeah. time I was talking to you about it, Michael, I'm like, you know what? The runtime didn't bother me. Like, I thought that they took time to build characters and stuff. I, on my second watch, I'm like, you know what? We can cut 40 minutes out of this. Like, so, that, was, the, that, even... was my, 
But even Go then, ahead. I don't feel like it took the time to build the characters because I didn't like I know a lot of people love Sienna yeah. as a final yeah. girl, but I was just like, oh, dude, that's where I was. That's why I brought it up. I love Lauren Lavera, dude. She's great. She's great. She's great. But I'm just like, is she the best final girl? No, like, I don't no. know why people are propping no, her like, up on this. No, like, that's no, I would not say that she's the best final girl. I don't know who I would give that title to, honestly. Ripley, um, um, but only for the first Alien film. Maybe that is up there. That's fair. <laughs> um, but, uh, she's my go-to answer, but I don't even know if I believe it. Like I just yeah, I was gonna like, I was gonna say probably Sydney from Scream. Yeah, Sydney's yeah. had a pretty good run. Um, um but yeah, I uh, Lauren Lavera is one of like my favorite new um female characters in. Hmm. Uh, or Sienna is her character name. Lauren's her real name. But she's yeah. one of my favorite new ones. And I always go, I don't know if she would be considered um, a, like a final girl, but she's always in horror stuff. I am a diehard Vera Farmiga fan. Yeah. Oh, oh my yes. God. She's so fucking good. And like, she has one of the best like horror screams ever. Yes. Like her scream is literally like gut-wrenching every time you hear it like she screams a lot in orphan but like in the conjuring yes. movies oh my gosh i'm like holy shit um <laughs> also orphan, her her a... sister um tisa famiga who is like i 30 love her years too younger. me too so good i um one film that i always try to bring attention to and never gets enough love is final girls actually um oh, and so good i love it like that was a movie that i introduced to my wife because a couple of years ago i was like we need to i was like it's october can we please watch some horror films she's not a big horror fan um, and I was like, I'll curate it for you. I'll pick a bunch of movies that I know you'll be able to dig, or at least you won't be too scared of, and then you can pick. And she picked Final Girls. And, like, it's a beautiful movie. Like, not only is it fun yeah. and, and, like, satirical, but that ending, like, is so, like, touching and heartbreaking. <laughs> I cry every time I watch yes, that movie. Yes, yes, so. absolutely. So yeah, I got to so ask, good. because this movie brought us just final characters all around, male and female. Have yeah. either of you seen The Blackening yet? No, uh, is it good? It is great. Okay. It is so clever, so smart, so heartfelt. Uh, it's, you know, again, it's um, plenty of representation. It's all uh, African-American yeah. I loved mm. it. And it's given us such great characters that I hope go on to do more in the world of horror. So everyone listening, I'm, I'm going to step on a... On a pedestal for a second, go it. see the beginning. <laughs> it is a great movie. There was um, a yeah. poster I saw because I, I don't think it's been released in Australia yet. We always get things late normally um, because we're so far away. Um, you, know, <laughs> you know, even in the modern world of technology. Um, like but the, there was a poster the, for the blackening. The Nickelback I was... song is so far away. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I said like the Nickelback song so far away. Oh, I think you're gonna actually, drop some, some Avenged Sevenfold on me because <laughs> that is one. That is one song from Nickelback that I actually like. Right? So. It's good. Nickelback Other than that, is, uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, I'm a, I mean, I'm a Nickelback defender. I don't keep up with them anymore, but like everything up until probably 2011, Nickelback, I love. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll throw in Never Again, title track from <laughs> Silver Side Up. Great song. I don't like Nickelback. <laughs> Michael's I, face was perfect. I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I really like Never Again. I think it's the first song on Silver Side Up. That's a really good track by Nickelback. Yeah. But um, yeah, I haven't seen The Blackening yet, but I saw a poster. I thought it was so genius. And I can't remember. I'm going to misquote it. So like, bear with me, audience. But it's some, just things that, like something along the lines of, they can't all die first. And I was like, that's yeah. genius. Uh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a, 
it's such a clever movie and i i hope that uh, it's actually if i remember correctly it's directed by tim story of all people oh, oh, fantastic wow. fours tim story yeah <laughs> wow i was like wow you've jumped from the from the superhero world to making this genius movie in the horror world i love it i love it when directors can do that and like do it really well because yeah. there's some direct there's some directors who shall not be named who um <clears throat> halloween um <laughs> that think they can that think that, granted he didn't do that bad of a job i might be dogpiling on him too much but i'm just like there's you get these directors that think they can just come into this like director seat when it comes to horror movies and be like yeah i can make a horror movie and then it's like can you though well that's the can thing you? about the genre everyone thinks they can make a horror film because you just need buckets of blood and you know, yeah. maybe get someone to take the shirt off every thirty minutes, and you know, done. Well, I was gonna say, I think I'm <laughs> sure I'm sure you've touched on this too, James, and I know Michael and I have that we were talking off air, I believe, about Hereditary and Midsummer mm-hmm. and the performances in there. Mm-hmm. Really, not a single Academy nomination at the very least, and even going yeah. back far farther with um, the Babadook, uh, with yeah. that actress's performance, it's like horror still looked down on you know, as like the lesser genre and it's like dude you're throwing out some some great stuff in this genre yeah yeah like i mean obviously you know thankfully get out got some some recognition but not enough recognition yes. um and i would also throw and i know i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm steering away from your areas of expertise and something that i like to do but even like superhero films like yeah i'm not saying every superhero film needs to get nominated surely not but like logan you're telling me Logan doesn't get any like recognition for performances or or you know directing, um, right? But definitely horror. Like Hereditary when it came out, I was like, well, Tony Collette's going to win Best Actress. Like th- that's the best performance I've seen all yeah. year, and not even a you know, not even a nod, which is disappointing. Um, yeah, yeah. The horror genre is often underappreciated, uh, which is a shame. Which was really great when Jamie Lee Curtis won the Oscar this year. She kind of called oh, out genre. Yeah. Um, Speaking of, you know, I talked before about me crying in movies. Like, I just watched, like, all those acceptance speeches. I was just, like, bawling my eyes out. Like, you know, Kei Hing Kwan wins. Brendan Fraser wins. I was like, this is so beautiful. This is beautiful. This is what the Oscars are meant to be about. (laughs) Um, Because I know that you did your anti-Oscar episode, didn't you, Michael? (laughs) (laughs) I did. The horror not Oscars. Yeah. Because I was was throwing a little bit of shade there. I don't care. Yeah, I'll throw shade because it's like, you you guys should be recognizing more horror films. Like, what was the last not like what was the last Oscar win we got for a horror movie? Was that like well, I guess out. you count Parasite as a horror film because I feel like some people do. So maybe Parasite was the last movie that won mm, like I don't anything. Think it's a horror, I think it's a horror. But film. you want to talk about like tears? I was in tears watching him win all those freaking awards. I was like, well, fucking deserved because yes, Par- yes. Parasite yeah. is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my entire life. It's like well, didn't they change 10. the category after that? Because it used to be best international feature, but did they just get rid of that? Now all features can be considered. Is that have I missed something? I thought they kind of got, did away with Best International Feature and just made it any film made wherever should be considered for Best Picture. That's what I Maybe. heard, but I could be wrong. But I'm yeah, he's sure great. I... Yeah. And he did yeah. Snowpiercer, which is a great film as well. So He also did Host, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Bong Joon Ho. Not the director. not the webcam host, but like the monster movie host. The yeah, not the oh, webcam the one, one, and not this, <laughs> yeah, and not okay. the Twilight spinoff host either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, <laughs> with the well, glowing you eyes. Off, you took off uh, both the two that I was thinking of. I'm like, it's either the young adult one or it's the the webcam. <laughs> no, I think it's Skype from like 2014. It's 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 almost 10 years old. It's kind of like it's a yeah. it's like a sea monster movie. Like there's like a, there's something Cloverfield in, in a way. Yeah, it's kind uh, of like yes. it's a little bit kaiju. It's a little bit yeah. It's um, it's great. 
beautiful. Yeah. Or maybe that's called the host. Is it called the host? Or you know what's on my host? wall right now? Let me have a look. <laughs> it is called the host. Here we go. Okay, so it you is would reckon it's pretty iconic. Um, oh, I don't have the the actual poster. This is the British version, but that's that's yeah. it there, Michael. Yeah, I don't it's know great. that I've ever seen this one. Yeah, it's a good it's one. Good. Pretty good, but it's made by the I same saw guy that made about Jurassic Parasite, Park so. on the cover there. What was that? Sorry, oh, yeah. I saw something written about Jurassic Park on the cover there, though. Oh yeah, they said it's it's like Jaws meets Jurassic Park, which I actually don't like. like it's a great tag okay. from someone who wrote a review, but that's not accurate at all. Sorry, like, this is I like gonna, I was gonna I was gonna ask where Valak went because I was getting creeped out that it had just disappeared. This is this is not this is a completely off conversation, but look at the her look at her legs, girl. <laughs> Got some legs that, under this dress. She's yeah. the sexy nun now. <laughs> For those of you who can't see, I have a Valak. I just very uh very recently got a Valak Living Dead doll to kind of pretty much round out my collection because she was the only one I was really looking for. Because it's like, she's hard. This one is hard to fucking find. I found her in an FYE store, which I love FYE, by the way. Same, same. I think that's what we it don't is. Have is it FYE? So you have to explain what it is. Yeah, it's, it's FYE. Like a, it's like a, it's what, like a record a, store type thing. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So, but you got like all these different things. You got like Funko Pop stuff. You got like vinyls. You've got movies. You've got like this stuff. Yeah, nice. they've got like their own little section dedicated to horror, which I love. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah, you can buy like sh- you can yeah, buy shirts we used to and have stuff those here in here in where I live, but they got rid of it and they put in an H and M clothing store. I like H and M, but yeah, no, they have they have good stuff too. But <laughs> it I was, sounded I was, like it sounded was... like a diss, and then Mark was like, and was like, oh yeah, no, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like them, but should they have replaced the Fye store? I don't think so. Maybe replace something else. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, take. Yeah, take uh, take something else out of the mall. Not not the only like record store that we had at the time. Exactly. Uh, don't get yeah. me started on disappearing stores. Like as as I've said many times, I'm an old <laughs> man. I still buy physical media. Like it's so hard to. Uh, well, I always rude. I always get I always um, get a little down on the mall because I grew up going to Hot Topic, and Hot Topic for me just isn't what it used to be. It's still yeah. got good stuff in there, but I'm like, man, the. People don't understand the like the heyday of the Hot Topic era was like it. I yep. went to Hot Topic when I was in the states. I got some cool uh, some cool t shirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a, that was a good time. I got a, a cool. Uh, but I got a re- I got a really cool Daredevil t shirt. Actually, it was awesome. <laughs> like, and I think it was like, and they were so cheap as well. Like t shirts are so like. If you're paying more than ten dollars for a t-shirt, you're getting ripped off. And like t-shirts are so I mean but that being said, go to tpublic.com and buy it. I was a teenage shorts t-shirt right now. Twenty percent off. Yeah, same with We Love Horror. Yeah, there's some great We Love Horror ones there. There's no Midnight Terrors ones, but they're, no, they're coming. we're working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> we may end up going through the 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 Teespring route as well. Um, but we're doing our first uh convention appearance, so I'm trying to get like a small run made for friends and then have some left over for people to to browse. That's well, you told me your favorite, one of my favorite stories about your podcast last week, Kevin, is that that's that your mom designed your logo. She did. Yeah. Like, that's that's so awesome. Cool. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Your podcast is a hundred percent a family business. Like you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, my, my mom's been on the show. She covered for, for Jason for a little while when he was on a break. Uh, my brother has been on it. Um, and then just endless amounts of of friends at this point that honestly, with the friends that have been on the show, I consider them family at this point. Um, so like, I mean, I have a I have a tattoo on my arm that uh, that says blood doesn't make family. And that's for close friends of mine in that 
like yeah. if, if I if I care about you and like we we are regular friends, like you're a part of my family just as much as my actual mm. family is. Yeah. So uh, lots of love going around. I got that from James. <laughs> i'm gonna propose the idea that the three of us get a matching tattoo yes dude it's and it's gonna say pod is thicker than water yeah. <laughs> james put that on a shirt right now I will yeah, buy um, it i just want to point out that i laughed at my own joke and i was also the first one to laugh at it and the loudest one so <laughs> listen that's what goes into being a podcast right is you have to you have to be entertained by what you're saying before everybody else hears it. <laughs> oh, so here's a disgusting story. I don't think I've ever shared it on the podcast before, but this is a well, this is kind of a free for all. I uh, I listened to an uh, a few months back. It might have been last year. I was driving to a doctor's appointment, and I I was caught up to date on all of my shows. I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to one of my episodes. I had to turn it off five minutes in because I couldn't stop laughing at my own jokes, and I was <laughs> laughing at the same pitch and cadence as pre-recorded James. I was like, that's disgusting. Like, you idiot. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, that's something interesting to dive into with doing um, a podcast is that yeah. when you guys listen back to your show, do you ever, like, oh, you don't listen to your stuff, James? No. So, I, as I said, I don't edit it. I will very rarely listen to the show once it's done. Sometimes I will. Oh, wow. Um, I'll, I'll jump through it to find clips. So, I'll kind of listen to bits and pieces. But um, for the longest t- time, and I don't think this is unique. I think most people feel this way. I didn't really like the sound of my own voice. So, I was like, ah. Sure. Or, like, if I, it's either I don't like the sound of my own voice or I hate a missed opportunity. I'm like, oh, why didn't you say this? You could yeah. have been funnier yeah. here. That was a bad joke. So, I get very self-critical. So, the only... Every now and then I will, like, so for example, my Midsummer uh, episode, every episode title is fun. Um, I've listened to that one quite a bit or jumped to certain clips because that episode is just ridiculous to me. Like, we go on so many tangents, it makes me laugh. But generally, I don't listen okay. to the show, yeah. That's that's interesting. I, um, I don't It's unprofessional to... because, you know, I'm probably like, you know, if I listen to the show, I might be able to make it a better show. <laughs> no, no, no your show's that. already great. It is. Yeah. Uh, but that's interesting. I, um, I don't listen to like our show, like on the regular, um, sometimes I put out an episode and I'll listen to it. And sometimes I won't. Um, I was trying to say regular, by the way, I don't know what happened. My brain just like stopped for a second there. We all woke up right before the recording. So yes, we did. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, I try to, I go back and I listen sometimes and for the most part, I'm pretty comfortable with what has been on on the show every now and again i'll be like uh you could have worded that better why didn't you say this um our very first episode infamously kicks off with a voice crack from me yeah (laughs) yeah you know 30 years old and still still in the puberty stage that's okay happens to all of us well that's okay the first episode i ever recorded which is actually episode three um i interviewed my dad and i deliberately made that the third episode because he he doesn't, he doesn't podcast. Like, you know, I like, no, I guess no one in my circle had really podcasted before except for Nick and Tina. Like if you hear Nick and Tina on the show, they sound a bit more well-versed because we had a show for like three years that we did together. So they're yeah. a little bit more, so they got a little bit more practice, but I was like, I don't want to start. I don't want the debut set to be him because he also goes on tangents. And I love mm-hmm. that about this show. The, the, the beauty of my show, what I've always tried to do is make it like a talk show. It's like, yes, there's, you know, the structure, you just want to cover things, but it's talk show. So I just want people to be able to talk about whatever they want. 
but yeah. he also gets quite political. So I was like, well, that won't be the first show. Um, <laughs> but the reason I bring it up is I end that episode. I sign it off and I say the wrong title of the podcast. I don't call it, I was a teenage film star. <laughs> yeah. So like we all do dumb stuff. And as someone who doesn't edit, I was like, eh, it's fine. <laughs> like, can we keep that in there? Can we, yeah. Can we touch on that for a second? So you said you had a show previous to I was a teenage film snob. So I've podcasted on and off for the last 14 years. He's um, kind of an expert, wow. guys. I'm <laughs> certainly not. Shame. Like, it's honestly you my are, You guys are like, throwing it at me being like, oh, Kevin and his accomplishments. Look at this guy over here. Nearly oh, but yeah, but like, <laughs> first of all, you guys are very lovely, but I should be a lot better at this. Like, um, So I did a show back when I was uh, 21, uh, a buddy of mine, we did a podcast. Um, it was just a just a chat show we just kind of talk to each other try to make each other laugh and that i think we got 10 episodes oh, oh no i don't know how many episodes we got i think we got maybe 60 episodes out of it which is pretty good wow. um and then we didn't yeah. do anything for a while like we recorded three episodes and then like he quit the job we working we didn't talk to each other for like three years so there's a hiatus oh. right after episode three like we, like there's no it wasn't like a dissolution of a friendship we just you know you know what happens when you leave a job like things happen yeah um and then we brought it back up and we, I think we put out like another 50 episodes, which was quite good. And then in 2016, um, I was kind of, I wanted to be more focused on TV and movies. So that show was kind of winding down. And I originally, my wife was my girlfriend at the time and my friend, Nick, we all love the office. We're like, let's do an office podcast. Let's sit down and talk about the office each week. We'll call it. That's what she said. Um, and I love that. That's so we got, cool. We got 10 episodes in and what we found out that was like, we would end up talking more and more about other things. We're like, before we talk about the office this week, who watched game of Thrones? Look, and we start talking <laughs> about news and pop culture. And I said to him, I said, mm-hmm. look, I love this, but maybe we should make a more broader podcast. Yeah. Um, and we're like, yeah. And they agreed to so it. Great. So in 2016, we started past the remote. Um, a title we didn't even come up with until the day we recorded. We're like, we can call this show. And we were like trying to figure it out. I'm like, pass the remote. And they're like, done, 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 done. So we <laughs> did that for about three years. Again, about 60 episodes. You can see a theme. Like I kind of drop off after 60. That's why I'm very nervous because I was a teenage film snob at episode 54. It's about to get cancelled. Um, <laughs> that's no, why we're doing the apocalypse. Michael and I the are end gonna of let the you. Show. Yeah, we're not um, going to let you cancel it. You can go on a hiatus. That's fine. No, I yeah, love this. Yeah, you can take a break, but you're not allowed to, to disappear. Yeah. Yeah. Everything yeah. built to this. I love this show so much. So um, I, Past the Remote is still available. Cool. I never took it down, so you can still find it. And my episode 13 of the show was a flashback where I just threw up an old episode of Past the Remote to kind of show the origins because I didn't get to record an episode. But it yeah. was just the okay. three of us, and we talk about trailers and news and we do top five lists. So like, that's where it all started for me. It was like, Oh, let's talk about our top five favorite films. Let's talk about top five least favorite films. Um, that sort of thing. And, um, then kind of right before the pandemic, pardon me, I'm so sorry. Um, my buddy Nick moved, um, kind of in, into the city and stuff like that. It was hard for us to get together. So sometimes it was just Tina and I would do shows. And then we kind of came up with like, um, we wanted to make the show fresh. So we were like, why don't we pitch alternate versions of movies? So we did stuff like that. Um, and then in the pandemic, it died. We're just like, we can't do this. Yeah. And then, like, in 2021, towards the end of 2021, I was saying to Tim, like, I'd really like to do a podcast again. And she's like, oh, yeah, we can if you want. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, I love Not I, you. I was, well, no, but like, I <laughs> not mean, with you. Ostensibly, but <laughs> I was like, that's what it I, sounded like. That's what you were going to say. Though. Oh, no. Like, that's exactly Oh, we could do one again. You're like, Oh no. She's like she's like, no, we should do a podcast. No, that's exactly where it's going though. I said to her, I said, no, I want to on the show. 
But one thing that I that really disappointed me with past the remote is because there were three hosts, scheduling yeah. was a nightmare. Yeah. Um, and like we had to either make the decision to have all of us on or some of us on or just me on. And I didn't like that. Um, and yeah. I'm very behind the scenes. I'm very impatient. <laughs> like I just want to, I just want to hit the ground running. Like you guys will see yeah. behind me. I have a whiteboard. I know every topic I'm doing for the next two years. Um, wow. So I have a list of guests, like who needs to appear on what, who's like due for a show and stuff. I schedule everything in advance. So uh, like, I take it very, very seriously. And I was like, I don't want to put that pressure on her because we also had a newborn. I didn't want to put that pressure on Nick. So I was like, what I'm going to do, this is what I'm thinking. I'm going to help with a show that I am the regular host and I'll just have a rotating roster of co-hosts. Because if I have four or five people who want to do the show, because I didn't think it would become what it's become and like like you know it's not like taking the world by storm but i've got a lot more people involved than i ever thought i would so if i can have three four five rotating co-hosts it takes the pressure off them they can just do the show once a month um yeah and that way i can still do it all i want to do as well um and that that was kind of the approach for the show for me that's what it became i was like i'll just run it and then everyone will be a regular co-host but really it's become well, I'm the co-host and I just have a guest host each week almost. Like they come on and just talk about themselves and their movies and stuff. And every now and then I throw myself into the conversation because I want to talk about movies. So sometimes I'll share a list with people. But um, that's kind of the evolution of the show. Like it started in 2009, but um, this is, I think, what it was meant to be all that time. It just took a while to kind of find my feet and stuff. But, yeah, so to answer your yeah. question with a very long answer, Kevin, uh, <laughs> yeah, I did shows before. Um <laughs> I was going to throw that to Michael then. Michael, was, oh. was We Love Horror your first one or no? The, we Love Horror is my first one. Um, I actually have plans for a future one, which actually, I know I said I was taking a hiatus from podcasting, but I think it's just might be just from this podcast because okay. I'm just like, because I'm starting one with my sister. I already told James this. Yeah, I've heard but, about this a few times. And I was like, yes, please. Because <laughs> I, I, I told Mike, I told Kevin this off mic. I think on, on Midnight Terrace, but I said to, I had a very awkward conversation with Michael where I was like, this is going to sound weird out of context, but just so you know, I'm obsessed with your sister uh, because I heard her on the Loved Ones one. And I was like, it was actually, it was really lovely. It was a really lovely bookend because after my friend Samantha came on the show, Michael was like, who is this girl? She's great. And yeah. then, like, after hearing a stuff, I'm like, who is this girl? She's great. So it was a really lovely, like, <laughs> Well, parallel. I have another episode that I've done with her with The Boy, which I think you listened to as well. I haven't James listened to The Boy not. yet because I haven't okay. seen The Boy. But um, oh, the, well, the oh, loved ones. Good. And she, like, okay. does, she does impressions. <laughs> she does voices. Like, your banter, like, you're very clearly related. You know? <laughs> like, she's like me. and She's me in female form. Like, we're, okay. this, we're pretty much this, yeah we're the same person like we've been speaking of which like i have a very exciting announcement to make you guys we have i'm surprised i didn't bring this up sooner i know it's like when's he gonna <laughs> is he just gonna drop it in i'm like but this is the most it. organic place to bring it <laughs> but this week i'm or next week i'm seeing taylor swift in concert and we're getting like pretty much fucking front row tickets like nice. we're like i think like three or four rows back so we're gonna be like right up on the stage like where oh, i'm so freaking excited but bringing that up me and my sister have called each other every day for the last like five days since she told me we're like we're seeing taylor swift <laughs> like we're like every like we answer the phone and we're like we're seeing taylor swift and she's like yes but yeah we my sister are like literally the same person and it's funny because we're eight years apart so you'd think that me and my sister would be like at odds with each other you know siblings you know with that age gap would be you know 
have i don't know but me and my sister are like the same person we grew up together obviously and like we've been friends like we've been best friends for years so it's just like for us everything <laughs> like like james was saying like when you're when i'm on an episode with my sister it's a whole different like vibe <laughs> like awesome. it's just like just prepare for us to be completely fucking ridiculous and silly she was doing this character and that's what I love. Like that's, and I think we might. I don't know if we talked about this on today's episode or before we recorded, because we have been talking for over two hours now uh, <laughs> already. Like we haven't even really talked about the topic we're going to talk about. We've just we been haven't. talking, which is fine. <laughs> but she did this impression, and it sounded. I don't know whether she's like doing like a Jersey accent, but she's like, "Well, you know," and I was like, "This character is amazing." <laughs> well, uh, you know, yeah, we do yeah. we do that with each other a lot. We're like, like we'll answer the phone sometimes, and I'll be like, "Hello." And she'll yeah. be like, hello and i'll be like who is this and she's like is this marjorie and i'm like this isn't marjorie she got a new number and my sister will be like oh well this is grace and i'm like oh grace yes this is marjorie you know i'm getting so old i can't remember my name we we literally like go through these bits that last like two minutes long and if there's anyone else in the room and i'm talking to my sister they're like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> Like no, that's, that's how me and my sister are. That was hands down my you favorite episode of your show. Like you guys, I, when you told me you guys were doing a show, I'm like, well, that makes sense. Like, cause she, like, <laughs> yeah. podcasting was made for her. Like, obviously, it was made awesome. for you. You've got the gift of the gab, and you've got the personality for the show. Thank but you. then, like, her as well. So, like, that'll probably be my favorite podcast ever. Like, you just you two talking yeah. every week because it's so entertaining, and you guys bounce off each other so well. And I really yeah. liked. Even though her, <laughs> even though her opinions on films are not mine, which is like, well, I can only watch them after so they're made after two thousand. I can only watch them if they don't have subtitles and stuff like that. I disagree yeah. with that, but she was going into like she was talking about films. I'm like, yes, that's a great film. Like people don't talk about it enough. She likes the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. That's good. That's underrated. People aren't talking about that film enough. So I um, yeah, I, I love that. So I'm so just excited. Did a, you guys just doing did a the whole show. episode about that that uh that just came out on July second. The Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Listen, I think the first like 20 minutes of that movie are pretty solid. Like <laughs> everything, everything <laughs> with everything with Katie Cassidy is great. Like Katie Cassidy is a great actress. I think she needs to be used more. Like, I mean, granted, she's been in a quite a few iconic like films and stuff, but like she hasn't yeah. done a lot of I haven't seen a lot of horror stuff from her. And I'm like, she's fucking great. She needs me more stuff. Yeah. But like well she once, had like a 10 year stint in the CW, didn't she? <laughs> she was kind of busy. Yeah. <laughs> but like once she gets killed off, the movie kind of just Can't goes to anymore. shit. <laughs> and and like it's not even so much like it's just the casting. I think I think Rooney Mara is a great actress, but she's not Nancy. Like she should not have ever been casted as Nancy. I'm sorry. She it's like the casting is really bad. Like it's oh, just look so for bad. me that flick is is Jackie L Haley. Like he's what makes that film like such a dark um, yeah. and like creepy yeah. take on Freddy Krueger <laughs> for a character who's already pretty dark and creepy. Like yeah. I just yeah. see and like I don't know. I think the whole like child's you know thing kind of puts a bad taste in my mouth because i think they could have done something because it's always been implied that freddie Krueger yeah. was a child yeah. predator obviously but like they never explicitly said it so in the the remake it was kind of like oof, you went i've little, heard i've heard that criticism before a friend of mine she yeah. was like you know once they said that the film is, is no longer fun and i was like wait yeah. so the idea of it just maybe happening makes it fun like that's a weird argument for me like <laughs> yeah i yeah, think uh, for me I mean, it's it's for me so like our episode will have just probably come out by the time this one comes out yeah. um what i said on our show is that yes 
it is it becomes not a fun Freddy movie like you would expect from the originals once they introduce the child predator element to it because yeah that's awful you know that's completely fucked up mm, but i yeah. feel like for me the way i viewed it <clears throat> is that i felt like the filmmakers were trying because fred the the weird paradox with freddy is that we're not supposed to like freddy you know mm, yeah. he's a, whatever's implied or not implied he is a child murderer <laughs> and yeah. in and he's not older... likable in the first one. In the original Wes Craven yeah. one, you're not like, oh my god, Freddy, he's so cool. Like, it's not until yeah. you know <laughs> number two, which is a very unusual flick, and Dream yeah. Warriors, where, that's where my, that's... he really gets his personality. Yeah, part two yeah. is my favorite in the series, actually. I gotta nice. watch part two again. Like part two, it's so weird. It's so well, weird. I think, a, lot, so... I think a large part of it. Uh, goes to Mark Patton. I love Mark Patton. He's like one yeah. of my favorite people in the horror community, um, which I will have a funny side tangent story in a second. But to wrap up what I was saying about the Nightmare 2010 remake, because I feel like the filmmakers wanted to get back to the root of we, for many, many sequels, Freddy's like, people are like, Freddy's fun. He's, you know, funny and jokey. He's still a child murderer. He's still scary. Right. And like, some later films tried to get back to that. Like I felt like New Nightmare was really trying to get back to a scary Freddy. They just By the way, I love that movie. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, they did it in kind of a bizarre way, but I love New Nightmare. I know. I've got the box set up there. I've got to watch New Nightmare. I haven't got to it yet. Oh, watch check it out. It. It's so good. <laughs> but, um, but I felt like with the remake, they were trying to get back to the concept of a scary, but even more detestable Freddy. So yeah. they're like, we'll make it more extreme so that people aren't rooting for him and for me, that actually made me connect because with the 80s slashers, you never care about the characters. You know, we all love Heather yeah. Langenkamp. She's great. Love Nancy. One of the best final girls. But you don't care about, <laughs> about like anybody else in the movie. And I felt like that flushed the teens out by yeah. making yeah. Freddy so awful in that movie. But that's my yeah. stint on the Nightmare remake. But quick side tangent about Mark Patton. <laughs> Met him at a convention last year. That was actually the convention that inspired the podcast, The Birth of Midnight Terrors. That's cool. And oh, cool. He was telling us a story, me and my mom. I met him, took a photo with him, all that stuff, got assigned 8 by 10 One of my favorite people I've met in the community. Very, very lovely. Very, very nice. And we were talking, and when we took the photo, he did this pose. Like, I'll have to find the photo and put it on my Instagram so people can see it. He did this pose where he put his his elbow up on my shoulder yeah, and then had his hand in his pocket. And I'm like, Oh, he's doing a little, like a strut or something. <laughs> and we were talking about the pose with him, me and my mom. And we were like, we love the pose. That's a great photo. And, um, yeah. He goes, I, I call it the Nev Campbell. And <laughs> he's like, I actually learned this pose from Nev Campbell because <laughs> you, know, you go to these, you go to these cons and, you know, sometimes you get some creeps. So, like, you put your elbow up on their shoulder, got your hand in your pocket, and then if someone goes to grab your ass, your elbow's already up here. Just elbow them in the face. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. So now I, that's my favorite photo pose is, is the I napkin. love that. I love that. <laughs> I also wanted to say, like, I think the reason why I thought – I thought they missed an opportunity here with Freddy because it is a remake. And I understand that they're trying to like be as close to the original as possible with the remake. But I feel like you can also, there's so much room, especially with like a Freddy movie. Like there's so much you can yeah. do. And I felt like, I felt like maybe they could have 
they could have had the implication that he was, but like, I thought it would have been kind of cool if there was like a twist, like where the kids made it all up because, you know, mm. kids make up stupid shit all the yeah. time. Yeah. You know, kid, kids make up dumb shit. They say things that aren't true, like to not get in trouble, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe these kids, when they were younger, they concocted this like story about how he like, you know, did all this stuff to them, but they never actually, that never happened. And I felt yeah, like that made kind a of... way more interesting movie. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. I've like, heard people they... say that before where they've, they've said what, how interesting would it be if Freddie was innocent and it was a revenge? Yeah. Flick? yeah. Cause then mm. it would kind of like, I guess maybe that would kind of take away from like, but it would also kind of make Freddie a more sympathetic character. I don't yeah, know if you'd, you'd want you would that. Empathize with Freddie but... even more. <laughs> yeah. But like, well, I mean, it works yeah. for Jason. Like Jason's a pretty sympathetic character. Um, yeah. to a, up, to, up to a certain point, like after a while, like all right, like he's in the future and in space, get over it. Like it's been yeah. a it's been a century now. Like you gotta time yeah. to sleep, Jason. <laughs> yeah, you've done your time job. To, time to put your mommy issues to rest. Yeah. <laughs> Go see yeah. a therapist. It's all good. You can get past it now. <laughs> I um, exactly. I was gonna say because you're talking about kind of that balance between humorous and and scary with Freddy Krueger, and it feels like that's something they, they, they obviously struggle with the remake. I really feel like that's something that we really got with Art the Clown, actually. Like, I was looking, like, yeah. I was re-watching it. Like, that is, because I'll be, like, honestly, to me, like, I think he visually, he's the scariest character I've ever seen in my life. Like, there's something yeah, so unsettling about his look. But then, like, yeah. there are little moments where I'm like, oh, he's, like, where he's putting the sunglasses on in <laughs> Terrified too. Like, that is a legitimate comedy scene. Like, that's so funny. Yeah. Uh, but then, like... Yeah, you got the the bedroom scene, and then you got him... Handing out trick or treat candy out of a severed head. Yeah, it's when he's doing the funny stuff. I enjoy that movie most. Like, yeah, that bedroom scene is full on. Like, that's even it's though it's gnarly. very clearly rubber. Like, that's pretty intense. But then, like, yeah, yeah, there's other things. Yeah, like when he's doing the the jack o' lantern and he's doing the yeah, that's all pretty funny. I actually had a, at a con. I saw Damien and David from yep. Terrifier and all the Terrifier people do a Q and A with the fans in the audience, and one of the people asked them as a question. Damien, how does it feel to have topped the crucifix scene from The Exorcist with your with Terrifier 2? And he was like, um, I mean, I, I'm glad you feel that way. I've never thought about it that way, but <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I like how I like his subtle like like Art the Clown is really scary. Like I'm not a fan of those movies really, but like I like how he can like switch from like laughing and all of a sudden he's like and it's mm. like oof. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. It was really, it was really funny what you did. I thought that was really, really funny. Just don't kill me, please. Yeah. (laughs) All those, all those facial expressions he makes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've never been more like weirded out and uncomfortable (laughs) in an opening scene of a movie than seeing Terrifier 2 in the theater where he goes to the laundromat. (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just like, oh, God. What is um, happening? That little girl. I won't ruin it for it. Oh, she is, dude. She's Um, so creepy. And I was watching the behind the scenes on the Blu-ray. I'm like, what is it about her that's so weird? And they were like, well, what we did was we took molds of her teeth and then we put them upside down. So she's got her top teeth on the bottom and her bottom teeth on the top. And that's why she looks so unsettling. I was like, oh, that is what it is. It's so creepy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Unfortunately, I had her spoiled for me before I saw the movie because, side note, the internet sucks and they can't keep things to themselves for more than like... That's why I got off Reddit. That's why I don't go to Reddit yeah. anymore. Like Reddit, just this is ruining too many movies for me. Yeah, yeah. The internet can't keep yeah can't keep things to themselves past the two hours of them watching the movie at the premiere, and they go, "Oh my god, have you seen this?" No, I have not yet. It because just came it's, out. 
Yeah, because it hasn't been released to us yet. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. So, side and, side frustration, but as I said, like being in Australia, like unless it's a Marvel film, like chances are I'm getting it at least a month after you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so like I'm always just like, please don't spoil it for me. <laughs> like I just have to go internet darkness. That's how it was for me with Scream 6. I was like terrified for like, because I didn't see it the weekend it came out. I saw it the the weekend after. So I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, please don't let me see anything on it. Like luckily, because I I had heard about somebody had posted something about who the three killers were. Like it showed like a, like a. So there's there three aren't. killers. It's crazy. It's no, cool. there aren't. It's fine. No, nope, that doesn't bother me. That does, no, like honestly, like but it should bother you because that's like a new thing that's never happened before, well, and I just yeah. But it. you I'm know so... what? Like before having a child, I was very like uptight about spoilers, and it was in the height of my snob. I didn't want it to be spoiled, and I would get furious if stuff got spoiled for me. Um, I remember <laughs> Michael was just sinking into his chair. Um, I remember, I think it was during the pandemic after one of the many lockdowns we had here in Victoria, because we're world record holders, whoop, whoop, um, <laughs> my dad was talking to me about the latest James Bond film, No Time to Die, and he he said what happened at the end of the film, and if you guys haven't seen it, like I won't spoil it. Like It's a great movie. But I was like, did you just spoil James Bond for me? Like It only came out like two weeks earlier. He goes, yeah, but you've seen it. And I'm like, no, because we've been in lockdown for a year and I have a baby. Um, oh, so no. when did I go to the movies? He's like, oh. He goes, I'm sorry. He goes, well, you'll probably forget. I didn't forget so, but it, did, it didn't ruin I, the film for me and after that i was yeah. like you know what like spoilers like i saw the post-credit reveal of thor love and thunder like before i like a month before i got to see it like i don't get so hung up on anyone i try to avoid them as best as possible that's not an invitation Wait. to the audience to start sending me spoilers um please don't yeah but um to be honest that was probably one of the more lackluster mid and post-credit scenes so you didn't yeah but i like that actor a lot so i was very excited i was like oh i love him i'm so yeah. glad i oh, hope I'm he's excited to see it but i was just like we kind of all knew that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, side note, I thought when Michael said that about the three killers in Scream 6, I thought that he had froze for a second. And then no, I realized... No, I've seen that, I've was, seen that I realized, face before. <laughs> no. I, realized he was, I realized that he was kicking himself for just... No, he's seen that he's seen that face before because I've done something like this before. There's a video of it up on my Instagram. I'm sure you both have seen it. Yeah, Life in Horror? Yeah, it's when I had our Life in Horror on. And Sam had gone on to my onto my T public thing to buy Brendan a shirt for his birthday, like to buy them uh, merch for their birthdays. And it was a surprise between me and Sam and Brendan didn't know about it. And then on the podcast, I'm like, <laughs> there's a clip of me going, Oh, and by the way, thank you so much, Sam for um, <laughs> buying my merch. And me and Sam were both like, Sam's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yep. yeah. And Brendan, <laughs> Brendan's face is priceless. Cause he's like, that's so he had no idea. And I'm just like, yeah, so the same thing just happened when I just said that. When I was like, listen, "There's three," and I was listen, like, that's, "Listen, that is that is something that's important to touch on with podcasting. I'm we sorry, are all James. people. Sometimes mm. we cannot speak properly." James, you said it on our Young Frankenstein episode. Sometimes the English language just avoids <laughs> us, right? Yeah, it eludes us. We just, you know, we're not perfect. Um, oh. But that's to me like that's the best part of it the medium for me like if i if i do everything perfectly and i promise you i don't and my listeners will attest to that um sure it can be a good show but like it's it's 
it's too fine tuned. This and that's one of the reasons why I don't edit it. I like to leave those very human moments in, like when you just say something dumb and then have a laugh about it. Because I was talking to you about this off mic last week, Kev. I was like, you can have a great show, you know, you can have a great concept and a great co-host and stuff like that. But what I find that I do when I listen to podcasts and what I'm finding people, what people are responding to most in my show, and certainly what I respond to in your shows, is the characters. It's yeah. like if you know, if I know, and especially because again, Michael and I do it a little bit more. But even you get quite a few guests. If there's a repeat guest that I liked, I know that's my priority. I'm going to listen to that show. Like Michael just said, he's going to do a podcast with his sister. I know I'm listening to every goddamn episode of that podcast because <laughs> thank you. Yeah, because like he's great, but she's great as well. And like you know, I know I see a spike. I won't say who, you know who, but like there are certain people who come on my show if I put out a clip or if I say they're on the show this week, that's going to get more response than other guests. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't like, want to say names because he's talking about you and me, Kevin. I think Kevin has to make anyone else feel bad. I think Kevin's appearance on my show is the second most downloaded episode of all time. First is Tyler and Harley. Of course. I am. Um, I am more than happy to be second behind Harley and Tyler. But, um, what am I third? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not, but you should be. Um, the problem was that your episode came out during the beginning of your hiatus, so you weren't really using Instagram much at all. So there was less yeah. promotion for the show. I'm but, so sorry. That makes oh you feel no, silly. like don't like don't apologize. It's a great episode. That's why, like, I'll always shout out stuff. I'm always like, hey, these are my favorite episodes recently, or I'll pop, pop up clips and stuff like, listen to this because um, sometimes people miss it the first time, or like. That's the thing. One thing that I struggle with with the show is like I have I just crossed the thousand follower mark on Instagram about a month ago or two months ago, which is very exciting. Congratulations! Thank you. Yeah. By the way, you're fucking like hitting. You're like getting so much traction. Like, it's oh, it, like that, that time, is slow to a halt. Every <laughs> time I look at your, <laughs> but every time I look at your page for like the last like couple months, I was like, damn, he's like, bam, bam, bam. Like there was like a period where every week I was getting fifty new followers. I don't know what I was doing. Yeah. I had people come to come out to me. They're like you're growing so quickly. How did you do it? I'm like, this is what I'm doing, but I don't know how long it's going to last. And it has <laughs> stopped. Like it's kind of, it kind of frozen, the book. but that's fine. Like, I don't care about the number. Like if one person followed me, that I, that means the world, but yeah. I wish I could translate followers to listens. If every single person yes. who follows me on Instagram listened to one episode, I would have the most successful podcast ever. Like it'd be great. Um, I don't know why I brought that up, but yeah, like ultimately some, <laughs> some bitter, um, <laughs> Because ultimately, we're talking, Michael, like you're not third, but you should be one of the most, like realistically, your episode on my show should be one of the most downloaded, listened to episodes. Because A, it's great. But B, like, well, I guess it's just, it's great. Like A and B is great. <laughs> like, that's it. Second verse, yeah. same as the first. <laughs> <laughs> so that was one of those human moments I was talking about where I didn't plan what yeah. I was going to say. And then I like clearly didn't know what I was saying. Um, it is a great Love episode, it. though. Like, and all the feedback I've had on it is like, that's a fantastic episode. Like, you, like it's so fun. Um, and I think yeah, there's a real, there's a real uh, magic between you two when you guys, when you guys collab. It's very infectious. It's uh, we're just I a think there's of... magic between all of us. Oh yeah, like, like I as I said, so... like we've been recording for about an hour and a half, and we've barely <laughs> spoken. Like it's just been so. One thing that I'm trying to do on the show, and I've been talking about doing a Patreon for a while, I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast, but not too much, is do a show where I can just talk, just have tangents and stuff like that. But one thing that's difficult, and yeah. I don't know if you guys experience this the same way, every guest is different. So some guests are natural talkers. That's what I call them. They're just talkers. They're talkers. So I can, I know if I pop them in front of the microphone for two hours, 
I can just sit back and relax because it's going to be a very easy conversation. Like today, we've been talking yeah. for an hour and a half and I haven't had to try once. It's been great. <laughs> like you guys are both natural talkers. When Michael was on the show, it was very easy. Kev, when you were on the show, it was very easy. But then you'll get other guests, and I'm sure you guys have experienced as well. They're not bad. They just haven't done it before. They're not used to podcasting, so you have to do a bit more prompting and do a bit more heavy lifting. So yeah, one thing for me has been trying to curate Oh, I'm so sorry. It's I don't know what's going on with me this morning. Um, it's trying to trying to curate a, like a list of guests who could do more tangential stuff. Um, tangential, yeah. tangential stuff. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, I, I with with our show, I'm of the mentality of like there are a ton of people who have never done a podcast and mm. like they get nervous when they come on. Cause they're like, I don't even know what to say. And I always tell people like, just keep it real. Like, how would you talk to someone else if you're just standing in front of them? And like, yeah. I always push people to be like, try this podcast. Like, so like my mom had never done a podcast before mm-hmm. and she ended up doing three episodes and she's like, I was really nervous to do that beforehand. And I love it. Yeah. It's so great. And so natural. I had my Rocky horror friends. They had never done a podcast before. And I got a text from them after we finished recording and they were like, that was so fun and so laid back and natural and just felt like a real conversation between friends. And yeah. I've gotten that feedback from other people that it's their first time on the, on a podcast. And I'm like, well, that's, you know, that's, that's by design, you know, it, it should be laid back conversations yeah. with, with friends. And I'm of the mindset of like, if someone's saying, Oh, I'd really like to, but I've never done it. I always push them to be like, do it. Ha- use, use our show to do that. Let it be mm, your yeah. platform. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's just, I don't know. I've never, I've been really lucky like with my podcast. Cause like, I've never really had anybody on that. Like I didn't have a good time with, like it Me was either, very, yeah. I've been Me very either. fortunate, been very fortunate in the guests that I've had on. Cause like, I haven't had a guest on yet that I'm like, Oh, I might never record with that person again. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, know, I think... you know, what's funny is like all the people that I just said, um, it was their first time on a show. Yeah. They they were nervous, but like they just got it mm-hmm. immediately. I don't know what it is, and it's like maybe well, it's just. Well, spoiler a, alert! Like, there's no magic to podcasting. Like, it's yeah. just you just having a conversation, and it's if the, it doesn't matter how nervous the guest is. I found it comes down to the the host. You know, like you got to do the heavy yeah. lifting. And Kev, you're like actually you're both great at this. But Kev, I experienced it for the first time last week when I was on your show because we we're talking about a movie that I had not seen as much as you had. And I felt a little bit out of my depth a little bit. And I never felt I was kind of in danger. I never felt like I was going to say something dumb because I knew that I could just, you were going to drive the conversation. You could throw in some quotes, you could get it back on track. And so I, I think I said to you at a certain point, I'm like, I figured out my role in the episode very quickly. It's like, okay, I'm just going to throw in a joke every now and then. Like I can talk a little bit about the film, but my job today is to let Kevin do his thing and me just kind of embellish and add on to things. Um, <laughs> And that's yeah, the sign, I think. And, and you and Jason were, were very good at that, too. Yeah, we're very rude to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but and I, I think that's I think that's what it ends up being. It's just one one guest in particular of mine, I, I'll call her out, like we talked about before, Elizabeth. She's my sister-in-law. She's my wife's sister. Um, I invited her onto the show, and she was like, oh, I don't know. She said, I love the idea, but I'm really nervous. I wouldn't know what to say. And my role as host is like, look, I'm going to drive it. This is what the show looks like. I don't know what you guys do before your. Well, I guess I do to a certain extent because I've been on both your shows. Whenever I have a guest on for the first time, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to introduce yeah. you. I'm going to say a lot of lovely things about you. Then we're going to talk a little bit about you, what you're doing, 
what's your background in movies? When did you start liking them? And then we're going to go through your list. I'll drive the entire conversation. If you get stuck, I'll pick up on it. I'll keep it going. Don't worry. We'll do our little rapid fire at the end and then we'll wrap up. And I find, like, and her episode is also a top 10 episode. Like she was so good on it. She was so nervous. And we talked about yeah. the end. I'm like, you were nervous, weren't you? And she's like, yeah, I was really nervous at the show. I'm like, you were great. Like, and the, the results speak for themselves. Like it's a high, it's one of the most listened to episodes. She's done, I think three or four since like she's come back and um, it's just so much fun. Like seeing that. And I love it at the end of a show where they're like, that was so much fun. Like they're shocked <laughs> how much fun they had. I can't believe how much fun yeah. that was. When can I do it again? Yeah. Um, well, that's and what, that's, that's like, I, I guess, the gift earlier. that we get all to bring the, to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. Is that all the all the guests I've had, whether it was their first time or they've done it a few times, all of them. And this is something I will take not in like an arrogant way, but I will take pride in it. I love when people walk away from the show and say, "I had so much fun." Like, yeah. let's do that again. And like everybody that's been on the show has said that. And yeah, you know, same. maybe. You know, like, I don't know what it is. I just, I love when people walk away. That's the ultimate compliment to me. Yeah, I agree. say, I would do that again. Yeah, because that's like what I'm like, that's one of my biggest fears when I have like anyone new on my podcast. I'm like, oh God, how do I not make it boring? How do I do that? How do I make it a fun experience for them? You know, and I'm always like, mm-hmm. I always psych myself out beforehand. Like before I ever have anybody new on my show, like I psych myself out and then I'm like, and then we get finished and they're like, oh, that was really fun. And I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> like, <laughs> thank God you had fun because I had fun. I hope you guys had fun. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just like well, that reassurance of knowing that like you're doing a good job. And I think like to add to that point, like I love getting, you know, like I've, I've a few times in the last few years, like I've had a couple of people like reach out to me like that. I didn't even know, listen to the podcast and they just like reach out and they're like, I love your podcast. Like keep doing what you're doing like that just means a lot because like i don't know about you guys but i've had several times in my podcasting i guess you could say career for the last three years where i've thought about like throwing in the towel which is not what i'm doing right now just i want to clarify to the listeners mm-hmm. i am not quitting the we love horror podcast it's just going on a little vacation for a little bit i'm putting it to bed for now but like there are there have been times when i'm just like i don't know if i'm i don't know if i can do this and like that just like the whole you know you guys and other people reaching out and being like, no, your show is great. Keep doing what you're doing. Like that just keeps you wanting to keep going. Well, one thing you pointed out, you just kind of, well, you kind of glossed over a little bit there, Michael, you said like, you know, your professional podcasting career is that this is a hobby, you know, like that's a thing. And I think, you know, like obviously my guests know that, but I don't know that everyone listening to the show does know that it's like, I don't get paid to podcast. In fact, I actively go out of my way to make sure that the show is free and that there's no yeah. cost involved for the listener or myself. Like the t-shirts took as yeah. long as they did. Cause like, I don't want, like once I start spending money, it's not fun for me. And I don't want to ask for a lot of money from people, you know, even contrary to my appearances on both your shows, where I'm like, follow my show and give me money. Like I don't yeah. want that for people. <laughs> Patreon um, merch. Yeah. yeah. So for us, like, you know, like I work, I don't work full time anymore, but anymore, but I work 30 hours a week. I work three, do three, 10 hour shifts and I'm a father. So everything that I do on the show is extracurricular. It comes outside of work, comes outside of my family life. So it is like having a second job and like to try and put out as much content as we do. Like um, Michael, you and I both do very long episodes. Like we do most of our episodes are minimum two hours long. And Kevin, I know you've (laughs) got a big one coming up, but Kevin was like, guys, I did a three episode this week. And I was like, Oh, so we love horror. I was a teenage film star length um, episode. I think this was off air when I said this. It's Saturday at 7.43 as we're doing this. I have so much to edit before Monday. 
Yeah. Like tomorrow I'm just going to be hunkered down at my computer. Like I'm editing the episode. Uh, it'll be out by the time this comes out, but the young Frankenstein episode I'm editing. Um, and then I have <clears throat> our crossover with mutant city horror. And then we did our one year anniversary special. Cause I'm our so one year anniversary one. is July 3rd. And we, but we went out of our way to make that something special where it was a two parter where it's one whole episode, but the first half was us just walking through memory lane and mm, like yeah. talking about our favorite episodes and talking about, you know, giving tons of shout outs to everybody. We definitely mentioned you, both of you several Thank times. You. Yeah. I think I mentioned both of you guys in my one year anniversary as well. Cause yeah. um, yeah. And then the second half was we asked people for questions and we got 23 questions wow. and they weren't like yes or no answers. And I'm That's like, well, wow. we're not going to cut anything out. We're going to, we're going to, leave it all in so now it's like three and a half hours long and i'm like i'm gonna no, that's try good that's good i'm gonna try to condense it a little bit because there's some stuff in there where we were trying to gather our thoughts and stuff like that but for the most I'm part what was, in there, what was in there is what's gonna what's gonna show up and again i think it just goes back to to keeping it real like one of my yeah. favorite pieces of feedback i ever got was from someone that to this day i don't know who it is it's just someone that found our show on apple Podcasts, and they decided to leave us a review and i was shocked because oh, nice. this was in the this was in the first month of us doing the show and yeah. they were they gave us a five-star review and i'm like have you heard other podcasts like <laughs> and uh <laughs> they were like five stars just buds talking horror and i'm like that's our mission from mm, day one yeah. i said i want to yeah. have a community of horror lovers built around this thing and yeah that's our, our mission. And someone out there that I don't know picked up on that. And I'm like, that is forever what we are. Well, to add to your point, like also like my podcast has always been a horror podcast first and foremost, but another thing that I feel like people have like recognized with my podcast is that I'm so like, I guess, candid and open about my mental health struggles. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not yeah. one to like, I actually had, which I'm no longer friends with this person because of this whole thing. But like, um, a couple of years ago, I released, I think, my New Year's special where I shouted out a bunch of people. This was like still really early on in my podcast, but like I was having a lot of issues, like mental health wise. And so like I had been I've been very candid on the podcast about it. And a lot of people like have reached out to me and like they appreciate the fact that I'm so candid. One of my friends was like, do you think that's like a little bit of like attention seeking? I'm like, Whoa. no, not so much. He's like, well, why would you why would you say that on the podcast? And I'm like, um, because to help other people that might be going through the same thing I am to feel like it's okay to talk about it. And like, I, I, I basically, I literally told him, I was like, Oh no, 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 not this whole like mental health shaming thing again. We're not doing this. This mm. is 20 fucking 20. Yeah. I think it was like 2021 when we had this conversation, I was like, this is 2021, not 19 fucking 1993 or something like yeah. mental health is not something that we should be ashamed of. And like, if I want to talk about it, I'm going to talk about it. Cause if it no, helps someone and I want to help, and I want to say, Yeah. Sorry, I was just gonna say if it helps somebody like that's no, go going through the same thing I am, like why not? Absolutely. You know? so, um, no, I've always loved that about happens. your show is your candor. Like you're very candid on the show. Um, I've always and I, I think the listener know I've gone through some mental health stuff on on the rig, but I t I tend to I haven't put it in the show so much, but I do put it on the Instagram quite a bit. Like, hey, like this is what's going on. Like, sorry, I've been yeah. inactive. I've just been like dealing yeah. with life and being me. Um, I get most of my mm -hmm. mental health venting out just by talking to you, Michael. We just complain all the time. That's true. Yeah. And, yeah, and I want to say thank you for that, Michael, because people need that. People mm, need that yeah. honesty. 
And I think that's why we go to podcasts, right? Like even when I'm not podcasting, I'm listening to podcasts almost as much as I listen to music. And like yeah. as much as music is cathartic for me and a release from, you know, all the bullshit that we all go through. Podcasting is just like that. If I can tune out the world for a few hours and listen to buddies of mine, mm talk about stuff that they love and especially you know even more so if it's something that i connect with it's that release and it's that that comfort blanket so but i also applaud you and i thank you for being such a mental health advocate on your show because people need to know that it's okay to not be okay (laughs) you know yeah because like i think i've lived a lot of my life like i lived a lot of my life growing up feeling like it, like I guess I've always been kind of the person that shared my life with people like I guess I can't say that I've always been like closed off or anything but like I felt like I was burdening people with that stuff like whenever I tell someone what was going on with me I always felt like a burden like oh I'm piling my shit on top of your shit you know mm. but I think I think there th- that does happen you know like we you don't want to just tr- always trauma dump on people like that's not something sure. you want to do but yeah. like i think i've definitely think been it's... someone who's been like i'm so sorry like next time we talk we'll talk about fun stuff like i do apologize <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> me too yeah yeah but i think it's also important to like be able to know that you can talk about that stuff with people mm-hmm. you know i i think that it's important to be honest about how you're feeling otherwise like people aren't getting to know the real you. And I feel like that's been one of the biggest things for me starting this podcast is I wanted to be, you know, we've been talking about like being candid and like being ourselves on the show. Like, I just feel like I've, that's one thing that I can take away that I've done has been like absolutely 100% myself. Like, do I get a little more weird when my sister's on the show? Absolutely. Like you see, (laughs) you see the more weird side of me come out when I'm with my sister, like me and my sister were making weird, like fucking what gurgling noises on my podcast, like a minute and a half straight. We're like, like, that's top tier podcasting right there. That's like, it's so good. (laughs) Like I, we were talking about earlier, how like, do we listen to our podcast episodes back? And I'm like, I don't mean to sound like a narcissistic when I say this, but yeah, I do listen to my podcast back. Good, like, I that's listen, good. No, you shouldn't I be ashamed of that. To, like, <laughs> I don't listen to it like all. Well, I had somebody actually like I was listening to it at work, and I had somebody come up to me and they saw that I was listening to. They're like, "You listen to your own podcast?" Like they were saying it as if I was like, and I was like, "Um, well, I listen to it because I want to make sure that like it sounds good, like the sound, like which is mostly why I listen to it. Like I'll air it and then I'll listen to it on the day that I like released it." just to make sure that the, like nothing's wrong with the audio. Cause I've had audio problems in the past. So like, that's a lot of the reason why I listen to it. But then there's certain episodes that I listen to, like I've listened to multiple times, but just because I like the guest or, you know, the yeah. movie that we're talking about or, mm. and sometimes I'm like, sometimes I will pat myself on the back. I'm like, you know what? That was funny. What yeah. I said was funny. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. You, usually I'm so early on when we started the show, I would listen to the episodes as they came out. Um, yeah. I kind of stopped doing that. Cause I'm like, I'll I'll take time to listen to my friend shows more so than my own. Like I know what you said, I was there. But yeah. like I, a lot of times when I listen back to an episode, it's ones that had guests on it. Um, because Jason and I do those types of conversations even when we're not recording. Yeah. And so like, I'm, a lot of times I'll listen back to episodes that have guests on it. Like case in point, Dawn of the Dead with James is I think one of our funniest episodes. <laughs> Such a fun uh, episode. Yeah. And I that still was... want to see the spinoff podcast, The Fart House. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Should I give him a little taste? Like... The, 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 the mic arm? Here we go. Oh, go for it. It was the mic. It wasn't me. Oh, do I do it quicker? There you go. Um. <laughs> I would love to know, like, 
uh, so I'm still working my way through your episodes, but I remember you talking about where someone gave you feedback and you're like, they're like, Hey, I know you're not doing it, but whatever you mic up, it sounds like, Oh yeah, it wasn't on the show. She mentioned it. Oh, that's Gabby. Gabby, who also said the lovely things about Michael um, before she's um, a pretty regular staple on the show. She's like, she goes, Hey, I know you weren't farting, but it definitely sounded like you were farting on the show. I'm like, Oh no, I'm moving the microphone because I'm coughing. Yeah. And she's like, Yeah, maybe just mute yourself next time or not. Like, whatever you want, it's your show. And yeah. I was like, All right. Well, I think it was because you were so quick with your wit that this line made me laugh is I said, That would be a great idea for a podcast is just fart noises mixed with your conversations. Yeah. There's a slight pause, and James goes, We'll just call it the Fod House and it'll. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, that's not what I sound like, is it? Uh, it's going to be my. I always thought I no, did that was a very just my Australian accent until I see, until I hear myself next to Americans. So this will be the most <laughs> ocker sound. No, don't, been. don't judge your accent based off of yeah, me. Yeah, I love. I fucking love Australian accents. And I told you that like the first time I ever talked to you, James, I think I said that. And I was like, I'm not trying to offend you. I really love your accent. Cause I think I went crikey, mate. Yeah. Like, I think I did like, and I was like, Ooh, that was probably offensive. That probably made it like, no, made it feel like I was making fun of it. Along great with Jason then, because Jason also did that same shit when he, when we met James. Well, do you remember <laughs> we had to do a second take um, when we were recording my first appearance, the Dawn of the Dead episode, Kevin. And I was like, g'day. And I was like, cut that. I would never say g'day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I well, we've <laughs> well we've started to throw around nice one because that's james's like catchphrase it's <laughs> not even deliberate it's just it's it, that's my filler word you know like when i hear nice you, one, i'm like oh, you no. say that a lot when we message too you're like nice yeah one. you do <laughs> I and love that's, it. what's funny is i'm so familiar with your voice now that i can hear you say it <laughs> yeah uh and same with I you, can... Michael. When we're when we're messaging, when you say stuff, I can hear it in the way that same. you deliver. If we were talking on the phone, that's how you two are too. Like I'm always like I could just I, I. It's like we're texting, but we're having like a conversation with each other because I can hear your voices in my head. Does that yeah. sound like I have a? Does that sound like I have multiple personalities? Or I can hear the voices <laughs> in my head. <laughs> I, I've been me. talking about doing a spinoff with one of my guests, so I won't go into too much information yet because it's still uh, in the in the works. But we're talking about doing a show where we drink and review movies. Um, yes. and she's like, but there are rules. So for example, you're not allowed to say nice one. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's not going to happen. Turn it into a drinking game. How it, well, like, I, I don't yes. drink. I think I've, I don't know if I told you guys this before, but I've definitely talked about it on the show. I, I don't really drink anymore. I haven't really drank since I was 30, but I was like, yeah. oh, I will start drinking if it's going to be for the podcast. Like, I'll make, like, I'll make the exception. <laughs> like, James, James is like, I haven't drank since I'm James is like, I haven't drank since I'm 30 and I'm only 31. So uh, <laughs> I'm 35 this year, guys. I'm middle aged as a member. Like, so. He's like, I haven't drank since I was 30 and he's not even 30 yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, I, I mean, a lot of times I go back and I listen to the guest episodes. So I listen to the one with Harley and Tyler and Mr. J. I listen to the one that me and Michael did with um, Tyler. Tyler, I can't I wait to listen say, to that. Which I got to say, Tyler has such quick wit about him. Mm. You know, he sounds like he'll be serious. And then when he's ready to go off, he's fantastic. And so and same yeah. with Harley. I remember. And James, this is not a spoiler. Um, there was one point. Wait, three where, kills? Yeah, <laughs> there was Sorry. one point where we were, we were talking. Oh, God. Where Michael and I were talking with him, with Tyler on the episode. And I asked Michael and Tyler what their thoughts were on what I was hearing on the internet where people were like, can we just drop the meta thing now with Scream and just make it a normal slasher? And I said, what do you guys think? And there was like a little pause and Tyler goes, um, no. Yeah. <laughs> it was, and um, he just dove no. in and he's like, he's like, no, I do not agree with that at all. 
Yeah, um, like yeah. Oh, so the like the most defining quality of the film, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, I, I, I do note, think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Michael. No, go well, ahead. I was just gonna say I do think as far as like meta stuff goes, and I think I did say this on your episode. I think they need to like maybe cool it off with the stab references in every single yeah. movie. Yeah. That's kind. That's kind of gotten a little old, but like as far as like being like the meta kind of stuff, like I like that still. So that's I true, think the. Yeah. Yeah, I would also say for that franchise, the stab references peaked with Scream Four. Like that opening to me is so good. Like, yes. you, like how do you top that? It's like <laughs> after they did the Batmobile chase in Dark Knight. Why would you ever do another Batmobile chase? You don't need to. Yeah. Like you've hit perfection. You don't need to do any more so they, stab references. But I understand like they, they want to do that. So they for didn't. You. They brought in the Bat for Dark Knight Rises. That's right. Yeah. Oh, and I thought that, and then obviously Rob Pattinson's Batmobile chase is very good. So I was like, okay, you can keep doing it. That's okay. <laughs> as long as you're doing it well, I guess you can do it. As long as I'm still enjoying myself, which I always. That's will, how okay. I feel about. That's how I feel about the Scream movies because I've heard a lot of people say that they're sick of the Scream films, and I'm like, uh, you can keep making more if they're as good as they're fucking getting. Like yeah, Scream, uh, Scream Six was so good. I, I loved it. it. Oh. I'm literally what? gonna just. Scream? I'm gonna just plan out my evening. I'm gonna sit down and watch Scream Six. I'm just gonna go straight to that episode. We go to the crossover and just like that'll be my first movie warm down. James is like to his wife, he's like, Honey, I cannot hang out with you tonight. I must watch Scream Six. Oh, do you know what she'll say? I'll go, Honey, I can't hang out with you tonight. And she'll be like, Good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good. That's so good. I've been here like 15 years. Shut up about movies. (laughs) We get it. You like watching stories. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was that was my long tangent answer for I listened to the guest episodes. Uh James, I know you got to watch Brotherhood of the Wolf recently. I don't know if you got to listen to our episode with reviewed. No, not yet, but I know that there's some <laughs> I know yeah. <laughs> I know there's some sexy content in that episode. So. Oh. Um do you like a discussion about werewolf porn? Because it's there. <laughs> All right. I told you it's gonna get sexy. I told you at the start of this episode, I was bringing the sex. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I like men that are bears, so I guess technically, I mean, it's a different, completely different animal. But I guess you know, I can get into werewolf stuff. Well, I guess. So you're into <laughs> you're into cocaine bear then, which was, uh... <laughs> which well, is, for... I think it's a, I think it's a different movie from what I watched because my cocaine bear was like an actual like you know man that looked you know was hairy and was you know snorting cocaine and then you know doing things. It was just an eighties sex romp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was an 80s porn, you know, called Cocaine Bear. Extra, extra say, large. Was, yeah. Uh, if if anyone wants to to view said uh, werewolf film, Curse of the Wolf Babe, look it up. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and uh, the, oh God, that's, uh, but yeah, no, we went off the rails. Cause like, we were, Jason picked a, so I'm not huge into foreign films. Um, Ooh, not, that's okay. <laughs> not because, yeah, not Ooh. because I have any. <laughs> Not because Get I have anything against them. Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not because I have anything against them. I just I have a really hard time focusing on reading and watching at the same time. Mm. Um, yeah. And but I also don't want to. I feel like I'm losing something if I watch like the dub version. Yeah. Um, the dub. Yeah. Someone who grew up watching all. I'm I'm saying that as someone who watched all the dub versions of the Godzilla movies <laughs> as a kid. But nowadays, as like a film lover. And especially with horror films, like I want to see them in their truest form. I just yeah. can't watch them on, like constantly because I have. Oh yeah. Maybe it's, maybe it's a distraction thing or like just my attention span. I just I have a really hard time watching and reading at the same time. You know. Yeah. Oh, I won't watch like 
three foreign films in a week. I'll watch like I'll watch a like a like I watch a Korean film, and then I'll go back to like you know it's one where I don't have to read so much, and then I'll put another one on. Like it's it is it's not exhausting, but it is it. There's definitely more of an effort there because your concentration level has to increase, and you have to get more engaged with the film. Whereas film watching is generally quite passive. Foreign films, if you are going to go subtitles, there is more work to be done. But it is yeah. you are missing out if you're not watching them. I would say if you haven't oh. seen these three, there's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, Raw which is a French cannibal yes, film by Jules Ducourneau, which so is great. Good. Um, I Saw the Devil um, is so a really good. good Korean film. And uh, Train to Busan, I would say, is a great oh, place to stuff. Train to Busan, I love. Yeah, that was yeah, the I first that, that was the first foreign film to make me cry. Uh, like, that ending is so that, heartbreaking. If, yeah. if, you wanna, if we want to have some waterworks, Train to Busan, man, what a oh, masterpiece. So I know. Really good. <laughs> that movie was like, I don't know. I haven't. I've watched that movie twice, and I haven't watched it again. That movie's hard for me. That's a movie it that I'm like, difficult. I don't. I don't know if I can watch that one ever again. It was too <laughs> heartbreaking just, for me. Let's do an episode on movies where we cried because mine's like slightly embarrassing from when I was. Oh, I cry watching everything. I cried watching Indiana Jones the other night. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, I cry been, all the time. I've been watching. Um, <laughs> one tree hill again for the 13th time this would be the 13th <laughs> time i've seen this show all the way through um but i still cry over yeah. everything and i've been watching it with um eric and he makes fun of me sometimes because he'll just be looking over he's like are you crying and i'm like yeah yeah <laughs> and i'll cry <laughs> like multiple actually, times an episode too yeah. <laughs> yes show wise i actually have the blu-ray sitting right here so i'll hold it up if i want to cry either of these two shows oh i i know Oh I got to. I have to get onto that. I have to watch them. So Dude, you still have uh, not seen the Haunting of Hill House, James? Yeah, I'm, I've been terrible <laughs> with TV. Look, I'm my focus for tele. <laughs> um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, some improv. Not, Very yeah. rarely will I improv some acting on the show. I apologize for the <laughs> breaking people's. Yeah. Well, I put the. I put the. I put Valak up to the screen and said, yeah, you the better watch Hill House." We need a. We need a screenshot of Michael's like holding the. <laughs> 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 only if we can write next to it relationship status none your business <laughs> but yeah but uh dude that's Haunting funny. of Hill House is a tearjerker for sure but I mean and Michael you've seen Bly Manor right I actually I actually haven't finished Bly Manor I got oh what kind of horror fan are you <laughs> well, I, well here's the thing I like see ever since Hill House came out I have such a high like standard now with like Mike Flanagan shows and Granted, I thought um, Midnight Mass was really good. I thought yes. that like what I saw of Bly Manor was pretty good, but I'm like nothing has like compared to Hill House yet, and I'm like still waiting for something to top Hill House, and it hasn't. So I guess I have this like snobby like I'm not trying to be snobby <laughs> about it. I'm just like because uh, I thought certainly room for one snob on the show. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's well, I... Been a... I was a teenage Flanagan snob. Yeah, <laughs> it has the exactly. same. No, no. It has, the, it has the same initials. I won't stand hey, for that. Fair, fair use. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, not, t- not, not trademarked. <laughs> uh, but watch, but, uh, we're going to record with James again. And he's like, I've copywritten everything. You owe me a quarter every time I you ha- say this. Thing. What's I have documents and I will be seeking legal action. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you will but be dude, hearing from my I, attorneys. James, when you watch Haunting of Hill House, I won't ruin Bly Manor as well, but Bly Manor, I mean get a box of tissues man like oh <laughs> uh, i love a good me, cry that show had me bawling my eyes out bly manor and then uh hill house did as well and uh michael i know you 
you've seen that one, but the wrap up and the like the music that's playing, it's just like, oh my god, Flanagan. There's, there's one part where, and I'm not spoiling this, I just won't tell you the characters. There's a certain part where like the there's two characters that go to the house at the end, and he's like, We made it. We made you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Oh, that makes me cry every time. It's a, I'll and tell then, you what, it is a rare treat to get some tears in a horror film. You know, like that's it's generally weighted yeah. so heavily on the fear angle or, or trying to wait to, to get the scares out that that's why there's well, so many quote unquote bad horror films, even though I can watch plenty of horror films that are considered bad and enjoy them. We've been talking about right. 2010 Nightmare well, on Elm Street quite a bit today. But, um, <laughs> but well, I think that, they're so I focused think that on that. Manor, sorry. You go, yeah. No, 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 go ahead. I was going to say, they're so focused on getting the scares for the most part that you don't get to enjoy that full scope. So when you do get a good cry in a horror film, it's just like, like chef's kiss. Well, that's right. that's the thing that I love about the Haunting of Hill House is because it is fucking scary. Like, there's some genuinely is, yeah. like scary shit in that show where I'm like, there were a couple of scenes in that show where I had to go turn on the lights. Like, there's specifically <laughs> an there's a specific part in the very first episode oh, no. that I was like, I did not fucking like that at all. Was it the, turning... was it the ending? Yes. Yes, Holy dude. Shit. I had the same reaction. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, Mm-mm, nope, I didn't like is that. It a, uh, is it a jump scare or is it more just because, uh, yeah, no, cause... it's more it's more of a reveal and a lingering. OK, yeah. um, uh, did Ari ask to work like... on this one? Because that's, that's his jam. <laughs> they let it sit with you and then there's yeah. kind of, there's like a scare accompanied with it. But again, no spoilers, but I'm actually watching Hill House with my mom because, again, she's always said she's not a big horror fan. She loved yeah. Bly Manor and Bly mm-hmm. Manor got kind of unfairly hated on when it came out because it wasn't haunting of hill house and it's not so reliant on the scares it's like a gothic period romance um yeah ghost story and and i guess that's why i was like kind of disappointed because i wasn't i didn't i guess i went in thinking it was going to be hill house and it wasn't so like i need Mm -hmm. to watch i need to give it the fair watch that it deserves i just like yeah i did the i did the same thing I, i brushed it off when it came out i got like three episodes in i'm like this is not doing it for me Mm, um yeah. because it is because it is a slow build but by the end i mean again get a box of tissues man <laughs> but uh mm-hmm. hill house uh james this is not a spoiler but i'm watching it with my mom because i told her i'm like okay you love midnight mass you love bly manor you've and she liked dr sleep too and i said you've got to see haunting of hill house it's like mm, yeah. what he's known for mostly um because F- mike side note mike flanagan is my favorite filmmaker of all time thank you um, and, I'm glad yes. that somebody else has validated that for me because like right? after, after Wes Craven passed away, he's no longer my favorite because he hasn't made movies in like, you know, tw- 10 years now, yeah, but like a decade now. Yeah. He was my favorite. And then he passed away. And then I was like, Oh, well now I need to find a new favorite and it's yeah. my plan again. And when yeah, I tell my... people that they're, when I tell people that they're like, that is asinine. Like, you know, is it because no, he's my... so, I mean, I actually don't know the history of Mike Flanagan. Is he relatively new on the scene? And that's why people are saying, that's Asimov. Has he been around for a while, or he's had a bit of a slow crawl. Um, yeah. His first film was a film called Absentia in 2011. Oh yeah, um, I haven't seen it, but I, I remember the 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 DVD cover. Yeah, yeah. So kind of a low budget. I haven't seen it all the way through. I started to watch it, but it's kind of a low budget, um, you know, creepy horror movie about a family. That's his thing. Is that he always incorporates family drama. Mm. Um, and he's so yeah. good at doing it. And like all the characters, when they're fighting with each other within the family, like you can relate to it because you're like, well, I've yeah. been there before. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, Michael, when you were talking about um, Danny from Midsummer, 
It's oh, like, yeah. I've, I've been there before. <laughs> but then after that, he did uh, Oculus. Yes, yeah. I liked Oculus under, quite a bit. Underrated as hell movie. And like, yeah. I actually got a, <laughs> funny enough. With, uh, with Kevin's best friend, Karen Gillan. Um, <laughs> I'll have to yeah. send you that video. When I, when I met Karen, I actually, that's what I asked her about. Because Lover is Nebula, Lover in Jumanji. But I wanted to talk to her about Oculus because that's my favorite film of hers. Yeah. And I got a rip. So I'm not a Doctor Who fan. I was going to say, that's probably was her big debut was Doctor Who, yeah. It yeah. was. And I got a nasty comment on my channel. And because my YouTube channel is Kevin Roach Music, so it has my name on it. Because yeah. like, I post all my, my a bunch of performance videos up there. But I, that's where I put the GalaxyCon chat so people can watch it. And it, this person found me on Facebook as well because my first and last name were there. They left the same comment on my YouTube video. They sent me a Facebook message. They commented on my Facebook post and left an angry reaction on it. And they said, I'm sorry, I have to give this video a dislike because you clearly don't have Doctor Who fandom and you don't have any Doctor Who fans around you. And I'm like, sorry? I'm sorry I, um, that I didn't say that Doctor Who was my favorite. God forbid. God forbid yeah, I, I have a different opinion from you. Yeah. Sorry. I had someone do that. I had someone do that with my Tim Curry chat as well. They were like, what the fuck? You're talking with Dr. Frankenfurter and you only brought up it? It's like, okay, one, I only get two minutes, first of all. Yeah. Second, I saw it way before I saw Rocky Horror Picture Show. So this, I love Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's in my in uh, my top oh yeah if anyone knows time. anything about kevin is he loves rocky horror like that is not yeah, a secret. i do <laughs> like, <laughs> i love rocky horror picture show it's in my top 10 favorite movies of all time at this point but i didn't yeah. bring up frankenfurter because i only got two minutes and i'm like well i gotta tell him thank you for it because that's mm. what made me a horror fan and why i'm here now and yeah. they got mad at me for not bringing it up and i'm like it goes without saying i love dr frankenfurter but yeah i only get one chance ever in my life to thank you to thank Tim Curry for Pennywise, I'm going to take it. On the um, on the Karen Gillan thing, I think that is probably a cooler one for her because I guarantee she gets Doctor Who every day. She gets Nebula mm-hmm. every day. She probably even gets mm-hmm. Jumanji every day. But I guarantee you she's not getting Oculus every day. Like I was talking yeah. to when I inter- when I interviewed Tyler and Harley, he was talking about the time he met Nev Campbell or one of the first. One I remember the story. Yeah, and he like talked about how he dropped a reference that wasn't Scream, it wasn't Party of Five, it was something very kind of unique. I'm like, that's the move, right? That's the fan move. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, I'm going to quote the same thing that 400 million other people have quoted to them. No, I'm going to go a bit of a deep cut because that's going to yeah. get more a more interesting conversation. They'd be like, oh, wow, like you are looking beyond what everyone else knows. Like to me, like that's, yeah. that, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and I think me... like going back on that Karen Gillan thing for a minute, like I think Oculus is my favorite role of hers as well. Yeah. Not only because I love her, but like, there's that whole like that whole like setup because like on paper like I just I feel like the script would have been exhausting to write first and foremost like for this fucking mm-hmm. movie because it's such a mind trip so I'm like how the fuck do you write all this shit on paper and make it make sense on film I don't know that would have given me a headache to write Oculus good for yeah. freaking Mike Flanagan for pulling it off but that movie just gives me a fucking headache watching it if I'm not like because <laughs> the first time I watched Oculus I didn't like it because I wasn't paying attention to okay. it. It was like similar to my experience with The Witch. I had put it on. Uh, I was focusing uh, on other things. Witch. But Oculus is a movie you have to fucking watch. Otherwise, you're going <laughs> to get halfway through and you're going to be like, what is fucking going on? And that's how it was for me because I wasn't fully paying attention. So I wasn't like fully paying attention to like the 
the past and present timelines. Like I wasn't, so I was just watching. I'm like, who the fuck, like what is going on anyway? Yeah. But I love that movie now, but it's like, I don't know how you write that movie and not have a fucking headache after you're done. But like the whole like setup where she's talking to the camera about the mirror and she's going through like all the things her acting is so good right there, just because it's mm -hmm. like, you have to keep the viewers interested in what you're talking about because this mm -hmm. on paper could sound very boring if you're not like yeah. in it. And she's like, so good. She's like, she blah, 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 blah. And then, blah, blah, blah. and then he's trying to interrupt her and she just keeps going. She's like, blah, blah, blah. and it's like so good. Anyway, mm -hmm. that's what well, I wanted I to mean, say. Case in point, that's just goes back to Flanagan's um, writing. And when I told Karen Gillan about my fandom for that movie, um, and I wanted to ask her what it was like working with Mike Flanagan, because she's one of my favorite actresses and he's my favorite yeah. director. So that's what I wanted to focus on. And when I told her, I said, you know, uh, my favorite, my personal favorite role of yours, I do love Nebula, but my personal favorite has to go to Kaylee with Oculus and her face lit up and she went, Ooh, okay. Okay. You know? Yeah. So like, you never know how it's going to affect people when you really know their work. Um, and funny side note about that as well. Has everyone seen Halloween Resurrection before? Oh yeah, yeah. I tried to I forget about it, it, but yeah, I, it. <laughs> I, I tried to so, forget it, but you know. Oh, look, Halloween, Halloween was a franchise I came to pretty late. Like I'd seen like the original, okay. and I'd seen the zombie ones, but I only really watched all the sequels in the last few years. So I've seen okay. Resurrection once. So yeah. Halloween is that the the uh, the uh big brother one with like in the house and the cameras and stuff yeah it has tyra yes, banks yes. in it and yeah. buster yeah. rhymes yeah. <laughs> and so halloween resurrection is one of my favorites i i am fully aware that it is not a good movie but it is so entertaining to me how absurd it is michael that's such a respectful movie. reaction yeah sorry kevin meant, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry to rain on your parade sorry to shit in your on your cheerios but yeah i feel like i I know, I know. I've openly said people... how much I love Repo the Genetic Opera, which is widely maligned. So we're I'm like still waiting for you to pick oh, do that, you? James. It has oh, my goodness. I've never, I've never spoken to that I've seen it before. Oh, my goodness. We've got so many I'm still waiting for you to pick that, so I have to watch that, James. I know, but we've got another film we're going to talk about on your show first. That's the one yep. that's going to be really, really good. Yep. Don't even get me started on my tangent about how much I love Paris Hilton. So she is so me. good in that flick. And... Um, you mentioned it, you talk about House of Wax. I, yeah, Paris Hilton is great. Have That's you ever I, seen? Uh, yeah. Have you seen her cooking show on yeah. Netflix? Oh, it's, it's so, so funny! Good. It's so good. So what funny. even is this? <laughs> <laughs> but so I like funny. to I like to tell people that she was the original internet troll because yeah, she had us yeah. fucking, she had us all fucking convinced back in like the early two thousands that she was a dumbass like that didn't know her fucking left foot from her right foot. And she's actually a very smart woman. Like she's a very smart businesswoman. She like she's very, she's a lot, I love her actual voice because I don't know if I brought this up to any of you guys, but there's like a video that I watched, like a paparazzi type of video where she's talking like I think it's like her and Kim Kardashian are getting out of car and you hear Paris Hilton talking to Kim Kardashian in her normal voice, which is more of like a deeper, like manlier voice. And then as soon as the paparazzi interacts with her, she's like she gets into that character, you know, that Paris character where she's like, hi, like, it's just so <laughs> funny. Like, you just see like the switch. She's like talking in like her normal voice. She's like, Kim, blah, 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 blah. And then she's like, hi, like, it's so great. I just love it. Anyway. Yeah. Repo the genetic Paris Hilton from Halloween resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> seriously <laughs> but uh what i was what i was uh saying earlier about the halloween resurrection one is i spoke to brad laray who played michael myers in that one and i'm not mm. shitting you this is one of my favorite con stories ever i told him that it's one of my favorites <laughs> and i'm not shitting you he looks at me and goes 
Halloween Resurrection is one of your favorites? And I go, <laughs> yeah, I love it. And he goes, you're lying. I was like, no, I'm not. He's like, he's like, you're one of the few people that have told me that. <laughs> and he's uh, he's Michael Myers in it, and he's there promoting it. And he's like, you're uh, one of the people that tell me that you like this movie. See, I kind of feel bad about that because like there are people like and I said this on an episode. I don't I think it was the Jeepers Creepers episode I did with Our Life in Horror. I'm like, I do feel bad when I shit on move like the Jeepers Creepers Reborn movie. I'm like, I do feel bad when I shit on these movies because I'm like, there are people that genuinely like work their asses off to get these movies made and then they get so much hate. And I'm like, but I'm like, they're still not good. I'm sorry. But like, I like like a bad film. Right. But I like yeah. his portrayal of Michael Myers in Resurrection. Like, I've never had a yeah, problem with Michael in that movie. It's and more so the I other. Told, yeah. And as soon as I told him to that, that, he came back with like, he's like, honestly, I and may, you know, maybe people can say, well, you're biased because you're in it. But he literally was like, I think it's kind of a different take on the character. And I think it's actually kind of underrated. I was like, yeah, I agree. That's why I like it, because and that's going back to Halloween ends. That's why I like Halloween ends, because like. How many fucking yeah. times can we watch Michael stab people? Right. Like, you have to change it up at some point. You don't. Yeah, have to I was all... like, he's got an apprentice. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You, yeah. Don't have to go all... you don't have to go with the cult of Thorn like they did in Halloween oh. six and five. <laughs> Fuck um... that shit. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> if anything's worse than resurrection, it's that cult of Thorn bullshit. Get that out of here. Like Dude, I uh, hate Michael, it. We should, we should do Michael. We should team up and do a ranking the Halloween movies uh, episode. Yes, we should. Because I've done that on my, I've done that on my podcast um i don't know if i've did i do a recent one though where i ranked every single one include yes i did um but i would love to do that on your show let's do okay, it for cool. sure james you're yeah. in too let's rank the let's yes rank james the oh, james so will have to watch them though yeah <laughs> you have to I, watch uh... all 13 man <laughs> do they have, are, there, are there more halloween movies than jason ones now i think there are right at yeah, this point think, yeah we haven't made I a jason there's... one in over in over ten, in almost 15 years which is disappointing well because uh, there's technically 12 if you count freddy versus jason and you have to you have to yep which freddy versus jason is a masterpiece it's so good i mean look some of the some of the dialogue is very dated at very of its time it is, but yeah. like kelly Rowlands, i don't know why she decided she would that was good <laughs> that was good for her career um that dialogue but anyway <laughs> i thought she was great in it though she's good in it but yeah like some a... of the dialogue be like are we using homophobic slurs in 2003 yeah yeah like <laughs> is yeah, that what is, we can is. do is that what destiny's child represents okay watch her watch her get canceled in like three years because of that fucking movie with yeah like... exactly yeah um yeah that, i do is, love that is. movie i love when freddy's in the real world and he's like cutting all the canisters and like launching them adjacent with it ah, it's so good <laughs> yeah yeah it it is unfortunate when you go back and you're like yeah it sucks that this was normal mm. like dialogue even just with people talking to each other so it's like she's is, like what's the worst thing i can call this evil monster oh i know it's like yeah is it yeah it is, <laughs> yeah it is unfortunate and it does put a damper on it a little bit but getting past that it still is still an enjoyable it's, flick it, yeah it's a kung yeah. fu movie with freddie and jason and, and i'll say this when, monica kena underrated final girl i love her in that yeah. movie she's, yeah, yeah, she's when, oh and speaking of oculus the mom that's in oculus is in how she plays the blonde girl with the short hair that gets decapitated on the stairs that's her that's the one that's the one no that plays shit. yeah karen gillen's mom in oh, oculus that's her okay. 
Yeah, that's awesome. I Everything love, comes full circle when, in these conversations. Yeah. Guys. <laughs> I do yeah. love when Freddie fires the uh, where he says, "Man, the torpedoes." Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, shoots off the air compression canister. Oh, I was I was talking about resurrection, by the way. Sorry, I know oh, we were confused. About, I was Freddy like, "Does one feel decapitated?" Like, wait, what? Huh? Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I that's why we were I didn't back tag up. But I was like, again. I can't remember that. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it's um, all good. It's all good. But going back I, just quickly. I, um, Kev to Repo, which yeah. you do need to watch. Bill Mosley is all over that flick. I know you're a big Bill, Bill Mosley fan. Mosley, so. yep. He's so good in it as well. Um, and I'm sure it'll get covered when we eventually talk about Devil's Rejects. But can we talk about like how sexy he is as Otis in Devil's Rejects? <laughs> <laughs> like he shouldn't be. He's a redneck and like he's horrible. He has the, but... <laughs> he has the best intro in any horror movie of a character in Devil's Rejects when he wakes up hugging the naked corpse. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, oh, the it, things like, he does bear. aren't sexy. Like, <laughs> we can talk about how sexy Sherry Moon Zombie is in that movie because I think she's pretty good in both she those, is. both that that and House of a Thousand Corpses. I was disappointed, um, Kevin, to give you some feedback on your show, which I know you desire, is that you didn't, you guys <laughs> didn't talk about when she goes to the liquor store, um, which is a really good scene. Oh, we did. Yeah. So. Uh, thanks for the help, Goober. Oh, my name's Gary, <laughs> like G Uber, but someone in the back wrote an extra O because they're an asshole. <laughs> uh, you more than made up for it with the quote. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I'm glad that Zoom is working well this time because every time I try to do a quote on my last episode on your show, it like freezes. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to do the Jeff Goldblum impression from Jurassic Park, and it's like, uh, excuse me, uh, that, that, that. <laughs> Sorry, and I save all James. of my internet bandwidth for Michael's impressions. Yeah. Um. <laughs> poor James is like you oh, kind of have to because because I'll I'll do the entire I'll do the entire scene. I don't just do one person; I do every character. To but be fair, seen... I've listened to that clip so much of you doing the Titanic impressions. It <laughs> it makes me smile so much every time I'm like, "This is oh, dude, Michael, you're gonna cut to... her meat for there too, there, cow." Hey, yeah. Michael, name Titanic. Was it you, Bruce? Well, yes, actually. <laughs> I want to convey sheer size. And size means stability, luxury, and above all, strength. Yeah. <laughs> I went, Michael, we need to we need to hang out, dude, because that is we do. fucking how I talk all the time. <laughs> I will literally like, try to unquote like incorporate quotes into my everyday life, and people are just like, sometimes people get it. I love it when people get my references. Like the other night when I was just telling, I think I was telling you guys off camera, like I was walking out of work and I had a bunch of papers in my hand mm. and I like, I did the whole like Regina George in the hallway when she has all the papers that she printed out from the burn book and she's like slapping them everywhere. Like I was literally doing that as we were walking out the other night, I was like slapping paper on the wall and then I threw the rest of them up in the air. And like a couple of my coworkers were dying because they knew the reference. Other people were like, what the fuck is he doing? But other people, I think at this point just think like, Oh, he's just being michael like this is just how he is yeah. i think people have just gotten I, used to me being super extra and all over the, like, <laughs> that's what they I that's made, what i like to say i'm just extra it's fine i made uh, james just, start off our young frankenstein episode by acting out a quote scene with me because i really? said welcome james from i was a teenage film snob and then i go and james i just have to say damn your eyes and uh, i made james go too late yeah <laughs> can we do that from now on every time we have each other on a show can we start it off with like a a, a scene improvise in like a scene like a scene reading where we just dibs like on, pick a, just pick on, a we all just act dibs, it out dibs on doing princess bride on midnight terrors <laughs> okay you know the classic <laughs> horror film princess bride <laughs> 
Let's do it. Let's do it. We go. We'll do like we'll just cast all the roles and everybody can pick who they want to be. And we'll oh, yeah. all just to the to the audience later. As you wish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna throw my wife under the bus here because something happened last night and directly relates to Princess Bride, but it was so funny. We were watching Whose Line Is It Anyway? Um, which is a great, great show. I love that show. Yeah. And um and Cedric the Entertainer was on, and my wife was like, Oh, that's who Cedric the Entertainer was. I thought it was someone else. I'm like, who? And she's like, oh, oh, I can't remember his name, but I thought it was someone else. He's really tall and he has hair like this. I'm like, I, I need more. And she's, he was in that, she's in Prin- Princess Bride. And I was like, are you talking about Andre the Giant? <laughs> and that's exactly who she was talking about. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, so good. Never before has Cedric the Entertainer been confused with Andre the Giant. <laughs> that's Michael, hilarious. are you, are you pro uh, Princess Bride? Are you a fan? Yeah, of that movie? I have. I have not seen it in like forever, though. It's been so long. I th- I would okay. say oh, probably over ten years. I know I'm gonna probably okay, get a no lot worries. of flack for saying that on a show about movies that we love, classic movies. But I'm like, I just haven't seen that movie in a long time. But I do like it. I only good. watched yeah, it for the should... first time in the last ten years, and I immediately fell in love with it. I was like, oh, I get it. I, I always forget that. Done that as a. Have you done that as an episode on your show, James? Well, that's something I want to talk to you guys about because. Um, I don't do the kind of solo movie focuses. So yeah. Princess Bride has definitely come up, but I always do lists. But you guys, well, Michael is now playing, kind of doing a bit of both. He does lists and does solo focuses. But what was the motivation or the idea behind, hey, I just want to talk about one movie per episode. Like what was, uh, I'm just fascinated by it because I, I just, I, it's something that I've ever really thought of doing. I I think it's fun to do that because... I'm glad we got back onto the top, the podcast yeah. subject because we've been off that for like the last 45 oh, minutes. I, I don't People, care. Listeners like, that are following, so, like, I, listeners are probably so been recording fun. for almost care. three hours. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, like, I like getting to specifically with like movies that I'm really passionate about, like horror films. Like, I really love talking about like even like the little things that matter. Mm. Like, I love getting into like the nitty gritty of like these movies and talking about why they mean so much to me. So like, for me, that was like, and I, I don't know. I just love talking movies. And like, I think uh, as a selfish part of me, I always <laughs> wanted to do like just the one movie thing. So I could do my quotes that I usually do when I'm on my, when I do my show, I've been told I'm very good at impressions. So you are. I'm like, you're great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Dude, James, me and Michael are like the same person. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> we are yeah <laughs> like like when i i don't know if you guys have listened to my halloween episode with um robbie from robbie horror but he was like dying because i was doing like all of like he said i nailed annie like Lori's friend and she's like <laughs> linda Lori, why didn't you wait for me like he's like you literally sound like he's like your inflections are on point you're fucking like pauses in between the when they say stuff is perfect like like everything about like what you're saying is like literally on the money and i'm like i don't know maybe if they cap maybe if they redo the 1978 john carpenter again I, they can cast me as all three of the characters because <laughs> i <laughs> but, yeah. uh, i am not blessed you're gonna with the ability to... to do impressions i uh i can stumble my way through a tom hardy bane and i can kind of do a hugh grant and that's about it like <laughs> <laughs> Because it's you, great. You have to be nervous. You, you don't even have to say anything. You just go, um, oh, um, oh, terribly. So, mm. Like that's yeah. you, Grant. Look down to a T. Uh, Ter- terribly sorry. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Uh, Harry Potter. I you know, like that's his love. Actually, do, like, yeah. I can usually do impressions if there's not like an accent in there. 
Um, yeah. I feel like that's the only way to get through it is like if I'm trying to do like a neutral accent, <laughs> I've got no chance. But like with well, if I'm just like, oh, what a lovely singing voice. Like you can kind of <laughs> talk your way through it. Well, I the can, two, gonna... the two, there's three accents that I've completely nailed. And they're, I, I can pretty much do a Canadian accent, a Minnesotan accent, which is basically the same as Canada, and then a freaking uh, New Jersey accent. Like those are the three accents that <laughs> I like. Your Jersey accent is incredible. Um, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, yeah, isn't Minnesota and Canadians just ending on a question, right? Like, oh, yeah. Like, you just kind of... Oh, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you Canadian. I was Canadian. trying to channel Francis McDormand from Fargo. Oh, are you, ca- you Canadian, eh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you should come down and we'll you, make you some ma- maple syrup pancakes. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> or when they say sorry, they say sorry. Sorry. Like, sorry. Yeah. We're not making fun of any Canadians on no. the show. I, I love Canadian accents. I'm doing it yeah. as a term of endearment. Like, well, can we... I feel like people, some get, some people get sensitive. They're like, oh, now you're making fun of me. Like, I'm like, no, no. I'm not. Well, we... I don't have any can Canadian we... followers to the best of my understanding. So, oh, I do have one actually. And she's lovely. Our life in horror. Oh, do um, they not follow go. you? Uh, they might follow me. I follow them. Um, I've actually never listened to their show, um, Startling Admission. Um, but I love their, all their appearances on your show. I, I do have them on my, my app. I haven't got around to it yet. But no, um, I don't know if you guys know Kiara Horror. She's a Canadian. She has some great hosts. She collects physical media and, and toys and stuff like that. So, And she's really lovely. But, yeah. I was going to say earlier, when, you, when James, when you do listen to our Brotherhood of the Wolf episode, you can listen to all four of us absolutely butcher French pronunciations. <laughs> and I, there's a part at the beginning where Jason was trying to do a French impersonation. <laughs> That's <laughs> one impersonation I cannot do. So, Well, well there's different Jason kinds of French because there's French Canadian. Um, and yeah. then there's like more Parisian, which is more like... That was good. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that, that, well, I, Jason... I, that's where I stopped though, like French Canadian. Yeah. Um, well, or I don't know what a more French it. one would be like. Um, yeah, I'm not going to try. <laughs> when Jason tried to do a French accent, I'm almost positive what he ended up doing on the show was a German accent. <laughs> he's like yeah. Vele du de, de brotherhood like brotherhood of the wolf <laughs> I, was like, I was like Jason no I'm pretty good at a Swedish accent too actually are you? <laughs> he says uh he's uh oh how what's the one thing that my sister and I used to say oh it's, it's uh f- oh fuck there was something we would say all the time it's it's called as a nun's nasty in here. Like we would do, like we would just say weird shit. And, like for a, a second, Swedish Michael, accent. I thought you were about to go like Jar Jar Binks for a second. <laughs> <laughs> now that's more like this. That's like more. I don't know. It's like something yeah, more raspy, I, I guess. But I suck at Scottish and Irish accents. But the one thing I can do with a Scottish accent, and my mom even because we, uh, we have you know Scottish lineage, and the one line I Me can too. say, um, hell yeah. The one line I can say from, uh, yeah, internet high five. Uh, the one line I can say was from, uh, like either Braveheart or the spinoff. And I did it and she was like, that's impressive. Which was Robert the Bruce. Pretty good. Scottish, Scottish is difficult. And there's a couple of different regions. Like Edinburgh is a lot more kind of posh and area. So it's like Edinburgh. Uh, and, and that's a bit more, and that's a bit more like Professor McGonagall, which is like, why is it always you three? But then Glasgow is a lot um, weighty. Like, so I went to, to Scotland on my honeymoon. And one of my favorite things that happened is I got into a tour bus in Glasgow. And the woman was, she goes, 
go on, have a wee map. And I was like, <laughs> that's my favorite thing ever. <laughs> I, when I went on a tour in Europe, in like towards the end of high school, our tour guide was Irish. It was like a private trip that one of my favorite teachers did. And our tour guide was Irish and he was showing us around everywhere. And all of the, some of the girls on the trip thought it'd be funny to like make a joke in an Irish accent. <laughs> and they walk up to him and they go, he's sitting at a, at a pub with a giant ass beer and they go, they're after me lucky charms. And he goes, he just looked back and goes, you don't know the half of it, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to catch me path of gold. <laughs> Oh, oh Jesus, so you don't know the half of it. <laughs> what a response. Oh my gosh. That's great. <laughs> oh, I I have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> three hours well, I was of gonna say a podcast, right? I know. The three hours of whose line is it anyway, podcast edition, seriously. <laughs> I um for my 50th episode, um, which is a two-part of five and a half hours crazy Jeez, um, crazy. i wanted to introduce everyone <laughs> sorry <laughs> and i'm the workhorse oh like there's very little like <laughs> look <laughs> listen to the episode we're all very tired like is about the halfway point we sound very tired and then at the end of the second part we sound very tired because we recorded it over months like we're just like oh my god <laughs> but um i wanted to introduce everyone whose line is it anyway style like with like the little like like the little joke like the way they do it on the show but I don't know. I, I very I struggle to commit to bits on my podcast. I'm always like the only <laughs> bit that I've committed to is every episode must be named after a movie and should be vaguely a pun. And that's yes. about the only bit I follow. <laughs> well, I think because uh, I realized just now I didn't even answer your question earlier about what's the inspiration for going specific movie picks on our episodes. Yeah. Oh, you said you said I'm exactly like Michael. I thought that was your answer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was like, oh, you're saving Mike, the good stuff for your show. I yeah. I mean, in a sense, Michael hit the nail on the head. I think that while keeping it broad is fun, sometimes there's a lot to dive into with a movie that you mm. want to make it so you're not brushing over all the good stuff. Case in point, yeah. Young Frankenstein has like 50 million lines that yeah. I want to throw throw uh, some love to. Um, yeah. House of a Thousand Corpses, same thing. And sometimes, depending on the movie, there's a lot of layers to it. Um, side note, I have this really weird inflection where I always want to say layers because of Shrek. <laughs> I just have like layers. Ogres have layers. Like <laughs> I always, Get out of I, my won't swamp. Do, I won't do an impression of Donkey. <laughs> Get out of my swamp. In the morning, you're making waffles, James? Yeah, they're brown. They, they smell. They smell bad. You leave them in the sun. They grow little hairs on them. Um, oh, I like that. I like that boulder. That's a nice boulder. That is a nice boulder. I was, okay, just, I I I was just talking about that with someone uh, the other day, where I was like, anytime someone says that's a nice something, that's immediately what I say. Like, uh, so someone's like, oh, that's a nice podcast episode. I like that I, podcast I, episode. That is a nice, nice podcast, podcast episode. <laughs> I think my fa- I think my favorite thing from Shrek, and I I don't hear anyone talk about this, but the part that like when I was a kid watching Shrek, the part that would send me in his into hysterical laughter. I'm not just talking like normal laughter, like hysterical laughter where I would laugh for like five <laughs> minutes straight. Is the part where Fiona is singing to the bird and the bird blows up because yes, she, like, yes. And I'm like that part. And even as an adult, as a 30 year old fucking adult, that scene still fucking makes me laugh. Like yeah. that's so funny to me. It's just like. Pfft. <laughs> this makes me laugh it's, so hard it's even funnier because they make it they make a balloon sound happen when yeah. it blows up <laughs> when it starts to inflate 
Oh, um, but anyway, I I derailed us yet again. I'm sorry. No, um, no this is I like my face just, is on fire from laughing. Like the muscles yeah. in my face are so taut and stretched. <laughs> Same. I know this is a, this is our weekly. This should be like our weekly therapy session. We just get together right? and we talk for like two hours, and then we're like, I'm happy. I have my serotonin for the rest of the week. Thank <laughs> because you guys. I guarantee you, this should be the best episode we, that I've recorded. But the people are gonna be like, I can't say what it was about. <laughs> I can't tell you what like, they talked about for the like, last three think, hours. They're like, I know the episode says uh, <laughs> something about what goes into podcasting, and then they just talk about random shit for three hours. It's like, oh, uh, again, derailment, but Finding Nemo, where the the little turtles trying to like give them the instructions <laughs> of getting off of the. <laughs> I just imagine the same person who criticized you for Karen Gillan is gonna just write a review of my podcast, <laughs> one star. The ship yep. has lost its captain. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, like, it's, I imagine it's just like, you know, little squirt when he's trying to give them instructions on how to get off of the the Australian, like, current. Yeah. And, the, and Marlon just stares at him and goes, it's like he's trying to speak to me. I know it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like they're trying to talk about podcasting. I know it. <laughs> We're like speaking. I would like to, <laughs> you know, two and a half hours ago when we started, I said, we probably won't talk about movies. Well, that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but you know what, man? I think that, uh, I think what's important about doing a podcast again, like we've said over and over and over again, is just like, be yourself, you mm, know, like yeah. even if you have what could be viewed as a, if you have a topic, never view your topic or the banner of your podcast as like a constraint or a restriction, Absolutely. you know, yeah. like, so we're all about movies and then me and Michael are all about the the culture of horror. But yeah. it's important to know we don't just sit around and talk like when Michael did his, you know, top five favorite movies on your show, James, it wasn't all horror movies. No. And as I said, like the whole point of this was it's a talk show. Like yeah. that's what I that's what I that was the goal from 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 you know from the get-go. Like the reason why I don't do specific movies is because not everyone in my circle can or wants to do that. Like not everyone can sit down for an hour and break down or, you know, if it's, we love horror two and a half hours and talk about a movie. <laughs> like uh, that's not a criticism. That is pure joy. I love. No, I always tell people before they get into my podcast, I'm like, um, you're, you're, it's very rare to find a podcast episode. That's not under two hours. So yeah. just, uh, I'm like, I always warn people beforehand. I'm like, I think my longest episode caps at almost three hours and like something. Wow. Minutes, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like my whole thing was like, I know that some people won't be able to, won't be able to, or won't want to talk about movies that long, but if I'm like, let's do a list, we can just kind of pull some greatest hits. We can do some quotes. We can like reference the cool moments and move on that sort of thing. But my whole thing was like, I just want to get the people that I like to yeah. talk like, and like, for me, it's like, and this is going to sound like sound braggy, but for me, it's like, I just want to showcase the interesting people in my life. Like I know that person's funny. I know they're interesting and more people should hear them. Like, so that was kind of it for me. And then I get to talk to them and then I learned about people, you know, like my friend Maddie, I say my friend, like she's my wife friend, Maddie. I knew she was, you know, fun and, and clever and stuff like that, but I had no idea how into movies she was. And she's like one of my favorite guests because she like, she's the only one who plans. She'll do like a vision board before every episode. I love that. Yeah. A vision board. Um, and even I mentioned before Liz, like my sister-in-law, like I never, you know, I've always, you know, always liked her like who's been you know friendly and stuff like that never imagined like the amount of content you've had to put out and I like people will find you interesting but i didn't realize how much she had to bring to the table so that's the joy of it for me is like 
this yeah. is really just a, a chance to showcase interesting people and then getting you guys on. First of all, solo is one thing, but to get us on together is a dream. Like, <laughs> look at how much we've talked. Like, we've talked about everything and nothing. Like, a for dream for us, years. a nightmare for others. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like kind of showcasing. Like, for, for me, it was cool because I've only known you as horror podcasters, and I know you guys don't just watch horror films. No one just watches one thing. But, like, to get you guys on here and, like, he talked, you know, so poetically and beautifully about the things that you love outside of that horror, while still kind of keeping in touch with your horror roots like that's the fun of it for me is like yeah. we can go really specific if we need to and my longer episodes are with people who do tend to get a bit more specific that or they just get wildly off track which is what i like doing as well <laughs> um but i was very fascinated by the whole hey let's talk about a specific movie because i just know in my mind i wouldn't be able to do that i'm like i can't just plan for one movie for two hours i wouldn't be able to do it but so i'm always very impressed when i listen to your shows that you guys are consistently doing it as well like every episode you're doing it and like there's not a a miss in my book every time i listen to your episode i'm like yep that's another another you know gold star for we love horror another gold star for midnight terrors is great that's another so. that's another shrimp on the bobby how dare you we were just getting along so well uh, we don't even call them like, shrimp here um so he's like i fuck i fucking love it mate <laughs> oh, Dingo I'm, so baby. Michael, I'm so glad michael jumped in on that too <laughs> well i think that's one of the first things i said to to J- james and then as soon as i said that i said i hope that wasn't offensive and james was like no he no, might no. i think he had the same reaction he did to the, now he was like laughing so hard but i was like i feel like i offended him oh no it's very very hard to fit me well like the other when i was on midnight terrors which is gonna i don't know when the episode's airing i guess in the next week or so um we uh, did the whole bit about damn your eyes and then yeah. i was like oh my god i didn't even realize you're wearing glasses i'm like because that was that really offensive <laughs> and i was like oh no like they're not they're not real they're blue like glasses i my vision i got 40 40 vision my vision is perfect so um, is mine yes only that's... only one in my family to have it too everyone else in my family has to wear glasses and i'm like <laughs> We used to play this game when I worked um, <laughs> when I worked selling DVDs, where they would hold a DVD cover spine up on one side of the store and get me to try and read what it was from the other side of the store. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to brag, pretty good, uh, pretty good result there. So. Yeah. Yeah. In my yeah. in my case, this is the part my, of the show we would brag vision. about our vision. Um. <laughs> yeah. In my yeah, in my in my case, like vision's good, but I would be like, way to erode my self confidence, guys. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure you've you, got really good hearing um you must like, be you must be good in other things your I can sense stick of my smell whole fist in my mouth want to see no that's not, okay no well, i kind of have like a fifth sense my breasts can always tell when it's gonna when it's raining well they can tell when it's raining or when it's gonna rain <laughs> tell me if you guys got the quote please yeah tell me you did. there's at least okay. a 60 percent chance it's already raining it's already raining oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well there must be something else you're good at kevin <laughs> Oh my god! I just got what that was. <laughs> yeah, Kevin just thought I was going grabbing out chest. <laughs> I thought Michael was like genuinely trying to build me up. <laughs> Michael, do you want to say what the reference was for people listening? Oh, it's a Mean Girls reference. Yeah. That was okay. A I, I got a mix of Mean Girls, and I also got a mix of The Happening. <laughs> the happening what happens in the happening yeah. where someone's some like i your, can always some of your delivery no not about the breast thing but when you when oh. james was like all right there's like a 62 percent chance it's already raining i, I was oh. thinking of john leguizamo from the happening where he's yeah. like all right there's like a 60 percent chance this isn't gonna happen to us yeah <laughs> God. and then you know great dialogue with a plastic tree like we're just here to use the bathroom and then we're just gonna yeah. leave 
I hope that's no. okay. No, when she's like, are you planning on stealing <laughs> what? from no. me? No. What? No. What? Say hello to your mother What? That's, no. that's Andy Samberg as, as Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> that old lady has like my favorite, uh, Betty Buckley has like my favorite line in The Happening, which is, yeah. why you why you iron my lemon drink? <laughs> <laughs> you planning on stealing from me? Killing me? Does she say like murdering me in my sleep or yeah. something? And he's like, oh my yeah. God, no. What? What? No. no. <laughs> oh, Love geez. Mark Wahlberg, dude. Um, oh I have opinions. The happening about is like him, the best bad movie ever. I have opinions about him. I think he's problematic because of stuff shit he did in his past. But you know, it's fine. Sure, no, it's not fine. But like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Mark Wahlberg's <laughs> another person that kind of gives me the ick, especially after knowing that he has a very racist and homophobic past. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, stri- strictly as strictly as an actor, like yeah, when, when <laughs> yeah. He's with his character stuff, maybe not as a person. Well, maybe he's changed. I don't know. I haven't really. I'm not a big Mark Wahlberg person, but maybe he's changed. Like we can I we can he... safely talk about Donnie. We can talk about <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Call me Donnie. Do you remember? Don- <laughs> That's a Morat's quote. Sorry. Oh Jesus! <laughs> hey, hey, I want someone listening to this episode to like write down every fucking reference that we've made throughout this three Seriously. hours. We uh, will. We will give you like a care package of like merch and autographs and stuff from our show. Okay, so someone who doesn't sell merch yet, Ke- don't them. promise that, Kevin. Like <laughs> it's expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll just take a few weeks. <laughs> I yeah. always want to um, do a competition on my Instagram and be like, who can tell me every reference of every episode? Because there's only like three or four episodes that aren't movie references at all. I'm like, who can name them all? Because there's a couple of like really curly ones in there. But yeah. And then I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, they're probably not going to do it. And then what, I'm going to give them a prize? <laughs> okay. You'll <laughs> <laughs> get a personal Skype call with James from I Was a Teenage Film Snob. I mean, it's not even that hard to secure. Like. I would take it. That would be <laughs> fucking dope. I'd take it. Um, right. I am going to run to the restroom real quick because I have to pee real bad. Yeah, so. let's pause this because I need to as well. And it feels like we're not even yeah. a quarter of the way through it yet. So. <laughs> and then when we get back, we'll get to the questions that you're... Yes. People send Ooh, in. Good you're... idea. Let's okay. Yeah. We'll pause. Let's, let's, yeah. <laughs> All righty. We just took a quick break because we have been going for almost three hours at this point. Did you, yeah. We, we talked for an hour break. before we started recording, so it's been four hours. A quarter of our day has been used up. <laughs> <laughs> I just texted my friend when we were waiting to come back. I was like, um, it might be closer to eight p.m. before I come over tonight because it was supposed to be. I was like, I was anticipating it was going to be seven because I was like, okay, we'll record. We'll start recording at probably like three thirty. That'll give us like almost like three hours. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. I should always anticipate that, that it's going to take like six hours every time I bond yeah. with you guys because we just sit there like, cut, like, just cut the shit all the time. Like it's great. Yeah. Well, that's the well, thing. I think it was just two of us. Like a three hour window is good, but like we're adding yeah. the element of the third, which we've never done before, and like we're all talkers. So just yeah. Like, yeah. And the one that uh, got added to you two never shuts the fuck up. So, <laughs> no, <it's>, uh... <laughs> oh no, that's that is uh, applicable to all of us. I like, think you whenever... could be, yeah, I think that's a very um, synonymous <laughs> term. Yeah, it doesn't matter who the t- the original two are. The third is going to blow that out. Because I remember when I came onto Michael's show for the first time, I'm like you listen to my episodes, right? Like I talk a lot, so I don't know how long this normally goes, but it could go for a while. And he goes, "Oh no, mine are long too." And then when I came onto <laughs> your, and then I really warned you and Jason because I was like. Because just like you, Michael, Kevin was like, oh, we can just record both episodes in the same day. 
I was like, no, we can't. <laughs> no, we can't. Like no. Michael and I thought we could as well. And we got That's one. That's a little done. ambitious there, buddy. Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. If you want to be completely wore out for the next 12 hours. Yeah, sure. Not yeah, like afterwards. Like, I mean, if it's afterward, on a week yeah. where I'm doing a few recordings, like I just lose my voice. It's just, it's yeah. Let's fun. just, let's, let's talk yeah. about with the audience, just how hard our lives are doing a podcast where we have to talk all day. <laughs> I know. I know. God. Like, I'm going to have no voice for the next, like, week after the Taylor Swift concert because I'm just going to be like, like I, told, <laughs> like, I told people that I would send them videos and pictures, but I said the videos, are, I don't know how good the videos are going to be because it's probably just going to be me going, oh, my God. Yeah, one of my, <laughs> one of my worst um, habits is I, I sometimes take videos at shows and sometimes I'll hold the phone too close to my head. So, like... <laughs> You'd be like, check out this video performance. And then Kevin's over there. Like, I just recently saw Ed Sheeran. Uh, nice. like, I'm in love with the shape of you. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be me. I'm going to be like, be like, I know you're in trouble when you walked out. <laughs> I don't know why, but I was like, like I'm feeling 22. Like, oh, that too. Was, yeah. These are all like hardcore versions of Taylor Swift songs. Yeah. Shake it off. Shake it off. I mean, there is. Oh, a, I was going to say, James, earlier when you were talking about your wife liking the heavier stuff, uh, when we were talking about Taylor Swift, you could always play her the I Prevail cover of Blank Space. There you go. Yeah. Oh, she likes, like, she probably likes Taylor Swift more than I do. And that's not being like, oh, I don't like Taylor Swift. Like, I was very open at the start like and like i text michael all the time like oh i listen to this song i like this taylor swift song now as well so um and he likes a lot of like the underrated ones like when you said you like stay 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 that made me so fucking happy i was like are you kidding me that, that song, song is still underrated i love the yeah. i don't know what it is whether she's using like a xylophone or something but just magic like i think it's impossible to be it's impossible to be sad listen to that song Although the other day, like, did my... we just become best friends? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the I was other like, did day, I just I turn dry... you into a Swifty, Jane? <laughs> yeah. I was my driving with my daughter. And, um... the entire population. That's my mission. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, my motto is you're too old. Your life's too short to admit you don't like Taylor Swift. <laughs> just saying. That needs to be a future shirt for We Love Four. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> uh, we were driving the other day. I had my daughter in the car, and I've got a playlist for her. Like, and it's just, it's literally. Paramore, Taylor Swift, and then a couple of hardcore songs. Like she's like, <laughs> you know, story of the year, trivium. There are a couple of songs she likes. Uh, yeah. But I put Stay, Stay, Stay came on and she goes, oh, not this one. I'm like, I thought you liked this one. And she goes, I do. It's a bit boring. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> she's not even three. What? And she's <laughs> I was like, Michael's already a critic. <laughs> she's already a Taylor words. Swift critic. Yeah, it's a bit boring. I was like, that's genius. She's going to have a podcast one day. I can see it. Oh, yeah. as soon as she's old enough, like she's coming on the show. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> I've thought about doing it previously, but I'm just like, ah, like, we're very, um, we don't like you putting her on social media and stuff like that. Sure. Like that's one, one like, we're not very strict people. Like you probably gathered by now, pretty laid back. But one thing we don't yeah. want to do is put her on social media. Cause I'm like, oh, I could probably get like a thousand hits easy if I just put up a video of my daughter singing. Like if I extort song. my child, I'll yeah. get money and views from it. I it said to my fucking like, family I'm, vlog channel in the. I was entire like, do we care that much? Because we could be rich. I was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, that's Jason's like what had. Jason's had both both of his little seven year old girls come on our show in the first year, only for a second though. 
Mm. Yeah, uh, but yeah. he always tells them what to say. And he brought, uh, so my two nieces are Eloise or Ellie and then Desi. And he brought Ellie on and he told her to say something. And she came on and uh, Jason's like, we have an important message here from Midnight Terrors. And Ellie comes on and goes, um, I just want to say that The Thing is the best movie ever. <laughs> and then after that, he brought Desi on and he was trying to tell her to say the same thing, but with Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. And, and he brought her on and Desi goes, well, uh, this is Desi and um, I have sweet tarts. And Jason just goes, uh, OK. <laughs> and I said, uh, I was okay. like, future sponsor of Midnight Terror is sweet tarts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then she goes, I just want to say that the best movie ever is. Um, what is it again? <laughs> and we all just busted up laughing. That's so funny. And then I'm like, you blew the bit, Desi. And she just made this noise. That's funnier, though. That's way more entertaining. Like, if she, yeah, I love and that. especially because the other sister did it so well. So it's like, that's yeah. perfect. <laughs> well, then Jason goes, Demon Knight, best movie ever. Now get out of here. <laughs> get out of here, you squirt. You're ruining yeah, the show. He uh, said it loving. He said it lovingly, but they actually, when he said that, Desi goes, "Why?" Like she oh. wanted to stay. They love watching their dad podcast, which I think is very cool. I love that. Except when they listen to it in the car with him, they call us out for using bad words. Oh, they're like swear jar. Put a quarter yeah. in the swear jar. <laughs> yeah, the show New Girl introduced me to the swear jar concept. These are my kids, step kids. What do you guys do up to? Going to the snack bar? All right, well, let me know if you need to ride home later. Fuck off, Helen. Put a quarter in the swear jar. Cute kids. Do you know what movie I'm referencing? I, I know the quote, but I've, I've forgotten the movie. It's Bridesmaids. It's uh, when Helen, yep, yep, yep. It's when Helen and Annie are having lunch after their little tennis match thing, and the two kids come up, and they're... <laughs> He's like, she's like, just let me know if you need a ride home later. Fuck off, Helen. <laughs> Bridesmaids is a film that days. I um, I I'm not a huge fan of. I don't mind it, but I think it's a very overrated film. Bridesmaids. I know, I know. Oh shit! I know. We've Mike lost drunk. it. <laughs> he does not like it either. So. <laughs> <laughs> it does have a couple of really good moments. I love, um, obviously, when Kristen Wiig is swearing in the jewelry store. Like that's obviously a great moment. Um, You're. And- <laughs> have you seen the ten minute version of that where her and that girl are just going back and forth at each other? Like it's a, it's like a, I think it like a special feature or deleted scene. It's or like Linearama or, or something. They do that yeah, kind of. Her thing, and that but- girl keep going and going and going, and it's so fucking funny. I gotta but I love watch it. it. But I love it. <laughs> You are there's one part where she's like, you are a twatty little shit faced fucker. <laughs> <laughs> You're not as popular as you think you are. Oh, I'm very popular. Oh, I'm sure you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're an old single loser who has no friends. You're a little cunt. <laughs> <laughs> that's the moment that, that was the that was probably the biggest laugh in that movie for me but another moment that i think is really underrated is when um ellie kemper is talking to i fucking uh, love ellie kemper she's brilliant i can't uh wendy McC- mcclovey she's the mum from gold goldbergs 
Um, and she's like, you're so beautiful. You're so pretty. You could be a princess. Like, that to me is so <laughs> I'm a beautiful something princess. I, you smell like pine needles and you have a face like sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, and then the, the part where they're all gathered around the table when Lillian goes to the restroom and they're like... <laughs> talking about bridesmaids ideas and she's just like "Ooh, what about a pixar theme shower we all come dressed as our favorite pixar characters and then she's like that i'm megan's like that and i'm gonna snowball on top of that fight club female fight club we grease <laughs> up we roll out lillian doesn't know surprise we're gonna fight we beat the shit out of her <laughs> oh, oh my Jesus. goodness uh, and i, I also love it you, the you're one definitely from turning me around on it the one from gold <laughs> the Goldblum's show or whatever, the blonde one that she's when she's like on the phone with Annie and she's like, Hey, hold on a second. Shut your filthy fucking mouths to her children. And she's like, I'm yeah. surrounded by savages. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that geez. movie is so off good. The, off the rails. I love it. <laughs> there's a, do, there's a, I, there's a colonial woman sitting on the wing of the plane. She is churning butter. She is churning butter. There's something they're not telling us. <laughs> Ma'am, I'm going to have to have uh, you return to your seat, please. We're still ascending, ma'am. <laughs> I do love uh, Chris, uh, Kristen Wiig, though. Ah, oh, so um, good. And a hot take, I am a fan and a defender of the, the female Ghostbusters movie. I think so it is am I. Severe, I didn't think it, I think it is bad. severely un, unfairly hated on. Um, because there's women in it. That's probably why. Yeah. And, like... <laughs> So that movie's great. I love it. And one of my favorite moments is um, Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, and Kate McKinnon early on when they're trying to convince Kristen Wiig that they should hunt ghosts because they're like, we got an EVP. We got an EVP. And she's like, okay, whatever. And they make her listen to it. And yeah. there's like ghostly moans. And she's like, oh, what is this? And then you hear a, <laughs> like a fart noise. And then she's like, haha, very funny. Kate McKinnon comes in with, what's funnier is it came from the front. <laughs> oh god i gotta rewatch that one as well i didn't hate ghost i didn't hate the ghostbusters remake i just found it i was like it's fine like it didn't do it it wasn't very memorable for me but it wasn't because there were women i was like great like, let's get some more women in this um yeah. it was just i just felt yeah but i also watched it on a plane which is of course not the best way to watch it but i wasn't <laughs> like uh no one asked for this. We talk about this uh, an episode or two ago. We're talking about the Ghostbusters remake a little bit. So, um, but there was no hate for it. We're just kind of like, eh, like it just you know, yeah. wasn't really our cup of tea. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I fucking love bridesmaids, James. You <laughs> need to give that bridesmaids more appreciation. I've seen it a couple of times, but it's it, it, look. It, you know, the first time I watched it was in my early twenties. The next time I watched it was kind of in my mid twenties. So it's time to watch it. You know, that was in the height of my snobbery, as I've talked to you guys yeah. about, and on the show as well. Like I had a real change of a you know change of heart because I got to a point in my early thirties where I'm like, I hate seventy five percent of movies I'm watching. Clearly, they're not all bad. I must be. <laughs> yeah. I must be the problem. So I had to change my attitude. So I'll probably go back yeah. and love Bridesmaids next time. Like Beetlejuice over there. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I've seen Bridesmaids about 167 yeah. times, and it keeps getting funnier every yes, single time. It, I see it. it does, yeah. Like, and I'm really good at impersonating the cop in that movie. You know how he has like a weird like accent where he's like, so you know how <laughs> drives oh, me crazy from the IT crowd. I don't know. I, maybe I don't know, but he's like to see you to drive by here night by night with your fucking taillight still broken. Yeah. You know how angry that makes me. <laughs> yeah. It's a simple solution. Your problem, <laughs> Annie, is I that you don't realize you can hurt people. That are so inconsistent. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, just watch uh, like, Lethal Weapon. Gonna... Mel Gibson cannot make <laughs> an American accent to save himself. Yeah. Well, I feel like, like I Kate Winslet does the same thing in Titanic too, where she like comes for like it's, it's like a British accent, and all of a sudden it's like a I don't know. She does it. Michael, too. I was gonna I was gonna say earlier, you did some impression. I think it was when you were talking about how you and your sister talk to each other. And you answered when you were answering the phone and you had that real like grunty voice. I oh, swear to hello? God. <laughs> and you kept going off. I swear to God, I thought you were doing Howard's mom from the Big Bang Theory. Oh, I've never watched that show. I don't like that show. <laughs> I might be one of the only people in history that thinks that show is one, unfunny and two, really fucking annoying. So I don't like it either. I am. Um, yeah, I, I'm a I'm a Big Bang Theory fan, but the mom's voice always like. Howard, can you give me a hand over here? <laughs> I I enjoyed it the first time I watched it, but then I remember I watched an interview with the writers and the guy was like, we don't know anything about comic books or science. So we were just like, hey, we need to talk about the insert science reference here and don't forget to watch insert comic book reference here. I was like, oh, so you're lazy. That's what, okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that bummed me out. Like I was like, oh, like there are people who yeah. probably very, you know, probably very talented writers who could make those references yeah. instead of, yeah. It's yeah, very I like uh, Big Bang Theory though. It's a dumb show, but I like it a lot. <laughs> there are bits I've seen that I've enjoyed, um, but yeah, I, I think I watched the first couple of seasons. But that I don't know why that really turned me off. I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> You're not the I first person I've heard say that, honestly. I just don't think it's funny, and I kind of think Sheldon's annoying, and I always have. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a Sheldon hater, but I'm just like, I think he's fucking <laughs> annoying. I don't know. I, how I he quite has like, um, I quite like Kelly Cuoco. I think she's great. Um, yeah. yeah. You don't yeah, go to people good. and say, that's my spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, did you get my smokes? <laughs> get my get my smokes. Yeah, James, I always like... answer these questions in impressions only, all right? I only, <laughs> I only, I only received two, and they're not about podcasting. So. <laughs> <laughs> they're not even about podcasting? No, they were just... but. They knew well, that isn't that I, the irony of this episode? None of this episode has really been about they podcasting. Knew it, Sorry, guys. They knew how it was going to go before we even hit the record button. They're going to well, be like, they, oh, these motherfuckers. They're like with this clickbait saying that we're going to learn a thing or two about podcasting. They didn't teach us shit. I know. I, actually, I, messaged, I messaged someone yesterday because someone had asked me questions. It's like, hey, I'm recording the podcast one tomorrow. So if you have any questions, let me know. They didn't get back to me. And I was like, well, I lied. It's not about podcasting. We talked a bit about it. I think this is yeah, better. Yeah. I, think, I think this is, you know. I was like, it could be very clinical and boring, but I think this is a very entertaining episode. Oh, um, I, think so I love too. it. I think it's great. Yeah. Best episode yeah. ever. <laughs> Best episode ever made between uh, all three of us. Best uh, episode we've it. ever made. It's going on James's show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we don't and I'm not even going to share the link. <laughs> yeah. He's not even going to share it with us. Um, there, I got two horror questions. And I guess because I knew I had two Ooh. horror experts coming on. Um, Although I think I know the answer to the first question. Yeah, the, the two they horror want... experts are the two horror experts are Michael and Valak. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I haven't seen the nun, so I keep forgetting her name. So I'm like Michael and the... who's Valak? You got the nun. It's Michael and the nun over there. Michael and none <laughs> yeah. your business. Um... None... <laughs> That's so funny to me. I don't know why. Oh, dude, I rang I rang like... that one twice. I'm like I can get more out of this joke. <laughs> Oh, and you dude, can because like I think everything's funny. So don't <laughs> say that because then like I, in, in contrast, I'm less funny. So <laughs> I have like my face such is like in pain now from laughing. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of a show that like a lot of people don't get with my humor, have you guys seen Dead to Me? Because that show is 
one of the best shows. No, ever. but Everybody's I want to. Everybody's telling me I need to see it, though. You need to watch it. It's so good. Also, I will say, season three fucking destroyed me. I cried for, like, seven hours after that, so... Okay. Just so you know. It's Box of very, tissues, got it. <laughs> it's, oh, you're gonna need one, for sure. All right. You're gonna need probably a like a therapy session with your therapist afterwards too. Cause I just was like, well, well, you and you and James are my, are my therapist now. So that's fine. Yes. Yes. Call yeah, me, we'll... text, text me, message me after you've watched that. And yeah, yep. let me know what you think. Cause it's it. devastating, but yeah, dead to me has like some very f- funny humor that a lot of people don't understand. Like I watched that with certain people and they're like, that wasn't funny. And I'm like, mm. get out, get out. Leave. There you go. She doesn't even go here. <laughs> <laughs> Always comes back to that. When in doubt, throwing a main girls reference. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Well, I can ask these questions. They're they're very like they're like they're fine. But I think I know the answer to some of the questions already. So we, uh, someone wanted to know who is the best horror director and why. But I feel like we've covered that pretty extensively already. Who's the that's best? A... I mean, that's we could go about that another way because we did say that Flanagan was like one of our favorites. But you guys have talked about Flanagan best? a lot, yeah. Is he the best horror director? I that's where I I'm struggling. That's a hard that's a hard question for me because I feel like there's there you could say that about every horror director. I mean, at least ones that mm-hmm. have made like such a big impact. I mean, when you think about like the decades and stuff, like we always have one or two or you know, a handful of horror movies that defined that decade. Yeah, you know, definitely. Like, like in the nineties like the later 90s it was obviously Wes Craven with Scream you know well, like, and even before then like I see Craven's got a really strong track record but then someone like Toby Hooper yeah. I know you're not a big Texas Chainsaw fan but Toby Hooper's had hit after hit after hit with like Life yeah. Force and um I can only think of Texas Chainsaw Massacre but he's debatable done if we're gonna call Life Force a hit but yeah. I love I love Life Force that's what a <laughs> ridiculous idea they're space vampires and she walks around naked the entire time it's a movie <laughs> Mathilda yeah. May. <laughs> I think for me, I think like I kind of have just a handful of directors that I mm. consider like legends, like John Carpenter, obviously made my favorite horror movie of all time, which is Halloween. Um, there oh, will yeah. never be, a, there will, yeah, there still will never be another horror movie that will top that one for me personally. Oh, um, have you heard of this guy, David Gordon Green? He did a really good, <laughs> <laughs> he did the really other really good ones. Yeah. Those ones for sure. Just, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I like, like those Ari, movies. Yeah. You, yeah. Well, you get Ari Aster. Of course. Um, I mean, like you know Wes Craven uh Mike Flanagan like I just feel like it's hard to hard to say which one is my favorite horror director I mean and like I'm if I'm like talking about like right now in this point in time it's definitely Mike Flanagan so I guess to answer your question in short Mike Flanagan but to answer it in the long way like we always do because we like to answer questions the you know the roundabout way (laughs) I (laughs) I would say like I mean there's so many directors like it's hard to choose yeah I'm glad you brought up Ari Aster, which I'm sure we would have brought up anyway. Um, I quite yeah. like um, Alexandra Aja as well. He did the Hills Have Eyes yes. remake and the Piranha remake. He did Horns, um, Crawl, Mir- which is the a Mirrors weird remake movie. as well. I haven't, I haven't seen Mirrors. P2, P2, which I think is. Yes, P2 is great. P2 is so good. It doesn't get talked about at all enough. And But then also, like, and I, I will let you talk as well, Kev, but like, then do you go. Oh, you're like, good. What about someone like David Fincher, who did Seven, which, you know, is maybe not a traditional horror film, or Jonathan Demme, who did Silence of the Lambs, Um, or, you know, Rob Reiner, who only does comedies, but he did Misery, which is brilliant. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's like so there's so many like directors out there, and I'm like I'm also glad that like so many female directors are starting to come to the forefront. Like and like because mm-hmm. we get like Chloe O'Connor who directed one of my favorite most probably most watched film of 2022 which was watcher because i fucking love that movie yeah you are um, still haven't saying it but you keep telling me about it it's good you need to watch it is it a netflix also, one is that yeah i think it's on shutter actually you can watch it on shutter if you have that uh which... we do have it we do have that in australia so wow i know that. wow can you believe it we actually got something um oh my goodness <laughs> we only are, just got you guys are blue. fed you guys oh, have been fed. I'll tell you what, no. we're, we're spoiled down here, you know. We only yeah. <laughs> just got Pearl on Blu-ray about a month ago. Um, what? And um, X never got a Blu-ray release. So, um, just Speaking of other day. directors, Ty West, also fucking incredible. Yeah, a director that I could not stand in my 20s, but now I'm just like, you're an idiot. His films are so good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kevin, sorry. Yes, Go sorry, on. Kevin. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I... So Mike Flanagan would definitely be the top spot for me. Mm. Um, I know that this guy isn't full-fledged horror, but I consider him part of the horror community anyway because so much of his iconography is part of the horror world. Um, Tim Burton. Yes, of course. Yeah. Um, And then I'm a big fan nowadays. We talked about the Terrifier movies. Love Damien Leone. Um, I think he's incredibly talented and knows how to do a lot with yeah. so little. And I love that <clears throat> that his Terrifier 2 release is paving the way for theaters and Hollywood to go, let's give this indie movie yes. that wasn't that was crowdfunded a chance yeah. to be successful. And I think I think people overlook how how uh important it is that Terrifier 2 did well. Because yeah. we all complain that horror is redundant. And then this little indie film comes along that was crowdfunded. Like, Terrifier 2's budget was, like, $250,000. Like, it's yeah. crazy how yeah. cheap it was made for. And then to It go was on almost make... the same amount as Halloween was made for back in 78, yeah. which is, like... And, and, then made... to go on... and for those listening who don't... Who are like, that's a lot of money. No, no, no. Like, independent films... Movie, no. Most independent films, like, start two million dollars these days like mm, indie cinema yeah. like is expensive like very few people are doing the robert rodriguez thing where it was seven thousand dollars to make el mariachi or twenty eight thousand dollars to make clerks like independent cinema is expensive so yeah to yeah. keep it under a million dollars like a quarter that's considering how much practical effects are in there like even you know with um and we'll talk about it more when we talk about devil's rejects kev but like that was meant <laughs> to be a practical effects film and like it's too expensive we're just going to do a digital like mm-hmm. um yeah yeah Anyway, sorry you're yeah, going to continue so, about directors. No, you're good. Um, but yeah, so Damien Leone, fantastic. Um, we just actually talked to this director on my show for episode 50. Chris LaMartina, I think, is doing big things. If anybody has seen the WNUF Halloween special and yeah. it's it's a sequel, the Out There Halloween Megatape. Um, I think those are such clever movies. I would kick myself if I didn't bring up James Wan and how influential yeah. Yeah. for my love of horror. Yep. Um, I think he's a damn genius. If anyone has not seen Malignant, yes, watch it. so it's good. Great. It's a crazy. I can see Michael's expression. It's a crazy film. No, that film. <laughs> it is. No, I. I wanted to say that I. I like. I don't know how to feel about it because I've seen it once, but I need to watch it again because I didn't get the hate that it got. I didn't understand yeah. it. Well, like I didn't quite. I didn't quite know if I liked it when I watched it 
but I think I want to watch it again because like what a fucking twist it's, for that movie. And I like, love whole, how batshit crazy it is. Yeah, that that whole like police station breakout yeah. where she's oh, yeah. walking backwards. Like yeah. I mean this in the most endearing, positive, like supportive, lovely way possible. This is a compliment. It is so dumb. Like it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And we need that. We need dumb movies. Like we need people to take a chance on ideas that make no sense. We need people to make the, the if we get one thing from this whole like writer's strike, I hope it's that we see another rise in independent cinema. Like we've kind of seen it post pandemic yeah. where people been like, you know what? Nothing is permanent. Let's just make weird stuff and the stuff yeah. we want to make. So malignant, I think is a celebration of that. Like it's dumb, but in the best possible way. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah. Malignant, it's a masterpiece. I tell people all the time, go in blind. Yeah. Um, I got to throw some love to Tommy Lee Wallace, who's the genius behind the original It. Yep. Um, yep. As well as Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, which is yes. classic. If you don't like Halloween yeah. 3, I'm sorry, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Your opinion is not valid here. Sorry. <laughs> yep. And then the last one I can think of, and I love this dude and how much he's doing for horror but fucking jordan peele man yes this dude is a damn genius with the horror movies that he's making get out was very very good love it one of my favorites but fucking us like so ambitious and then you fucking Um, get nope which is like wow (laughs) <laughs> yeah wow. and nope was actually one that kind of challenged me because i went in expecting almost like an us part two yeah uh, and he went about it differently and i think he challenged the audience and there was a lot of people that thought nope was bad and there's well, a lot of people that thought it was great yeah elephant in the room i went on michael's podcast and put in my top five worst horror films of the year but then you put um, nope I- in there but I blamed myself. I didn't blame the film because I had yeah. my expectations. I haven't gone back to rewatch it, but I've got a Jordan Peele rewatch planned this year. Um, so I'll go back to it. I want to throw in a few more directors. Um, Julia DeCurno, who did Raw, which is brilliant. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And then Tatain. If you haven't seen Tatain, whoa, like what a flick. It's so mm-hmm. weird. <laughs> yeah. It's wanna, so weird. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Michael, but the the directors i think they go by what radio silence that did the new yes movie. yes yes yeah. ready or not ready or not yeah i so think good. they're insanely talented yes um yeah we i think we'd be remiss to not mention david cronenberg like yeah regardless yeah. of what you think of like some of his more recent stuff like the fly is flawless so um, good and um, what about uh what about brian de palma yes yes of course yep. Um, and obviously, um, <laughs> the you know the Blair Witch tr- Project director. How can we not mention him? Eduardo if you want to Sanchez. know more about him, you should go over to We Love Horror and listen to a very good interview. Please do. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, and then I don't. I never hear him talk about this director, but um, Lucky McKee. I really like him as well. He did Jug Face. He did The Woman. Um, all cheerleaders die. He's a real independent. I love all cheerleaders die. That's so like, good, right? Yeah, oh. that's like Mean Girls except like horror edition. It kind of feels like a little bit Mean Girls, a little bit Jennifer's Body, but like just. Yeah, it's a great high school. Like, yeah, it's so good. I just rewatched it recently, okay. and I forgot that the film ends with part one. And I was like, "Oh wait, yeah, that's right. They never made a sequel." Like, damn it, I really like this film. Which and had a way better at some point. <laughs> so yeah. good. He does a lot of Jack, Jack Ketchum adaptations as well. Um, yeah, but yeah and Lucky and I, I really do enjoy uh, to, uh, Toby Hooper as well. Yes. 
Yeah. You know, I love his his weird twist that he put on Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two, and yes. how it became like the Breakfast Club, but with the with the Leatherface yeah. family. <laughs> well, I feel like that's very um, very influential on the Firefly family and Rob Zombie's flicks. Like, I don't think you get mm. to the Fireflies without Texas Chainsaw Two. Like, um, yeah. so that, oh, well, I guess Rob Zombie is another one that Kevin and I can mention. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess the answer to this question is all of them. Everybody, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> I think all, like I think every horror director has has made us like a their mark as mm, far as yeah. like, and it's so funny because you look back at all the decades and like Alfred Hitchcock too. We forgot about yes, him. Like, of course, yeah. he's not the he's not the greatest person as a person, but he's a good director. Mm. I don't really, yeah. I don't don't really care for Al- Alfred Hitchcock outside of his movies. But same with like, right. uh, same with the guy who made Rosemary's Baby. I can't think of his name Polanski. right now. But he's Thank you. Yeah, he's yeah. very problematic yeah. as well. Um, <laughs> but like you get like all these people that have like made these influential movies throughout the decades. And it's like there's always one horror movie in one, like a decade that has like revitalized the horror genre. Like yeah. for the seven, dude, I mean, for the seven. And I know oh. he didn't do like all horror, but Stanley Kubrick, man. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, don't like I, him as a person either, but <laughs> no, I like this whole, but like a phenomenal filmmaker. Yeah, we would and have guess, never I gotten the shining without him. Yeah, and I guess technically you there again, not strictly horror, but like when Steven Spielberg wants to direct something that's kind of scary, mm-hmm. he's yeah. great at it, and so is um Ridley Scott. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I guess I don't know if you I don't know if you mentioned him before, Kev, but you mentioned James Wan, obviously Lee Winnell, who does yes, do a, lot, did a lot, lot of writing from him. He did Dying Breed. He did the Invisible Man remake. Um, a couple. Of, he did uh, Insidious Part 3, and he's written all of them. Yeah. I only watched the first Insidious for the first time this year. And oh, dude, what, that the Insidious is scary. movies get so wacky as they go on. I love it. I love I think, wacky. I think the second and third ones are my favorite. I love the second oh, okay. and third ones. My movies. favorite as well, yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's a director great. I was going to mention, but <laughs> Michael has a no a, a rule where he doesn't talk about those films on his show, so I won't bring up that director. A certain <laughs> Tom Dutch Six. lad, yeah, Tom Six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the second no. time I've made Michael almost quit the show. <laughs> Just there we go. Not well, yeah, that into was it. Very, that was no, a very long fair. answer, but uh, there we got a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, this is a very broad question, but it's the only other question we've got. So. They want to know. It's very broad. Uh, who would you cast in a horror film set in the eighties with all the tropes? Well, I think we've already talked about this offline before, Michael. We would just take all of our modern horror scream queens and put them in a movie together: Anya Taylor Joy, yes. Thomasin McKenzie, Florence Pugh, <laughs> Mia Goth, Sarah Michelle Geller, Jenna She's Ortega. Been, yeah, oh yes, yeah. of course, Jenna Ortega. Like just all the modern scream queens, just whack them into a into like a movie and so, do it that way. The question was, yeah. who would you cast in a movie set in the eighties, or who? Would yeah, you cast so a horror, a horror movie set in the eighties. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Ooh, can I also I throw? Can, can I also throw Sophia Bush in there because she is very underrated. She's only been in a couple of horror films, but I also, I mean, I just also have a soft spot for her because what I was love she her. in? I, I know the name, but I just she don't. was in uh, Stay Alive. She was uh, October in that movie. She's the gothic girl. Um, and then she plays um, Grace in the new in the Hitcher remake. Okay. Sure. Oh yeah. And she's stunning. First of all, um, I equate Sophia Bush to the most perfect looking woman on the planet. There is no woman that looks 
perfect like she is i don't think there's perfect in anything but she is like as close to a perfect woman as you can get like her facial facial features she's beautiful don't even get me started i can talk oh, she's about from one tree hill that's that's the way from one tree yes <laughs> there we go there's my favorite the rub <laughs> who's my favorite character in one tree hill it could not be sophia bush no <laughs> what are you talking I'm... about no I would I would put in there because I think that he is just great in everything. And I think he should have been cast in bigger stuff than he was. Matthew Lillard. Yes. Yep. I think that dude is like one of the nicest human beings on the face of the earth. Like really good actor. You're saying this because you've met him as well. Is that right, Kev? No, I actually. Oh, you haven't. I I I thought he was leading. He's like one of the nicest guys. Consider my personal friend to the show, actually. But I, um, you know, I also <laughs> interviewed him. I don't know. <laughs> I did do a photo op with him, but I did not speak to him. My mom was the one closest to him because it was a photo op with myself, her, Skeet Ulrich, and um, uh, Matthew oh. And I wish, dude. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I would I'm like Tyler. I don't know what I would say if I met Nev Campbell. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, no, she was the one standing closest to Matthew. Cause that's like her dude as well. And, uh, Skeet and Matthew told her she was a gangsta cause she had just broken her toes and was walking around a with a gangsta. Cane. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, and, before I forget another person that yeah. I want to put in a movie, Emma Roberts. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love her so just, much. Just put that character Jill in another movie. Yeah, ser- seriously. Can we have like a fucking Jill come back? Can she please come back? Also, I one thing that I did not like about Scream 6, and this isn't really a spoiler, but I did not like how they made the mask only one mask as to assume that Charlie did all the killing in Scream 4 and Jill yeah. didn't. That pissed that pissed me off because I said, I know for a fact Charlie did not do all the killing in Scream 4, and I can I can tell you why. <laughs> I got like really I got really passionate about that because I'm like personally I believe that Jill did a lot of the killing in Scream 4. Did, you, yeah. uh, I think so too. You want to ask for my opinion? I'm pretty sure she's one of she's the one that killed Jenny in the garage. I'm pretty sure that's Jill because obviously that's personal because she was <laughs> cheating on he Trevor was cheating on her with um Jenny. So of course she wants to kill Jenny. Pretty sure she killed the two cops outside of her house and her mom because Charlie at the time was still at the Stabathon, I think. And I always tell people this, how would he have had time to drive all the way from the middle of the fucking country, like in the middle of bumfuck nowhere and get to Jill's house in the time it took for him to, for, you know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. And so I, for them to, so for them to assume, to make the assumption, presumptuous assumption, I might add, <laughs> that there was only one mask between the two of them, say, claiming that there was only one killer in Scream 4. No, not going to happen. I love when, not I not love on when my Michael. watch. Not just because, goes off. <laughs> just because you mentioned um Scream 4, I would throw in Alison Brie. I think she's great in Scream 4, and she's also really yeah. good in the rental. Um, I don't know if anyone saw the rental, but that was a great flick as well. Oh, I didn't like it. I I'm love sorry. when Michael goes That's off. Okay. On, That's okay. Uh, That's fine. It's not for everyone. On, uh, I didn't make it, so I'm not offended. That's true. Yeah, I'm sorry, a radio silence. Not gonna not gonna happen on my watch. You aren't gonna make that <laughs> assumption. <laughs> Dude, please but, ooh, make it. Uh, Hayden Hayden Pennantier as well. Sorry. Yes, I was gonna say that. Yeah. So the answer uh, to this would, question is everyone. Everyone. <laughs> All of no, them. No, I was gonna. I was gonna say um, another person that I honestly don't think was given a fair shot um, in Hollywood, and I think she's actually great. And mm. Jennifer's body's a masterpiece. Again, if you don't like it, yeah. you're wrong. Megan Fox, yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's yeah. a great. That whole scene when she's getting about to get murdered by the cult, and she's like, like that's so riveting. Like her performance in that is so good. And yeah. also another person, I'm. Glad you brought that up that she didn't get like her, you know, stripes. 
is uh, Gina Phillips, the one that's in fucking Jeepers Creepers that plays Trish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. is great too. And she has not been in a whole lot since that movie. And I'm like, how the fuck did that not like jumpstart her career? And how mm. is she not like a like a legendary scream queen at this point? Like, what the fuck, guys? What are you, you know doing? Who else I, you know who else I really like? Um, and I'm looking up to make sure I say her name right. Name right. Micah Monroe from uh, It yeah. Follows. Oh, thank you. Thank yes. you. Yes. Oh, yes. what a great call. Yes, and Watcher. Absolutely. She's also in Watcher. I think she'd so. be great. And then there's one more who I think is also super underrated. Did anyone see Lights Out? No. Teresa Palmer. Teresa Palmer? Yes, Teresa Palmer. Dude, yes. Yes, I yes, yes, yes. Fucking... You're going to give me a, like... She's I love Australian. her so internet, much. Internet she is high awesome. Five, Michael. Internet high five. Because <laughs> she's also, in case you guys didn't know, she's also in the Grudge 2 remake. So she plays... Uh, she is. She, I know she she's in the, Warm Bodies, which is an underrated flick. She plays the bitchy girl. She plays the bitchy schoolgirl in The Grudge 2, Vanessa. And she's also in a really good underrated movie with her in... Um, I can't think of his name right now. He's in that 70s show. He plays Eric, I think. Oh, Tuffy Grace? Topher Grace, she's in a movie called Take Me Home Tonight and it takes place in the 80s and she's like the main, like she's like the popular girl that he had a crush on in high school and then they meet up, like they start hanging out for like a night but he lies to her about his job. Like he tells her that he works at, um, oh, what the fuck is it? He, he tells her that he works at like some place when he actually works at a video store. He's kind of a loser. And so oh, he lies great, to her. Um, uh, that's a great job. <laughs> yeah, he lies to her though and says that he works for goldman sachs that is what he says he says yeah. oh i work at goldman sachs and she's like oh that's funny i didn't know they had an office in la <laughs> it's i don't know it's so fucking I would, great i would also take two of my favorite actresses from uh from the haunting of hill house um kate siegel victoria pedretti uh victoria pedretti yep Yes. And I do love Elizabeth, I do love Elizabeth, Elizabeth Reeser too. We should put her in there too. She's the one that plays uh one of the sisters, right? She's the um She's uh, Shirley. Yeah, I love. Actually, okay, I have to say something about what Haunting of Hill House again. Shirley gets <laughs> a lot of Shirley gets a lot of hate as a character. Like people do not she like does, Shirley. Yeah. Like the general consensus is that people are like I can't stand Shirley. Shirley is like one of my favorite characters. Like I'm just going to say it. Like her like her and um oh my gosh you kate sigal in that movie yeah. in that show so good i love that <laughs> Dude, i love their she, little do you yeah, so she james no again no spoilers but when when uh when shirley has to come to turn so like in the final episode all like everything wraps up everybody has a story arc that comes to fruition and is fulfilled yeah michael when shirley has to face her past and like say certain things to like her husband later on yeah. that's the part that like makes me like almost ball my eyes out yeah yep that that and um the part where uh i don't know why this gets to me but it's like the part where she's leaving the room like leaving the guest house and she takes the gloves off oh yeah 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 I don't know why that makes me like emotional, but for some reason it does. I don't know. And then like, James, you gotta, you gotta watch Haunting of Hill House. Man. It's on the list. It's on the list. Um, I need bump, to add to, to, to my list up. of actresses, uh, Imogen Poots, who I think I referenced yeah. the last time you're on Kevin, um, who's gr great. Um, I also really like Grace Carolyn Curry, who was in Fall. Um, she's yeah. fantastic mm -hmm. as well. Man, there's we so many good actresses. Put, uh, Let's pull from Ari Aster's camp. Let's put Tony Collette in there. Of course. Um, and let's let her use her fucking accent for once, by the way. Because I she love always her has accent. To, 
She always has to play an American woman and it buzzes, it bugs the shit out of me. Can I pick another person that's not exactly like a scream queen, but could absolutely be a scream queen. Like, I don't think she's sure. been in any horror movies as far as I know, but, um, Sorsha Ronan. Yes. From, she just has that look. Like she just has that look. And I'm like, you <laughs> the should lovely be in bones? a horror film. Was she in that? Was she in she the... was. And she's in Lady Bird and she's in, um, the new adaptation of, uh, the one that, um, the director of Lady Bird directed. It's Little Women. She's in Little Women. Oh, yes, um, yes. Yeah, she's great. But what, I had an idea, too. I had a proposition. What if we just, like, had, like, old Scream Queens? Like, it's set in the 80s, but then we have these older Scream Queens that, like, are, like, maybe integrated in with these, like, newer, new the age new Scream Queens. So it's, like, you get, like, Heather Landenkamp and um, Nev Campbell and, like, all these, like... It would just be so, like, meta, but, like, it would be so fucking great to have, like... I mean, James is, everyone's James doing it. A- literally... James is literally clapping at the idea. <laughs> there was a fight, uh, but I do agree. Well, everyone's doing a multiverse film now, guys. So maybe this is yeah. our way in. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, we should wait. Multiverse of fear. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh yeah. man. Let's make it a slasher where there's like forty, um, like final girls in there, <laughs> and they're all like yeah. converging on all the big bads. Or we did it's, it like Spider-Man, the multiverse yeah. type thing, yes. where someone keeps getting dragged into all these different like horror films kind of a thing where it's like oh shit right and then they have to keep like teaming up to yeah i don't know that'd be fun i I feel like there's a there's there's room for a cabin in the woods style multiverse where like (laughs) we're just like there's a prison full of monsters there's a prison full of final girls and like you just open the doors and that's it (laughs) i heard this great idea are you guys a fan of the movie the monster squad I've never seen it, but I've always. I've never seen it either. I don't think. Oh, dude, check it out! It is a great '80s. It's like the Goonies, but with Universal monsters. Yeah. And they take on Frankenstein and Dracula and the Mummy and the Wolfman and all that stuff. And I remember I listened to my favorite horror, my favorite podcast, Horror Movie Night, and they were talking about. Wow, that's uh. Wow, yeah. I was gonna say, I was like. (laughs) <laughs> i mean at least you know it was a horror podcast so i can't really you know yeah but you must be hurt by that michael <laughs> my ego's a little bit bruised it's fine i'm just kidding <laughs> hey there's favorite and then there's i love how like... me and james are both like hold up <laughs> there's, there's favorite, favorite pod- there's favorite podcasts and then there's another level beyond favorite michael okay <laughs> oh i see what you're oh, that sounds here. that sounds like someone making something up <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's favorite podcasts and then there's a lifestyle okay <laughs> that, okay that's fair okay look, yeah. look you know a look, second draft is always good so we love horror and i was a teenage film snobber lifestyles all right yes <laughs> household names but, is what we are at least in yeah, my house, in, yeah. when we when we say that in, in our own houses like yeah, the exactly. people in my house know the and like their household names because we go around and tell everybody yeah exactly <laughs> And uh, you're like, now I'm in this room. I was teenage film snob. We love horror, Midnight Terrors. Now I'm in this room. And <laughs> you just keep saying it again. It's a but, multiverse uh, of podcasts. <laughs> but the Monster Squad, I heard an idea on Horror Movie Night where they were talking about maybe remaking it. And the mm. idea that the one co-host had was instead of the Universal Monsters, update it to Freddy, to Michael, to Jason, to Chucky. And they have to take yeah. on that group of them. We could do something like that and put the final, like the old final girls in there. Ooh, well, there was an it, idea. Yeah. I don't know if you heard heard this, but back in the early two thousands, um, Dimension or like the Weinstein Group. I know it's a triggering name. 
the Weinstein group had ac- got access to all the Dimension characters, which was Michael and Jason and and mm-hmm. I think Pinhead, and Bob Weinstein was spoke to Kevin Smith, and he was like, they did, you know, you know uh, was it Laurel and Hardy or I can't remember which comedy group, but like it was a comedy group, Meet the Monsters. I think there was a Laurel and Hardy. I think it was the other one. Abbott and Costello. Mm-hmm. Abbott and Costello meet the monsters. Yeah. Why don't we do a 2000s upgrade and Jane Silent Bob meet the monsters? And he was like, <laughs> and Gibson was like, look, he goes, that's a great idea, but I'm kind of doing my own thing. But it has been pitched before. So I'm busy. I'm too busy doing Tusk right now. So I'll have to get back to I mean, to I now. like Tusk. So <laughs> I love uh, I don't. So this was, I don't. <laughs> this was like 13 years before Tusk. I think it's I know, next but week. I had to give I had to give a little dig at that movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I love Tusk too. I don't Tusk hate that so movie. Dumb. I don't hate it, but I'm just like well, look, it's a it's point. a it's a bad movie, but it is a ton of fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's look, it's Can not it's also, not Red State, which I love. Red State's great. Yeah. Um, Can we also say that uh Quick side note, quick plug, I guess you can say. Uh, not really, but I'll say it is. Me and Jason and the guys from Reviewed to Death, when we did our clown crossover episode, we were talking about, uh, we were just shooting the shit for a little bit. <laughs> and I was talking about how clowns scared me. And Jason said, could you not sit on the toilet after you saw Jaws? <laughs> and he was referencing a Jay and Silent Bob thing where like Jay was afraid to sit on the toilet because Jaws is in the water and the shark is <laughs> out of the water. And I said, can we please make a movie about that concept called Ash Sharks? <laughs> and didn't and they make a didn't they make a movie called like Toilet? It's like a shark that comes out of a toilet or something. Probably. It's like Ghost Jason, Shark or something. Yeah. Jason was oh, like, God. guys, Midnight Terrors reviewed to death, Ash Sharks starring Tara Reed. <laughs> yeah i will say tara we'll to... reed oh sorry oh you're good man go ahead no no no. you go and i'll, I'll oh, no, i was just gonna say jason was like just go to sci-fi and they'll put it out <laughs> seriously um i was also gonna say tara reed is also very underrated because like her whole scene in um uh urban legend is so fucking good when she's getting chased through like the library like the big ass like school Mm. Have Dude, you guys? I just watched Urban Legend for the first time a few months ago. That movie's a lot of fun. It's really good. It's real, and Rebecca Gayhart is fucking great. I love her as yep. the villain. Uh, <laughs> Spoilers for a thirty-year-old movie. Um, Dude, sorry, <laughs> no, that, James. That, if you that, haven't no, seen, I've seen that, it. I've seen it. It's been okay. a long that time since I've seen it. Also, that movie. I will be honest. I know it's like an Urban Legend thing, but the way they execute it is perfect. That yeah. movie for me almost rivals Scream for a creepy ass opening from the nineties. Yeah. Like when they do the whole bit of uh, the killer in the back seat at the gas station, like, and then yeah. Brad Dourif there of all people being like, "Someone's in the back seat." Yeah, it's so good. It's so creepy, dude. Every now and then I get a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> when she's singing so terribly at the beginning, oh, <laughs> she deserved to get an axe to the head. Yeah, <laughs> if I remember correctly, that that was directed by Jamie Blanks, um, who also did Valentine. And uh, Which, oh, dude, Valentine's great. <laughs> I and, do uh, like Valentine, but it makes no damn fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> I I only bring it up because I've actually met Jamie Blanks because his cousin and I worked together uh, slinging DVDs a few years ago. So no that's shit. about the okay. <laughs> look, uh, look, it's <laughs> it's, it's now, no bro. John Carpenter <laughs> interview. It's no it's no Blair, Blair Witch interview. But 
I met him once. I remember his cousin goes, James wants to be a screen, he wants to be a filmmaker. What advice would you give him? And he goes, write good movies. So like that was <laughs> like, was you that, could tell. Was that a dig at Valentine? Oh. I don't know. But I feel like that was like, he'd been asked that question so often. He was just, he's like, just write good scripts. I was like, oh, thanks for the advice. Cool. Thank you. Um, yeah. I was planning on writing something awful. So I'm glad you cleared that up for me. <laughs> My whole career path changed when I heard yeah. that word of advice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, also, in, an alternate, in an alternate timeline, I could have made Jeepers Creepers the new one, whatever it's called. So I actually have a really cool idea for a Jeepers Creepers movie. Mm. Oh yeah, I would love. To, Is I this would a documentary love... about the original filmmaker. Because no, oh god, <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that piece yeah. of shit. Nope, anyway, no, 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 no. I would love to do like an origin story of Kenny and Darla, like the two people that he finds in the basement like the yeah, two high school dude. sweethearts i would love and i have ideas for it like i have actually like really good ideas for it like i wanted to do like an oh i kind of wanted to do an opening scene where it takes place in like the early like 1800s and it's like so like wagon like horse wagon buggy days and like i was thinking of like having like an opening scene where like a like a a boy or a girl in the village goes missing and like all these people from like the 1800s kind of know about this creature already like it's already kind of like these people already know about him and it's set in the same like i don't know where i'd set it but like they go out to like kind of like a witch hunt like with torches mm. and shit they go out to like hunt him down and i was thinking it'd be kind of epic to have like this entire like opening scene where he's just ripping all these fucking people apart like they find him in like the <laughs> they find him in like a field or something and he's like eating like the person that went missing or something and i just i don't know i thought it would be cool and then it flashes to present day like 1978 or whatever and i always i had like this cool idea of like how he got acquired because everybody asks how did he acquire that license plate that says beating you and i said <laughs> what if he got it from like some fucking like hot shot piece of shit that drives like the sports car and he mm. kills like he kills the guy in the sports car at the very beginning like and then takes the license plate and puts it on the back of that like like truck and that's, that's how great. you get the, that's what i was thinking i was like yeah. that would be like just fun stuff like that and then i had a cool another cool idea where it's like kenny and darla like they go to like this like fair or something like it's like this fair thing and like maybe there's like a corn maze or something or like a haunted house you know how they have like those fun houses and like i thought it'd be kind of cool if maybe like the creeper had like incorporated himself into the fun house so that he oh i love that <laughs> i love that so he can like incorporate it into like he can smell people's fear and that's how he f hunts his victims as he goes into this like haunted house thing or something i don't know no, like, that's cool like, i like yeah. that Dude, that that reminds me of that uh that more recent movie that i think went to shutter and has since gotten like a blu-ray and a dvd release but mm -hmm. uh haunt i love that movie so much I, so i haven't seen haunt but after you talking about haunt on your show michael i was like i need to watch haunt it sounds amazing Dude, check so it out. Haunt, is, mm. haunt is like a cult classic in the making mm-hmm so I, um, good i had an idea also, boys, my my legs like forgot how to work i almost stood up and the computer almost <laughs> went over <laughs> i had an idea years ago for a friday the 13th movie because i was like oh here's an idea and this is this is the premise i i don't even need to tell plot points or anything what if um what if camp crystal lake opened um but that's that's my premise for friday the 13th movie because like they never do it it's always in the off season it's always before the camp yeah, opens like you've got, you've got machetes coming through water slides cutting children in half like it's suddenly way more scary because like i think maybe in part eight with tina the psychic or part seven the psychic it is open technically but i'm like yeah why wouldn't you set it like 
in the middle of summer where the kids are there and they're like that's my premise for Friday the 13th. Like yeah. <laughs> going back to the casting thing, can we yes. also yes. this question has done... given so much conversation. Yeah. I know. Because she hasn't done that much. Could we get Pamela Springsteen back from Sleepaway Camp two and three? Yes, yeah, please. Yeah, why not? Yes, Have you please. seen those games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the sleep uh, Sleepaway Camp. I mean obviously um two and three aren't quite one, but I do like them. But that first Sleepaway Camp is one of my favorite horror films of all time. I Me think it's too, criminally dude, I underrated. Like too. I used to lo- like I Jason was my guy. I was like, yeah, Jason's great. And then I saw Sleepaway Camp. I'm like, oh, it's all about Angela. Uh, like this is a Angela, great. Angela's a beast. Yeah. yeah. Pamela Springsteen as a wisecracking '80s comedy killer mm. is fantastic. I love when she yeah. decapitates someone and puts their head in the television in front of the girlfriend and goes, "Hey, look who's on TV." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, yeah, man. that's a, a really underrated franchise. Like, it definitely is, down yeah. with that. Uh, I'm glad that. Oh, what's her name? Who plays Angela? Complete space in the, in the first one. Yeah, Felissa Rose. Rose. That's yeah. it. Like, she's made a comeback as well. Like, Alexander, yes. there's a whole like there's a huge chunk of time where she didn't want to talk about it. She was embarrassed by it, and now she's back and she's in the horror community. Like, it's so good to see. Like, Dude, yeah. Did you see how an- how fast I answered that? <laughs> yeah. Like, didn't even finish the question. I was like, Felissa Rose. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> how I am of... with people. People always go to me. They're like, who was that person that was in that movie, you know? And I'm like, well, what was the movie about? And they're like, they say like two things. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a uh, what's her face. That was Allie Larder. Dude, or... dude Michael. Oh, Allie Larder's a good pick as well. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be insane. It's just going to be movie references. <laughs> yes. And like all this crazy stuff that we've been doing because we're like the same human being. I love it. Well, we did this the other day, Kevin, when we were doing your show. We we're trying to figure out who Stephen Lang was. And you're like, just IMDb. And Jason, I'm like, no, no, no. Jason and I, we must figure this out. We can't go to IMDb. We know the answer. And then, like I said, I'm like, oh, Stephen Lang. Yeah. Like it was just yeah. one of those things. <laughs> oh man or sometimes like you'll just think of something like later on you're like oh yeah it was that person like you just like you're just dead asleep in the middle of the night and all of a sudden you just like sit up straight in bed you're like oh yeah it was felissa rose in the sleepaway camp (laughs) 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 you're like i can sleep soundly now that's actually how i wake up every morning screaming (laughs) just Everyone's like, that's "Oh, like James a, is awake." That's like a weird Steve Carell moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think we may be at the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, <I think> so. <laughs> we've been re- we've been talking with each other for almost five hours. Oh, yeah, god. like this is this is definitely the longest episode, and you guys know I don't edit, so it's gonna be like a four-hour show. <laughs> okay, man, um, I can't wait to listen back to this yeah uh yeah I, I don't know what we talked about but i had a good time um <laughs> i mean did, i know what uh, the title i know what the title will entail but i don't know if we is it Felissa rose this is just <laughs> this is just Felissa <laughs> rose that's what yeah. you put all like, caps and yeah. point. <laughs> what's the what's the uh what's the um the the best advice we can give for a podcast Felissa rose <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah what speaks to you, Rose? first and foremost be yourself and second of all Felissa rose <laughs> <laughs> oh my god jesus christ uh, gonna, dude, just to put it in be... context i i woke up i came i uploaded today's episode and went straight into talking with michael and kevin for an hour before we recorded. i haven't had breakfast it's almost lunchtime 
<laughs> yeah, I haven't eaten today yet either. I'm, and then I have to go to a friend's house after this, so I'm like, I was, mm-hmm. I was eating for part of the episode. I know he was just sitting <laughs> with his bowl of chicken, just like, yeah, keep talking, guys. <laughs> and by the by, by, by the length, off camera. yeah, and by the length of this episode, he had breakfast, lunch, and dinner because <laughs> this episode <laughs> took all day. <laughs> Michael, get those video cameras out of my room, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said Halloween Resurrection was your favorite film, so he's just trying to recreate it for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. no, no, like that's the ending to the podcast is I get killed. Yep. <laughs> isn't well, I mean, isn't that the ending of all of it? Oh no, she's back. <laughs> she just comes rushing at the screen. <laughs> Jump I can't scared. turn her. Wait, there we go. <laughs> oh, those eyes are so creepy. <laughs> They remind me of the dead eye eyes in Evil Dead. That's what they, they look do. like to me. Mm. Yeah. Good uh, just movie. To, for the people wondering what's going on, Michael is just uh, showing us his nun doll again. What's he showing us? None <laughs> your business. Okay. None your business. Uh, <laughs> They're like, guys, stop paying attention. Michael's just showing off his nun doll again. He gets me with that dumb dad joke every time. It just cra- none your business. None your it business. cracks me up. Well, and when you start throwing across the room, we call you a nunchucker, but that's another thing. Uh, yes, dead jokes galore. The worst nun meme I ever saw was someone holding up a picture of their empty wallet, and it said the nun because the wallet was empty. <laughs> God. It's like, that's so dumb. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, before we wrap things up. Again, um, happening reference. For context, by the way, for people listening. <laughs> That's a like Adam Sandler lookalike. Yeah, <laughs> Adam Sandler lookalike actor. Whatever. It's like Jesus. he just goes cheese and crackers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we, oh, my face is in pain. Um, Guys, yeah. this, this James, thank you so much, man. Yeah, this thank you, glorious, dude. I love oh, this. It's been an absolute treat. Like it's. I didn't know what was going to happen. I was I was worried it was going to get boring just talking about podcasting, but it's been the most fun. Like, <laughs> uh, it's gone better than imagine. I knew I like we all get along one on one, so I didn't think it'd be a problem at all. But like, it's just my biggest thing was like, oh, we're going to talk over each other too much, but we really didn't. We actually kind of like, and that's because yeah. we're brilliant podcasters. And what we can tell you is, is you know, when it comes to podcasting, just let your guests talk. Um, yeah. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Now it's like, oh, the last line of the show, they got to the topic. Um, now you work? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man. Kevin, where can they find you on social media? Tell them about your show before we get out of here. Yeah. Midnight Terrors, weekly horror podcast, episodes every Sunday, and there's bonus episodes that are coming out constantly. We just celebrated our one year anniversary on July 3rd, and very, very excited for that. Thank you so much. And, um, yeah, we're talking different movies every week, different horror topics. We've got some big guests coming up on the show. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> that was her congratulating you for the year. <laughs> so sorry. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> can you post a video of this on your Instagram, James, please? Yeah. <laughs> I'll just go hour four. Where is that? <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to. No, it's no, okay. that's good. Put your arms down now. You're oh making everyone. God, laugh. my face hurts so badly. You're embarrassing us. You're embarrassing us. <laughs> Stop it. 
<laughs> no, but uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram under Midnight Terrors Podcast. Uh, I'm very active on there, so come say what's up and send us your movie picks via social media. Uh, you can also send us an email at midnightterrorspodcast at gmail.com. Send us movie picks, topic discussions, and you know, come talk some horror with us. We're very active. We're very uh, welcoming and very friendly. So come talk with us. Absolutely. You guys are fucking awesome too. Love your show so much. I've been on it twice now. And uh, uh, every Michael, t- flattery gets you everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every time I talk to, to Kevin, I'm like, so when can I come on next? Like, please. <laughs> you say the same thing to me too. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Michael, tell them about your show. Where can they find it? Obviously, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to talk for you. You can talk to yourself. Oh, you're, no, you're fine. I was just about to say the same thing you were about to say. As it's been said a few times now, I'm on a hiatus right now. Um, but I have plenty of, I mean, if you're a new listener, you have plenty of episodes to get through before I start up again. So, I mean, enjoy those episodes. Uh, I don't know when I'm coming back. I am coming back at some point. I just need to take some time off time away to focus on other in uh, ventures. Is that what the word is? Uh, Other, other prospects, I guess. I don't know. Um, but yeah, you can find me at the, we love horror podcast on Instagram. I still po I still try to post like horror stuff on there because it's, I try to post more than just podcast stuff. Um, I post memorabilia, uh, you know, stuff like that. I, I do this thing. I haven't done it in a while where I do uh, a film appreciation post and I just, pick a film random at random and just put it on my social media and give it kind of like it's stripes and talk about it. I do stuff like that. Um, yeah. And you can find me on anywhere you stream your podcast. You can DM me. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm open to everybody. So just check me out. Slide into those DMS. Um, it gonna, be, it's yes, worth your while. To, uh, I was about to say that exact same thing. Slide into my <laughs> DMS. That's slide uh, into her DMs as well. Especially, <laughs> especially after this sausage party. Um, <laughs> this is such a love fest. I love it. It is. I love it so much. Uh, obviously, you're listening to this show, so you know where to find me. But in case you, you forgot, uh, I was a teenage film snob with underscores between each word because Instagram hates me. Um, I rarely post about the podcast I actually post more blu-rays and stuff like that but i do put up little clips from the shows and stuff like that and i'm constantly calling out these boys because they're fantastic um yes. podcast is available everywhere i believe um but definitely spotify definitely um apple Podcasts. um if you want to buy some sweet sweet merch head to tea public you can get a very cool t-shirt i'm not wearing it today but that's because I woke up in my pajamas. I was like, eh, I'm not getting changed. Um, <laughs> so, but you get some t-shirts, some hoodies, some stickers, and uh, we've got some really cool stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks. We are doing our apocalypse series still. And uh, I've got some very exciting stuff. I'm hopefully going to be doing in August or September with some bonus episode spin-off type stuff, but I'm still getting that all organized. And these boys will be back whenever they like, because as you can tell, they're goddamn treasures. Um, so much content, <laughs> so much fun. Thank you both so much. Like, it's, we didn't really talk about podcasting that much in the end, but we <laughs> talked about the nightmare of scheduling. Like we had to work on three time zones to make this work, but we actually made it, it actually went kind of flawlessly. I think we picked a date. It was like, yep, works, works, works for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, and, and James, thank you for putting this together. Um, yes. Again, we've said it a million times. Thank you to Harley and Tyler for bringing us together because Oh uh, yeah, let's you know that, that's enough for them. Let's I'm just kidding. No, it's fine. Let's keep that going. More like that. But uh I, I just want to say that what like by far the best part about this podcasting thing is the friendships that have been formed. 
Absolutely. And yes. like you and Michael are like two of my best friends at this point. And yeah, great. I want to say thank you to you guys and everyone in the podcasting community. So I'm gonna I'll get off my soapbox now, but I just want to say thank you, James, for putting <laughs> this together. And yeah, uh, thank everyone that is a part of the community, Michael as well. Uh yes. and we all we love you guys. Yes, thank you, James. I'm I'm gonna basically not say it because everything I want to say is what <laughs> you guys just both said. So thank you guys so much for you know supporting us and listening to our episodes. And I don't think any either one like the three of us would be here without like our listeners and the support and without each other. So thank you, Kevin and James, for being awesome. You guys are like my best friends. So our couple name is Kevin James, actually, so I really appreciate that. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, Kevin James. <laughs> Kevin they James. Kill. They got Kevin James I on the smell. show? Well, technically. It's actually Kevin Michael James, but... <laughs> that's the name of our spinoff podcast, right? Yes, exactly. Kevin Michael James, Kevin Michael and it just James. sounds like a, someone's first, middle, and last name. <laughs> yeah, no, but oh, I, smell, I smell I smell, spinoff coming soon, Uh Pod is thicker than water. Podcast coming soon. With us. <laughs> I forgot there about that joke from yes. like four hours ago. <laughs> yeah, we're getting matching. We're getting matching tattoos, guys. That say "pod is thicker than water." So, yes. <laughs> oh well, that should be the episode title, shouldn't it? Like, that's yes, like that. it should. You should do that that's or awesome. Felissa Rose. <laughs> that I like the Felissa Rose thing too. Felissa Rose. You're not going to get to that till the last like three hours, but you know. <laughs> Uh, well, I wouldn't have an American audience or, for you guys. Or so. none your business. Oh, that's what it should be. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. Why did it Alec take? Agrees. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, thank you guys so much. Without you, I would have a much smaller audience. I wouldn't have anyone in the States listening to me if it wasn't for your shows, having me on your shows and coming on my shows. So I definitely appreciate it. And uh, love you both very much. It's good love to have you, you too, on. James. Love you too, love Kevin. Buddy. Did you hear that, Michael? Michael? I got. I, I used emotions. <laughs> I know he said he loved me for once. I've been telling him I love him for months, and it's just... girl. I know. Like, well, this is the place <laughs> to do it. Uh, people, people listening, tell your friends you love them. <laughs> I tell my friends to nauseam that I love them, and they're yeah. like, "Thank you." You told me that seven times today, and I said, "I know. I don't <laughs> yeah. fucking care." Dude, Spread the love. Tell your friends that you love them. And yes, love you, James and Michael. Y'all are the best. Tell yes. them you love them and say, Felissa Rose. Felissa um, Rose. Felissa <laughs> <is> Rose. <laughs> None of your business. She's um, like one of those is... sky. She's one of those sky dancers. You know, those like <laughs> yeah. things that you twist. They, she's like, Felissa Rose. <laughs> Next episode, Balak's going to twerk. God, I'm so dumb. No, I was imagining when I was doing that a little bit earlier kevin and you were laughing i was imagining her being on one of those like boards you know like the things that like move she's just yeah. like spinning around on it like <laughs> anyway i'm so sorry yeah i've had too much oh fun with valix today <laughs> uh, that is gonna do it for this week's episode of the show thank you again to my wonderful irreplaceable excellent guests Michael and Kevin, go and check out their shows. You're doing yourself a disservice if you don't listen to them. And as I say, every goddamn week on this show, I was a teenage film snob, but I promise you, I'm trying to be better. See you next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>